Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. And Fly Racing is coming at you Monday night, April 27th, 2015. Live from Las Vegas, we are here, and we are here to talk some serious Supercross. That sounded super lame, but we're here anyways. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Terrific show coming up. Alex Martin, Kyle Regal, Lars Lindstrom, all on the show tonight. We got a mechanic. We got an arena cross guy. We got a Supercross guy. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roos Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto. All on board with us tonight. We have the BTOSports.com Gabba Gibbs. We have the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off Questions, NFAB Question of the Day, Race Tech Emails, all coming up, folks. We've got lots to talk about tonight. And uh, with me in studio, all show, he's my friend. He's a general manager at RCH Racing, Soaring Eagle, Dodge, with Brock Tickle, Kenny Roxon, former co-host of the show, the great Kenny Watson. Hi, Steve. Hi, Kenny. Hi. How are you? Winner, winner, Jimmy John's dinner. It's great to see you. No, Did you bring Jimmy John's? I did not. Why? Because you said Pookie was making dinner. Yeah, that's true. We need some Jimmy John's gift, gift cards, though, ASAP. Will do. Uh, welcome back to the studio. Uh, good to have you in. You'll be in all studio, and uh, it should be great fun uh, to talk to you about what's going on. We've got New York City Supercross. Exciting. Uh, we have Davey Millsap's talk. We have Christoph Porcel talk. We have GP talk. We have... Um, James Stewart talk? J- did you did you did I you mean, see the press conf- the, the press release? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that, it came right out right on that fifteenth, yep. like it was supposed to. Yep. Please insert sound of crickets here. Good yep. God, what uh, is going on with that? Um, yeah, uh, we're we're gonna have a good show, and uh, looking forward to having all you guys on it. If you buy something through Amazon. Click on the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. Go to Amazon, make your purchase. We get a little bit of chunk of that. And uh, if you like this kind of stuff, Thursday noon, Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB, some more Supercross talk. Take your phone calls, give stuff away. Taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down. He's the proud owner of a new pair of Fly Sector boots. Not yet, but he's going to be. The Devin Gibbs. What's going on, guys? Yeah, oh. not, not yet. Not yeah, yet. Yeah, Devin, I'm glad to see you're still here because when uh, Tits resigned... We had a tryout, and I did vote for you. Yeah, um, you did. I did. And then you can see that because Gibbs wears his Soaring Eagle shirt in tonight. Just happens coincidence. Mm. Well, Watson on the show. Funnier things have happened, my friend. He, he, runs, the, uh, he runs the T-shirt. Yeah. Well, it was more or less like I, w- I woke up from a nap about 20 minutes before I left to be here, and I looked at my what was on my bed for clothing, and I saw my Soaring Eagle shirt, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, that, that's the winner tonight. That's the winner. That's there a kid for you. Who the hell takes a nap? And during the middle of the day. I wish I could take a nap. When I didn't I take, think kids really did that. When I take a nap, it turns into going to sleep for the day. <laughs> it would have turned into sleeping for the day, but I had to set an alarm to be here. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you set it? Yeah, I did. Uh, okay. I move your mic closer again. 
No problem. Is there that better? Is yeah, that better? better? Is that yeah. be- better, everybody? Yeah, that's better. We're still getting a little what bit of feedback from you, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Hey, um, emails, voicemails coming up. Bulbamex app. You can get it. Uh, you can get the show on the app. You can listen uh, via the TuneIn app for free, or it's on the Bulbamex app. Dollar ninety nine. So check that out. And looking forward to Alex Martin, Kyle Rigo, Lars Lindstrom. Look, Watson. The the Supercar series hasn't been one of the all timers this year. It's not going to go down in the history books. Is like, do you remember twenty fifteen? Like it's not gonna not gonna be like that. Do you remember 2014 or do you well, remember 2013 or? Tw- I thought last year was pretty good because James the, the, James gave him a run yeah, yeah. until the end. Um, I thought the season started out pretty strong. I mean, when everybody was healthy, but it seemed like people I mean, were just falling week every week. Someone just kept getting hurt. And, on on paper, six different winners. That's good, but it doesn't. You know. Yeah, I, I think it'd be way. interesting to go back, like you guys did your you know pre. Supercross show and picked how many winners and yeah I think if I if my memory is correct going back and listen I think a lot of you guys said there'd be six different winners yeah maybe I think I, I mean, think I think that's how you could uh, you know wrap up your look, Supercross look super ser- smart yeah either look super <laughs> um, s- super smart or super stupid right one or the other. Um, yeah exactly I don't know if, I think we'd look stupider more than we look smarter so. stupider stupider yeah. Um, so yeah I don't know if we want to do that but uh, we can we can check it out. Um, I think this year though it, it, it's had its moments. I mean, seeing Cole Sealy win was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, seeing Trey get hurt that was just brutal. And right. I mean, there's nothing like to look back and go, "Oh, that's awesome." But I think there were some high high points in the series for sure. Um, you know, not just tooting yeah. my guy's horn, but yeah. just coming out, seeing that guy win a couple of races, and then going out and disintegrating himself <laughs> in Oakland, and, right? And everything went down well, from there. Um, but I mean, saying that, I th- I just think that you know. Ryan Dungey starting off not even being on the box and then figuring it out and not even yeah fourth of the first round then never missed the box again yeah I mean yeah. there's a lot of you know things that you can take positive from the series uh, I mean I think Eli Tomek broke out this year I think he kind of broke out of his shell showing that he can be a winner and he can contend for a championship does, in the future do, does Canard and Sealy and Tomac winning on the Hondas I mean Tomac's Geico Honda but let's face it, that's a factory bike mm-hmm. he's under the factory team. Does that say something for their team? Does that say something for for them them making strides? I think Honda has made leaps and bounds strides. I think, uh, you know, like I mean, you guys weren't on factory teams, but you did work with them. Yeah, I for, think. I mean, just you know, being around the sport and being around you know guys that worked at Honda and ridden mm-hmm. for Honda. I think in the off season they made a lot of big changes. Um, you know, there was a lot of employees that were there that you know aren't there no more, and they. And I'm not saying by any means it's. That's the reason why, but I think they went back in house, mm-hmm. and if it's just not American Honda. You look at, you know, the the GPS this weekend. Paul in one. Paul in yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Honda had a great weekend this weekend. They won the Supercross and they won the GP. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you can't take anything. I think as soon as um, HRC gets involved, when Honda decides that they want to do something, I think they're a pretty strong brand. They, they get into it, and yeah. I think you know that enough is enough, and. They were tired of not winning, and I think that they're doing everything they can. Pretty obviously, uh, the the bikes are good. Yeah, the riders are winning. On yeah, them. no, absolutely. As far as your team, RCH team, you're the general manager of pit operations. General manager. Uh, of, I, don't, I, I wouldn't I, say I would. I wouldn't say I'm the the. 
That the general manager thing, I I don't oversee everything. That's what a general manager does. We everybody takes part in it. Everyone does their own thing, and mm-hmm. we don't really have titles like oh right. you're this guy. Everyone has responsibilities, and if you come and say hey who does this, we'll point you in the right direction. Right. It's no one you know walking by swinging a big stick saying I'm the boss. I'm this. I'm that. Um. Well, uh, how's the mood of the team? I mean, Brock Tickle's been doing okay. It's funny, like Brock was killing it in the year when everyone when the field was stacked. Brock was riding really well. Had a couple of fifths, I think, or had a fifth and had some sixths and ripped through the pack. Everyone's hurt. Not everyone, but a lot of people are hurt, and he's kind of doing the same. It's That's, weird, yeah. but it's, it is true. For sure. I mean... But how's the mood of the team? How's how's everything? I mean, Roxon, um, you didn't you I won think, some races, but you know, it was crazy when we got Roxon and Roxon came and we won the first race, and then we got second in the second race, and we won the third race. We started to get like you know, I, I don't, don't want to say that we started to get big headed because we didn't, but we started to expect to win every mm-hmm. weekend, and we yeah. had that that expectation like we should we should win every weekend or we should be on the box, which we should have, which we could have if yeah. the guy didn't get injured. But I think that we started to get a little bit, you know, hey, expect more than we really should. And, you know, we had – there was a little powwow, you know, with our team. And we had to, you know, stay on a level playing field the whole way. You know, we couldn't be at 30,000 feet all the time. Yeah. We had to be at a constant yeah. 20,000 and just stay in the middle and not – our up. Because in the sport, man, it's – you could go from, the, you know, from the top to the bottom overnight. Yeah. So well, One thing Brooks told me – Larry Brooks told me a long time ago when he was my manager, he's like – I love the roller coaster of the sport, and I'm like, really? I hate it because I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I don't like it. I mean, I think the ups are ups, but the downs are downs, and when the downs are down, there's uh, people yeah. get really bummed. Well, I mean, a program like yours, I mean, you have a ton of money behind it. You know what I mean? A ton of uh, pressure, everything else. So, you know? Yeah, but it, it's. I shouldn't say it's better than just having OEM money. It's it's a, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, the expectations are different from a sponsor. Um, you know, if, if you're not winning, you know, at a factory level and you're getting factory money, there's a lot of pressure from the factory to, mm-hmm. t- to get better. And, you know, speaking of that, I mean, you could f- take this right into the Millsaps thing. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but on our program, we are fortunate enough where we are a marketing machine and that's what got us to where we're at. So if we're not winning, we could always fall back and, and give the sponsor a return on their investment with, you know, mm-hmm. social and, yeah. you know, media and data and data capturing where they could, you know, email, you know, we could send out a database of a bunch of emails where they could go right to their consumer. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but of course, we're there to race. How much? How much pressure did you feel from people to put Kenny back into Supercross? I mean, let's face it, we love no. motocross, but Supercross is, you know. Or Are you at. talking about after, like, when he's supposed to come back from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was talk um, of him coming back, and then you guys have shelled him now. But I, I you know, it's, there out of all of our sponsor, there was one that you know was in their contract that he had to be there. Was um, it guts racing? Because Andy down there, yeah. I'll tell you what. No, it was. I'm just kidding. I'm it was. Kidding. It was. You know, they, they just didn't really understand the sport. Yeah. And you know, but once we, you know, kind of filled them in about what's going on. Yeah. And, and it, it has happened that, you know, unfortunately Trey got super injured, and we had to use that for a platform. Going, hey, we're out of the championship. Yeah, going to win a couple races here and there might be good. Yeah. But is the risk for a reward really worth it? Right. When we could start fresh and yeah. have a guy. And plus, he wasn't ready. He wasn't a hundred percent. A lot of people don't understand. What happened was, in Daytona, he had um, a quarter-zone shot the mm-hmm. day before. Yeah. And it went right Which into... Which is pretty the, normal for... Yeah, yeah. So it went right into the joint, 
and where he dabbed his leg, he hit the outside of his foot in the in the side of the rut, right where he got the shot. So that was the pain he was feeling, and it was just mm-hmm. a constant pain. Five minutes later, he was fine. Yeah, he wanted to race, and you know. Because it looked serious at Daytona, man. Yeah, it looked yeah. gnarly, but yeah. he was fine. After right, he was right. jumping rope, right, right. and he's like, "Look, I'm fine. I'm fine." And <laughs> you know, everybody on the team, you know, they had to, you know, step up and say, "Hey, if you're not a hundred percent, you know, we're not going to take a chance. Right. It's not worth it for you to go out there to roll around and get a fifth right. for a lot of things. You know, for his confidence, first of all, knowing guys are beating him that shouldn't be beating him. Yeah, and you know, and for the injury just to keep lagging on and being injured, it wasn't worth it. Let me let me put it to you this way, and I'm sure I know the answer to this. But a, guy, a team like yours, you know, you signed Kenny, you, you had hopes for the Supercross season title, and it looked pretty good. And he got hurt, and he, he didn't do it, obviously. But it makes you realize a guy like Dungey or Villapoto, four years in a row for Villapoto, seventeen races. Dungey's there almost all the time. Yep. He, some of us, including me, may be knocking Dungey times for not having speed or whatever. Broke his collarbone like two years ago, missed like three races or two races. It's hard work, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's 17 races in 18 weeks, and, and it is uh, these guys are gnarly at that level. Yeah, you know, one thing Kenny did say was this is the first time I've missed around. I missed because of injuries since, like, 2010. Oh, really? And yeah. he wasn't happy about it. Um, but, you know, once again, like you said, it shows you, like, if you go back and you look at Jeremy McGrath, those the run he went on, yeah. the run yeah, Villa went on. Yeah, and, no. Excuse me. And all these other guys. I mean, it's a lot to do with it. But a lot of people don't realize, too, you know, when we started the, the, the whole RCH program, when we switched over from Hart and Huntington, we, mm-hmm. had a, we had a goal was to win a championship by 2016. So we were kind of one year ahead of schedule of mm-hmm. what, we, what, what our you know, business plan yeah. was. And a lot of people need to realize Kenny Roxon's 20 years old. Yeah. 20 years old. I don't think there's been a Supercross, you know, champion at 20. <coughs> Getting choked and, up. Yeah. What in, about um, in, in that class? So you know, it's all been a huge learning experience for everyone involved, including himself and us. And right. you know, there was a lot of talk at the beginning of the year. They're not going to win. They don't have championship team. No they one talked about that. No they don't one. have this. They don't have that. But you know what? All in all, it's everything is on track. We're moving forward. Yeah. Got an outdoor and, uh, title to defend, so he'll go into there wearing number one plate. So yeah, that's kind of. A little different for us. <laughs> how's the how's the outdoor testing going with Kenny? Everything good? Everything, uh, yeah, I think the guys are. Of course, I've out been there. following him on social media. It looks like he's riding a lot. <laughs> yeah, he is. He has been riding, but right. he uh, he's doing. You know, he's getting comfortable on the bike still. And yep. you know, Brock started testing last week, and Brock seems like he's pretty happy. And uh, you know, we're going to go out and do our best. Right, I mean, right. Like you said, it's a long season outdoors too. Right. Run, uh, Ryan Dungey's good. Who knows what's going to happen with Stu? Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen with, you know, Trey and, and the rest of the guys? Um, Eli, I mean, all those guys are great riders. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, and, I, I mean, looking at it from uh, Roxon, uh, Trey won't be back till after the break, so he's going to be out for a while. Who's next? Uh, Roxon, Dungey, Tomac. Again, outdoors. Right there. That's going to be gnarly. What about, what about Barsha? Uh, well, I have him on my list to talk about. Right now, I'm not putting him in that group. I don't see how you can. He's having a rough go of it right now. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. I wanted to talk to you about uh, a few things, one of them being um, this Davey Millsaps thing. Um, it obviously rocked the sport right before Santa Clara came out Thursday. 5 p.m. press release drop. Fired from Kawasaki. 
um, something found in his locker. Whether it was WADA illegal or not, uh, depends on who you talk to from, from on my end of sources. But no matter what it was, he needed a prescription, couldn't provide one, fired. Pretty gnarly. Now, if this was some team in the pits that hires and fires riders and let them go, I would be, well, they look at his results and they don't want to pay him. I don't know what he was making, maybe you do, but I was thinking to myself, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise if some team weaseled their way out of paying him. But this is Factory Cowie. This is a big deal. They don't just do this kind of stuff. So, uh, what's your take on it? What do you think? Well, I mean, people in the pits range from, hey, if this was RV, they would just have pulled him aside and said, don't do that again. Other people are saying, you know, there's no way. I agree, 100%. If it was, if it, if it was a year before, like last year, yeah, yeah, and we were going to to New York or wherever we were going at yeah, the time, Santa Clara. There's no way. There's no way they're with a with a title contender. They're going to do that. But so you think you think they did it? I mean, obviously it was bad enough to to get somebody fired. So it was you know contractually a bad deal. Um, but you yeah you you're more of the opinion like hey they just would have talked to him. They didn't really need to do this all the way. I mean, it's a big thing what they did. Monster Energy's their sponsor. They didn't go to the last three races. They have no rider. Outdoors, they, you know, no rider. Uh, pretty crazy. Well, I, I mean, I, I look at, at, at a couple different ways. I think, I, first, on Cowie's behalf, I don't know what was in there. I really don't care what was in there. It's really none of my business. But at the end of the day, if Cowie feels that it is something that could harm their brand mm-hmm. and it's illegal enough where it's in their truck they get the truck driver gets pulled over right. and they find a banned substance Which i think that's all the angle they're coming from well because yeah. they're not saying davy's doing it because they have no proof of that they're uh-huh. saying you put our team in danger yeah there's so that's what they're kind of they're i just found is. that i mean this is just what i this is me speculating yeah no i just, I just thought it was it. really weird when i was in houston and one of my good friends was there, and he got flown in to help drive the truck from Houston back to the shop. And the, the, they said that the truck needed to be back at the shop by Monday. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had to do something on Monday. Okay. Well, there was no other team that had a driver help drive. So he's like, I don't know what's going on. Something's going on where they need the truck back. So something in Houston, like something was going on by then. Okay. So I don't know if something was up then, if they found something, if that was the case. My, me personally dealing with Kawasaki, and this is me speaking myself, I wouldn't put anything past them doing what they did. Come on. That's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just me. On a business standpoint, they have done things to me saying one thing and doing another. Mm-hmm. This is a, a big n- deal, though. A numerous amount of times. Yeah, it's a big deal, but little things turn into big things. That's all I'm trying to say. Right. And I, I don't have anything against Kawasaki. I have nothing bad to say about their program. I have nothing bad to say about Davey. Like I said, it's not my deal, and mm-hmm. I don't care about it. But what I do care about is, you know what? This guy has a family. He's a provider. And for them to do that the way they did that, I think it's bullshit. Um I, I think that, you know, they have a really strong HR department. I know they have lawyers. I know they have all this other stuff. They must have had a legal ground to stand oh, absolutely. on. Absolutely. Else they're yeah, not going no, to do, do that. that. No, they're not going to open themselves I up. But I kind of for... think, no matter what it was, it was chicken shit. Hmm. It was chicken shit. It was chicken shit. I mean, James Stewart got caught cheating. He got caught cheating. You're talking about uh, a team that has a brand 
you know, at Suzuki that could take a backlash about things. They got caught. He got caught. They didn't fire him. Right. Yeah. No. You know yeah. he. You know he got caught, uh, and you don't think that there at, at at any point in time there was a banned substance in their truck or with him or in. Well, James had a prescription for what he got caught for, and now he didn't fill his paperwork and all that. And yes, he has a violation of that. But no, I, I got what you're saying. Um, absolutely. So James but, had a James had a prescription the whole time. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't in the truck. He's got a motorhome too. Dave he doesn't have a motorhome, so. You know that's part of I the issue know. too. I, 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 like I said, I mean, Cal, I, I think I don't have a horse in this race. No, neither do I. I. It's a big news in our sport, though. We, we, you know, big news to talk about. He's a star rider. Davey's a, a big name rider. Uh, I, I, I mean, Kawasaki obviously has an ironclad, shut uh, reason to do this. They wouldn't open themselves up for for a lawsuit. So this is what I do you know, know. and so. I will let I, and I will I will say about this much as I know. I know. That wait, hold on. You know everything. I know everything. I don't know everything, yeah, I but know. I kind of know a little bit about what's going on with the substance. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is or what it was or what, but I do know that when he was getting treated for some stuff, that it it went. They they got a hold of Wada and asked him if it it wasn't it yeah. was not on the ban list. Right, right, right. So maybe. It was something it, needed prescription, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Davey, the people he work with, you know who they are. They're around your truck also. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about that? Not at all. You're not. I mean, you, you have all. people that maybe aren't qualified to inject people with things or get substances? First of all, we'll, we'll, we'll clear this up straight away. Are you, are you at all worried that where this could lead? No. Okay. Uh, first of all, the, the, what, what, what happened with... That whole situation, like I said, I don't know if it was injectable or not injectables. But the people that treat him, I would I would put my life in their hands, and I would trust them. And you know what? It it's it's not to put blame on any one person or one thing. It's just like the James thing. It's a situation that went bad, well, and it was a miscommunication. If I'm Davy, look, Davy's not smart enough to go. I feel as a writer, he's not smart to be like, hey, I need a. Uh, Prolaxofen for this my injury. Like he's not smart enough to do that. Neither am I. Neither are you. You know what I mean? We're not. Doctors. But the guy that treated him was and got a hold of Wada and said, "Hey, is this yeah, okay yeah, yeah, to yeah. use this?" And it was. Yeah, that's fine. But the, but the guy he got a hold of shouldn't. He doesn't have a prescription. But he, he doesn't have a prescription. But, but, but he does. The guy that treated him got. He personally is uses it in his office on okay, a daily okay, basis. But Davey got fired because he didn't have a prescription for this stuff. That's the bottom line. If Davey produces a prescription, he's still riding for Monster Cowie. To me, that raises alarm bells. That's all. Okay. I'm. Oops. I would be worried. I, I'd be worried. I'd be worried for you. I'd be worried for your rider. I'd be worried for other clients. Well, we're not. Okay. <laughs> we're not because you know what? I don't think that the what he was using or what yeah, was I, going I, on is was. I don't know what it was. It, I don't know. Either do I. Yeah. Either so, do I. So I'm not saying it was something bad. But it's bad enough to get a guy fired. I know one thing. The the people that he's worked with that works with us, I would trust them with my life. All right. That leads us into our next segment here, our next question about this. The NFAB question of the day. NFAB, uh, finest truck accessories money can buy. NFAB has you covered. Step systems, light mounting solutions, the bumpers and Jeep gear. Dress up your rig with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories. N-Fab.com. 
Great guys and Fab JGR Yamaha team. Uh, f- phenomenal guys. Thomas. Is Thomas, great guy. Thomas Fick. He's got my steps on my ridgeline. So awesome, the question awesome of the day. Awesome dude. The NFAB question of the day for you, Kenny Watson. Is if I'm going to take cash or a check from Koi? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Where does Millsaps go from here? What's next for him? Who, are, who hires him? He's a, still a good rider. He'll land on his feet. Yes. Yes, he will. With who? It's it's what, too. What? I think it's too soon to know. Yeah. Because you're talking in the middle. Now of he the was season. at Santa Clara trying to get an outdoor ride. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, does he go for outdoors? You think? Do you uh, think he finds something? No, I don't think he will. Okay. I don't think. 20, I don't think he'll find anything. But you think the funny he'll be thing on the line? I had. You think he'll I, be on the line? At I don't know if I talked to you. I I was okay. saying, does Davey even if he stays on Cali? Do you think? I was like, do you do you see him riding outdoors? Do you because something always comes up? Uh. No, I, I don't know why he would. Yeah, he hasn't done a complete outdoor series since 09 on a Honda. I don't know. 09, 010. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think. Where does he go? I don't know where he goes. Would but you I hire think, him? Would I hire him? Yeah. Would well, you hire first him? of all, I don't hire the riders no, anymore. No, no, no. But I don't mean. If I had an open spot, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I mean as a fictional team manager that, 100%, that you used to be. 100%. Um, do you think any OEMs are would be run away from supporting him because of this? Or, no. or do you think? No. I don't think so either. Do you either. think any OEMs would run away from hiring James Stewart? No. Okay. Yeah. So uh, does he get a factory ride? I think if there's a spot open, he does. He gets consideration for it. I mean, he's just 100%. he's ridden for so many teams that I don't know. Who, like he would have to go. Okay, for this is the way like you Larry look at Ward it. did the same thing. I mean, it's, it's you been look done at before. it like this. There's a handful of guys that can win. Yeah. If everything is right, the guy can win. He has. He's proven. He's a proven winner. So saying that, of course, you hire him. Right. Okay. So you think 2016 we see him on the line? Definitely. Right. Do you think? If you're Davey and uh, a B team wants to hire you, would, would he do it? I think if the if, I think if the bike was good enough mm-hmm. and he was comfortable, Gets he him. would do it. Yeah, he's done it before on a B team, right? Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, they were they weren't factory supported. You're talking about the Rockstar Suzuki team. Yeah, they didn't. Right, they right. were they were full right. privateer team. Right. Um, should be interesting to see. That's the NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com. Great let me, guys. Let me ask you a question. Yes. If you're Rockstar Husqvarna, do you hire Davey Millsaps over Christoph Purcell? I'm going to get into the Purcell thing with JT and you later. Um, I don't know what happened with Davey and that team. I heard from people that would know that they stiffed him on money. I heard from other people that would know that they, they didn't stiff him on money. I heard from people that say he hated that KTM, he was never going to ride it, and he was, he was milking out his injury. And I heard people tell me he's really injured, dude. So honestly, I have no clue what happened to that team. Is that the is bike? It, the bike that they're riding right now. The bike that is Dungey's bike from last year. Exactly. Yes. Okay. But I don't know how that ended with him and that team. I have more answers than, than more questions than answers. Gotcha. Okay. Did you hear the same thing? I mean, do you know? No, I mean, I, I don't know anything it, about it. So I think there's bad blood. So then I don't think he can go there. But I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't. Think. <laughs> but I don't you know. But I mean, this way I look at it. If there wasn't bad. Uh, I don't know. If there wasn't bad blood and they needed mm-hmm. a guy, why wouldn't they just go get him? Yeah, because the uh, we'll talk about the Purcell thing. Is Jason Purcell Thomas. just Supercross or is it? No, he's racing outdoors. No, is it just outdoors? Is it Supercross next year too? I don't know. I think it's just outdoors right now. Purcell doesn't have a great history of making it through relationships, so I think they probably just said, Look, let's, let's get through 12 rounds and reevaluate. 12 rounds? Yeah, outdoors. Okay. Um, Did I make a bet with Cox before how long he was going to last? Remember the bet I made it? with Cox? What was that? He said he was going to be top five. By Redbud or something? 
I don't remember. I don't know. Don't, I don't want to get Cox and the bet involved because he's still <laughs> probably angry about it. Yeah. He's still angry about it. He says I didn't pay. Pulp and Mech Show is presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing, FMF, Star Racing, Rockstar Husky, Troy Lee KTM, JGR Yamaha, Crossland Honda, Hanny, and BTO KTM all use FMF. Whatever brand you ride, FMF knows how to feel the power. Since their inception in 73, 43 years of champion experience, FMFRacing.com. Thanks to FMF Little D down there for coming on board with us. Uh, been with us since you were co-host of the show, which I'm sure. I think I got that deal for you. No, you didn't. Bullshit. I got, I got. No, some, you didn't get that deal. I got half me. your deals for you. you. You got some deals. I don't think anybody that's still on board, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Where's connection? That was you. Uh, that was uh, you. Uh, they're still on board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. Okay. Don't even say it. I know, um, I know you were. Uh, yeah, so we'll. Uh, and we'll talk about New York Supercross, too. I want to get your thoughts on the uh, daytime program. Let's get into uh, Raining Yellow before we get up with our next guest. Raining Yellow, what's up, man? Hey, it's. Um, I thought the daytime Supercross was the coolest race of the year. He waits on hold and his phone breaks up. He waits on hold for 25 minutes. Can you hear me? Yeah. You there? There we go. The daytime race was the coolest race of the year. I disagree. I disagree strongly. <coughs> well, I mean, no, 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 no. Just the fact that it was during the day, I thought, I, I don't know, it was something refreshing to see. Were you there? No. Okay, then you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Okay, I'm, well, hey, I am raining yellow, so that makes sense. What's going on with Stewart? Uh, What's going on with Stewart's appeal? That's what I want to know. But get this: um, I'm at a local track, Club Moto in Livermore, California. I'm t- sitting there in between motos, talking to my father-in-law, and this guy next to me keeps looking over at me. And uh, next thing you know, he leans over and says, "Hey, are you raining yellow?" Yeah. So. That's a trip. Okay, was it? Was it? So, so did you take a picture with him and sign something for him? No, we just uh, chatted, and uh, he like he was a fan of the show. Great, and a fan of Raining Yellow, just to recognize my voice. I thought it was kind of cool. There you go, bro. Yeah, Pulp and Mech Show, dude. I took photos with a lot of listeners this hey, weekend. Did you meet a lot of listeners? Raining Yellow, welcome, yeah. welcome to Stardom, bro. <laughs> There's oh a, yeah, there's enough oh, yeah. room. There's enough. Welcome. There's enough room for all of us on top. The re- the uh, the carpet, the the little uh, thing will will rise for you. The I met two carpet. guys uh, at my over the hill game race too uh, that are fans of the show that that have uh, that's great. We're a fan of Rain Yellow per se. Cool story, Rain Yellow. Um, one last thing I'll say. Let me say one last thing about okay. sports appeal. Yep. I'm waiting on that because. My one-year wedding anniversary is the day of Hangtown. And if James is able to race, my wife says, for our anniversary, we can go to Hangtown. Well, I'd make reservations at the local winery because I don't think it's going to happen, buddy. Yeah, well. I I I want to see it happen. I I would love to see James out there myself. All right, Rainy. Thanks, buddy. Take it easy, guys. Thanks. Hey, speaking of that. What? I felt really like. This weekend we had to go do an autograph signing, mm-hmm. and um, at this place called the Motorcycle uh, the Moto Mall, Motorcycle Mall mm-hmm. in New Jersey, and we were there, and we were kind of like in the back. Do you go with Baggett all the time? You saying, I don't go with Baggett. No, but, but so yeah, your team. <laughs> yeah, me and Baggett and Tickle usually are the only ones from <laughs> yeah. Suzuki that go to all of them. Right. So we're there, and James is there, and James comes down. Oh, he was at New York. Yeah. Oh. So we sat at this table, and he was sitting there, and we were just you know bullshitting whatever, mm-hmm. and. Some lady walks up with her kid and says, hey, can you sign this T-shirt, whatever, take a picture. And, 
And then the, some random dude walks up to James and just says, hey, so what's the deal? Are you racing? Like, like, what are you racing again, dude? Like, and I felt so, uh, like, like I could yeah. see James was, like, felt really awkward. And, like, right. this dude just straight called him out. And I was like, wow. Well, I mean, wouldn't James just go, I don't know? I mean. No, he said not until August. Oh. Well, you know, I guess that's officially, that's the ruling, right? Yeah, he goes, yeah, I don't know, man. Not, not until August, I don't think. And, and the guy just kept asking him more questions. And I could see how uncomfortable James felt. Right. And I'm just like, dude, these people are ruthless. Like, yeah. this guy, like, I, I mean. Love him or hate him, dude. You gotta feel for the guy. Oh, absolutely. Like, you gotta feel for the guy. Like that, that, that whole thing is the biggest. You know, I have my opinion of it, but right. just the whole way it went down was just bullshit. Vortex Racing. Uh, Vortex offers a three V three motocross bar that's twenty nine percent stronger than competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of R&D and testing in these super strong bars. VortexRacing.com, Stuart Baggett, uh, the Babbitts Kawasaki team uses Vortex as well as our next guest. He is tied for the Arena Cross points lead going into the final round this weekend at South Point Casino. And uh, on the Ty Lube Husqvarna Tough Racing Chris machine. Plus? It's not Chris Plow, so oh, you wish it was damn it. That's your buddy. No. Kyle Regal, what's up, Kyle? Hey, this guy's my buddy, too. How's it going? How's it going? Hey, hey, hey. hey how's Pellegrino? How, how's Mark? How's Mark? <laughs> I think doing pretty good. I think. Um, yeah, no, I haven't talked to him since. Actually, it's kind of kind of sad, but since before the season started. Oh, are you guys on the outs? Well, not the outs. It kind of some stuff was said. Uh, the mutual, the mutual stuff was said, and he didn't like it. And well, I don't know. You, you can only listen to one side of the story and then get your opinion. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's a tough deal, but yep. I'm actually he's actually coming to the race this weekend, so hopefully I can. <laughs> wow, we win the championship and and uh, and thank him. You know what I mean? Because obviously, I'm doing something right. Right. Um, well, he, he he lives on in the show still. The drops. Yeah, still no, yeah, he, he, <laughs> I, I hear the sound drops get brought up all the time. Okay. Hey, uh, Vortex Racing, you run Vortex Bars. Uh, that's good to, good to hear. Yep. Uh, good good quality stuff. You're happy with it? Yeah, no, for sure. I've, I've, uh, I've been landed on this year. I've hit the wall a couple times, and <laughs> I think we actually haven't even changed the bars. It's always uh, nice. it's the front wheel going one way or another. So, yeah, that's good for sure. Great. Vortex Racing, you're bringing you Kyle Regal, tied with Jacob Hayes. Uh, this past weekend in Fresno, you uh, you went like eleven uh, one or something um, in the two nights, uh, two main events, and it's funny though, Regal. Like you know, we talk about we've had Hayes on the show before, and you know they do the reverse, they draw, draw open the briefcase, Kenny, for the reverse starting order, or you determine how your starting order is going to be. So Kyle has a crappy main event one, and almost always Kyle, there's some sort of inversion, right? Most of the times, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. There's always either the. The eight or the sixteen, right. the zero has been pretty rare this year. So Regal's pumped. He, he got eleventh. You know what I mean? He's, he's thinking there's going to be an inversion. and He's going to get the inside gate. No, no, no. They don't do that. They, um, the first moto winner, I think, was Gurky. Pulls zero, no inversion. So Regal's on the outside. But you still win, so that's good. Salvaged a weekend, yeah, no, right? For sure. Did you get the start in the Salvaged second row? For still, sure. it was just what happened. The first race should have never happened either. I should have never been that eleventh place. Hey Kyle, did you have but the start? But it's arena crossing. Did you have to start in the second row in the inversion? Um, in the second well, row? I was supposed to, but the way it worked out, it was a 180 right-handed turn, mm-hmm. and guys obligated to line up second row back row. I mean, second row inside because the outside really didn't have a chance. You know what I mean? It's a yeah, 180 yeah. right turn yep. into the loop. So everyone just gets pushed to the top of the berm, and um, the outside guy never really gets a chance. Well, 
I was really, really heated after the first race, and I actually pulled the whole shot from the outside gate. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, how's that? Yeah. How, how are you adjusting to the to the Husqvarna to the bike? Do you like it or? I no, yeah, I I truly do. I love it. I from the first round, I when I got on it, I was like, man, this thing rips, and it, I was killing the loops. I I made a suspension change this year using Factory Connection with what the team's using, and man, I I, I can't blame anything on the bike I, i've had a couple crashes in the woos but it's it's stuff that i'm doing mm-hmm. um that what that was causing that and and I, I feel like here as of late I, I figured out the bike pretty good and where i can attack the tracks all the way around did you have a did you have a, um any testing going in or was like because you just said from the first round when i first rode the bike i mean did you have any t- preseason testing on well, the bike or did you just get on the thing at the first race to say hey we're here well, basically, yeah, I think we had them like maybe a month before, but they were building them and figuring them out on the dyno part of it. So I, I just had a stock bike, honestly, and um, got the suspension from Factory Connection, bolted it on, and I was just riding the arena cross track as much as I could before the series. So it wasn't, I never tested anything motor-wise. Um, I literally showed up to the first race, and it was, honestly, that's pretty scary to do. And um <laughs> Like, I don't know, it's just crazy. I, I was uh, leading the first main, and then I got a little cross in the whoops and went into the wall. That's the same when I hit the wall and the bars stayed up. So, <laughs> um, other than that, like, I, I feel like I've been a solid guy all year long, got a lot of wins, and and, and I, I honestly feel really comfortable on this bike, and I don't see myself changing even for next year. Um, I just feel comfortable on it, and why, why change when you're – on so much of a high, you know. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You have a question for uh, the uh, Ty Lube Husqvarna Tough Racing uh, Kyle Regal. Uh, give us a call and uh, Vortex Racing bringing you Kyle Regal on the show. Yeah, it seemed like Kyle looking at the results all year, and I watched some most of the rounds on TV. You really warmed up as the season went on. You got better and better. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, like I said, it, it. I I feel like it's been a solid year for me, and it definitely getting my um, career back in the right step, I mean, like, in the right direction, step mm-hmm. by step, I think. And, um, honestly, at first round, like I said, I was leading it, and I feel like I'm always in the front, and the bike's been killing it off the starts and arena cross. The starts are so important. Um, and I feel like I've, I've gotten a lot of good starts and putting myself in the position to get a lot of race wins. And um, a couple unfortunate things have happened these last few weekends, but before that, I think I was, like, four out of six, Mm-hmm. Moto wins. I mean, overall wins. So I felt like as the championship got reset, I, I put myself in a good position. Um, the only time I really messed up is when I was putting myself on the ground. It was only getting me back to a fourth or fifth overall. So they were always good salvages um, for how it could have gone. Hey, Kyle, what, what's hold your... on, hold on. Let me no, no, let no, me talk. On. This is my ex-rider. Uh, okay. This is my ex-rider. All right, sorry, sorry. Used... Uh, hey, how many ex-riders do you have? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Dude, I would say the only thing that's... You know, I've noticed Kyle from the first race to the last race, mm-hmm. his hair got longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, no, for real though. Uh, what what's your what's your training regimen? Like, I know you guys used to have your spot down in in Texas. Where are you living at now, and where are you riding? Because I I heard that maybe you were out in Florida for a while. Is that true? Yeah. No, I was um, right before the race for the championship reset. Um, I kind of wanted just to give myself the best chance at, you know what I mean, winning the championship. And I thought uh, moving to Florida was actually the best deal for me. And um, the guy that trained Jeremy Martin last name, Dylan Turner, I'm actually living at his place and uh, training out there, riding at, like, Colleen's track, 
um, mm-hmm. Zach Bell's track. I, I got there's a lot of tracks down there and a lot of options. So I figured moving down there until the end of the series would um, honestly give me myself the the best chance to win the thing and uh, never hurts to invest in yourself a little bit. So made a move down there, but it was a little. I wish I could have honestly had done it earlier, but I had a lot of um, obligations back in Texas. I trained kids during the week, and mm-hmm. it was a kind of a deal where once I got the points lead before it reset, and I was talking to people's parent, the kids' parents, and I was like, man, I just wish I could give you know, mean myself a little bit more time because the deal where I got to prep an outdoor track, prep an arena cross track, water the whole entire thing, train the kids, and I got to ride myself. So it, it was a, <laughs> right. it was literally, I'm waking up at eight o'clock at night. I mean, eight o'clock in the morning. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Not going, getting back to the house until eight o'clock at night. So yeah. it was, just, it was good. Honestly, it was a deal where it got my head back on straight and, and to feel obligated to kids and waking up and, you know, I mean, you can't let down a kid. I yeah. can't say, oh, hey, sorry, man, I didn't make it to the track this morning because I was out last night. So, honestly, it, it got myself in a good position, and uh, I feel like I've been in been in the zone all year long. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier in the interview here. Um, do you see Arena Cross as, like, a, a viable option for the rest of your career? Is this something you'd want to keep doing? I mean, I don't know how much money you're making this first year, but, you know, if you pull this title off, you'll, you'll most likely get a raise. And, I mean, is this something you could see yourself doing for a number of years, a la... Buddy Antonez and Denny Stevenson and the and uh, Josh Demuth and these guys. Um, honestly, I, I'm a huge fan. Obviously, when you're growing up as a kid, you, you want to be in the Supercross. You want you want to be at the highest level possible, mm-hmm. and that's just something. Even seeing, uh, I know Tyler's had a lot of success in Arena Cross and um, and then transferred over Supercross. I'm not saying I can or can't do that, but I'd love to have myself at least give myself an opportunity to get back to Supercross with with a legitimate light steel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I maybe jumped the gun on the 450 way too early because I'm still young. I'm only 23 years old. So it's not like a deal where where I, I feel like I only have a couple years lost. I, I feel like um, me getting my head back on straight, uh, I feel like I'm just starting to get warmed up and uh, get back into, you know what I mean, doing it, doing it 100% compared to, right. you know what I mean, the last few years I kind of willed it out there a little bit, but got my head back on straight like I said. And, mm-hmm. I would think I would give myself one more year in arena cross and then cool. I feel like the stuff I've learned here could transfer over to supercross real well with the aggression side of it. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it's a deal where it's a different style of racing, but bringing that to supercross, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I think I could use it to my advantage 100%. Yeah. I think that, you know, being around you and knowing your work ethic and you know, you, you sound like you've uh, matured here a little bit and, uh, I, I can remember just being back at at your place in Texas, and you were what was that kid's name that you that was the arena cross guy that you used to train with all the Chad time? Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson. There you go. I remember when you were coming up and you were still riding Suzukis and you were riding for the Rockstar Suzuki team and you were just getting ready to turn pro, and you guys would go do your motos early in the day, come back, get your running shoes on, run to the gym. And I don't even know how far I was. We're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you would jog to the gym, work out at the gym, and run back. And by then, yeah. I mean, it was dark. And I'm like, wow, this kid is, like, really, really working hard. Um, but I, I think that with that work ethic and it's just, you know, like you said, you're 23 years old. 
you got so much. I'm actually imp- shocked he's that young. Well, you got to so remember no offense, he was Kyle 16. I he guess. Was, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he, you know, like he said, he might have jumped the gun too soon, and maybe he had pressure and people pushing him in the, in, right. you know, in, in the wrong direction. But you know, it was funny when he rode for us when he was a filling guy. He had so much talent. You've seen the talent, but maybe the eth- the work ethic wasn't there at the time. But you know, I'm just here to tell you congratulations for your success and. I wish you the best, man. I really do. I, I'm I'm super excited for you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that a bunch. And it's a deal where, you know what I mean, I got even good people around me in Texas, and they're pushing me in the right direction. And um, I think that, that that's something maybe I did lack once I did get on my own. But you see it, a lot of people go through it and stuff like that. And honestly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in the situation I am now, I don't think, if I didn't go through that. You know what I mean? And yeah, and the sure. people around me, it's awesome for them to, you know what I mean, give me the opportunity, the whole team and stuff like that. I, yeah, I had an opportunity last year, but even that, I felt like I did a little bit half-assed. And um, I just honestly put a lot into it this year, and obviously getting a lot out of it um, makes it well worth it. And like I said, all year long, I've been just wanting the chance for the championship in Vegas. I may have I may have given up a lot of points the last few weekends, but I feel like it could have gone a lot worse with, with the way things worked out and we're both going in with a red plate. So it's going to be, it's going to be a deal where anything can really happen. Just got to do the work during this last week and give it my all on Friday night. Yeah. I think you're, you, you, you yourself are, is, are a perfect example of, you know, a lot of kids growing up has had everything given to them and they've been pushed and they've maybe not wanted, you know, maybe not wanted to do this and they were pushed into it. And then finally, when, you know, their parents or whoever backed them said, all right, fine, do it on your own. They would stray off, and then the wheels would fall off. I'm not saying your wheels yeah. fell off. I mean, uh, the lug nuts might have came a little loose maybe. <laughs> but you got a, you got in there, and you tightened them up, and you're, you're, you're proving that it can be done where there's, you know, I don't even have to bring anybody's name up, but there's tons and tons of kids out there that have done that, and they can't get back on track. So if I were you, yeah. I would look at yourself in the mirror and be very, very proud of your achievement. Win, lose, or whatever happens this weekend, I think just keep grinding. And I definitely, I think you can come back and, and race Supercross. I do, if, if I was a team manager of a lights team, you'd be definitely a guy to be looking at. Because, you know, I think you're in the position now where in the next two to three years, there's only one or two guys that are coming up that are really that hot shoe. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And there's no reason why, you know, someone wouldn't take, you know, I wouldn't even say a gamble. You First of all, you have the experience of Supercross racing. It's not like you're going to go to a stadium full of, you know, 45,000 people. And lock up. And lock up. <laughs> you, you know how to win. You know how to lead races. You know how to race. And that's a lot that a lot of other people don't have, you know. So you have, yeah. a, you have a toolbox full of tools. And, dude, just keep your head down. And I'm super proud of you. And I, I mean that. I really do. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. Like I said, though, even even the whole deal back in Florida with my trainer and stuff like that, Dylan, obviously, when he was doing the whole Jeremy Martin thing last year, um, I know he learned a lot, and it's a deal where, like you said, the tools and the, the tools that I have are, you know what I mean, surrounding yourself with good people, and especially a guy like that for me, being able to stay at his place, and, you know what I mean, every single meal is just weighed out, you know what I mean? It, it's it's the real deal, and like I said, I, I'd like to see myself honestly get a chance in Supercross, and it being a light scale, I don't know. Obviously, I know the 450s got line, guys lined up ready to just fill in spots, but even now they're not really filling in spots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel like it, it could be a deal where, and even in the lights class, I'm not saying 
the guys aren't good or or they're bad or whatever the deal is. I, I just feel like if I was in the right situation, you know what I mean, the right the right team, the right opportunity, I honestly yeah. feel like I could be a podium guy even out there just from my experiences now just because, like, like, honestly, the bike now I've never been able to. The only time I've ever been able to race, you know what I mean, as hard as you can and put the bike where you want it was back in the day when I was killing it outdoors um, on my privateer bike, but it was just because I was putting so much time in during the week that I knew what the bike was going to do. It wasn't the greatest bike. I'm not going to say it wasn't the best bike out there or could have right. been the best bike, but I just knew what it was going to do in every situation. And I, honestly, that's how I feel even this year. Yeah. It's, it's been it's been awesome working with the whole team and Husqvarna, you know what I mean, their first year in it for them to, I feel like it's pretty cool to see a bike like that up front, especially in their first year back. And um, like, it's just crazy. It feels so good. Dude, the, uh, so you're tied with Hayes going into the race this weekend. Gerke's six uh-huh. back. Um, he's he's got a chance at it. Blos it has a chance at it if if things go really crazy. Um, right now there's uh, uh, seven guys that could win this title going into this last round. It mathematically possible because you have the two two main events. You have a head to head race, Rocky Mountain head to head race, and uh, it's exciting, man. It's every time I turn on Arena Cross, we had Canari on maybe a month ago, and Bob is telling us how he just cleaned a couple guys out and then he uh j- jumped off the back into a into a tractor then jumped back onto it onto it uh did gurky's bike hit you or did your bike hit gurky in one of the rounds the bike that flew off the um, berm yeah grand rapids i got landed on by Hayes in the rhythm section before and it made me fly off the back cartwheel into the berm and i just had to go I, I wasn't staying on that thing Dude. I was going for the berm wide open. I just tried to bail. Dude, the I, po- I just couldn't do anything else. No, the point is, is this arena cross is nuts this year. It's been nuts. Oh, no, yeah, hands yeah. down. It's, it's been super crazy. <laughs> like, even this weekend, I passed Bob in the corner after the finish line. And it, was a, it was a 180 lap back onto the start straight. Mm-hmm. And um, just in the next turn, like, I didn't even expect it coming. So I thought I made a pretty clean pass. but And it's a deal where, you know what I mean, I don't know. If it's he had something against me in the past, or I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but he just came in and just absolutely smoked me in the next turn. He hit me so hard, meathead, bent my rear brake, knocked my front my front brake straight up in the air. I couldn't even reach it, and it twisted my throttle tube upside down. So the next lap, like, I, and then I passed him back through the loops. Well, I couldn't stop, and then the right. next lap when I came around, I hammered the loops again. I came into the corner. I lost all the brakes. I couldn't grab the front brake, and the rear brake just stopped working. I just went straight over the berm again, over the bales, into the wall, and then I was stuck <laughs> under the wall. That's why I got an 11. Right. I was under the wall, but luckily with a Husqvarna, I got the electric start. I was literally starting it on the ground, dragging it out from under the wall because oh, it was started. There's no way I've been able to salvage an 11 without the start. Right. This is Arena Cross, folks, South Point, uh, this yeah. uh, Friday night. And actually, the Pulp Mech Show will be there. We are gonna oh, nice. be, yeah, right, we're dude. gonna be doing a pre-race uh, show, and I think we're staying to stay near the call the action with Wygant, Thomas, and whoever wants to come and by. Pellegrino, Pellegrino, <laughs> we'll yeah, get yeah, him. He will be there. I'm being serious. He's uh, coming. Then we'll get him on the show. That's uh, yeah. shit. Don't matter to me if you don't pay my bills. Fuck you. Yeah, he'll come in. Um, uh, so we're looking forward to having a pulp show on Friday night. I'll let you people know more details. But hey, Kyle, uh, have you? Uh, have point, you I'm have, not done talking, but hey, have you seen JD I guess around? I am. JD? Yeah, is he around? Yeah, no, I've seen him. Um, he came to one of the races. Um, I think it was Nashville. Maybe I think one of the races he came to, and then I actually saw him um, right before the season started, like a couple weeks before the season started, 
that's one of that that Red Bull premiere movie. Um, I saw him there, and I talked to him for a little bit. Yeah, so I, I've seen him around. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I I just have a funny story. I just remember being out at your guys' place when your mom and Mark were still there and your sister. And we were there, and Danielle was with Josh Steven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mark says, I don't understand how this guy pulls such hot chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. And your mom's all, oh, I do. And, and, you're, and Mark looks over, and he goes, how do you know? And she goes, oh, I know. But my question to you is, even with one leg, is he still pulling down the hot girls? 100%. You, the guy, the it's not like he's just going to lose it because he's got one leg. I thought he settled down, no? He hadn't settled down with someone? I thought he did, no? Okay. Uh, that's, I, he I, has like six times, I think, but <laughs> Right on, The dude. sheriff. Right um, on, right well, on. man, wow. this is, this is going to be exciting. How is your relationship with Hayes? You guys had any incidents? Are we gonna, is everything going to stay clean this weekend, uh, or is it going to be anything goes? Well, I don't know. Obviously, I watch the races, and mm-hmm. when it comes time for the interviews, you just got to laugh. He he says the gloves are coming off, or they've been off all year. It's just okay. it's a deal where he, he's been aggressive, so it's obviously going to be aggressive to win the thing, and honestly, I feel like I've got good enough starts, and right. um, if I put myself in the right positions, if I if I do everything I should through the heat races and the head-to-head, I think I should be fine um, right, right. with my bike and stuff for the whole shot, and then just do my 15, honestly. I feel like I got the speed as long as I, as long as I get the lead. I got a little bit of momentum winning that second main last week, and I know it was right. looking disastrous before that, but um, walked away with that one. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm not doubting myself. If I were to put any money on it, I'd put it all on myself. So it's a deal where um, I'm excited and ready and pumped. It's going to be in Vegas. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, man. I can't wait. Uh, Scott, uh, Scott, you got a question for Kyle Regal? Yeah, hey Kyle, I was just wondering if you uh do you ever get back to Michigan anymore? Um, yeah, I actually do. Um I do in the summertime sometimes, just going up there and obviously my parents live back there now and my little sister and then all my family's still up there. So yeah, I get up there. I'm actually gonna I plan on racing the Baja Brawl this year, um, just to do something in the summer. At the end of the summer, like I said, I trained some kids during the summer and they uh I wanna bring them up there because that was one of my obviously favorite tracks growing up, just to be in that sandy and the guys up there do a great job at that race. Right. All right. That's cool, man. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. See him. Look up. Look yeah. up for him at the Baja Brawl. Hey, Kyle, I got news for you. If you're going to go ride the Baja Brawl the week before that, it's the weekend after the last national. Our title uh-huh. sponsor, which is Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, I'm sure you know where that is. Um, uh-huh. We are doing a $50,000 pro purse. It's going to be $10,000 to the winner. And uh, well, we, yeah, we'll do that last yeah. year. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll get in touch with you before and let you know. But my last question to you is: I know that the Monster Babbitts team has four guys or three guys on their team. Do you feel that there's going to be some team tactics going on where they're going to where you're going to have to worry about more than one guy? And if you, I know you have a teammate. Is he there to no? To Ger- to... Gerke can have a shot at winning this. Oh, I know. Yeah. But so does Blos. But yeah. those guys all know. I mean, do you is your is your guy there? Does he have a shot at it too? Yeah, he's tied with Blos. Yeah, Gerky. Gerky's on his team. No, Blo, no, Blos and um, he has Faith, a teammate. I mean, Gavin Faith are tied. Oh, Gavin, Gavin Faith. Gavin Faith. Yeah. Steve is yeah. on his team. Sorry. Do your homework. Sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Um, to answer the question, um, I don't know. But like I said, honestly, I, I feel like. At the beginning of the year, I was killing the starts, and 
they fixed the gate because I was accused of cheating because it was making an air drop before it would go down, but that's not cheating. That's not my problem. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an air gate, so it's kind of released the air for the gate to drop. So, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get an advantage and listen for the air. I wasn't the only guy doing it. I just happened to be the best at it. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? That's just called experience. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. Yeah. Hey, so, you know what? One um, thing you have that they don't is COG on your side. Who? Do, do you know COG, Chris Hunter? Oh, my God. <laughs> Cog, bro. King of goons. Cog. Dude, he calls me, dude, all the time. He's just talking to me about oh, he's, he's, he's He cog. came to two or three of the races in the Midwest when he was near there. And cog before problems. I even met him, I think the dude was heated up in my corner about something or about to go after someone. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> he, yeah, he was telling me because I know you guys have a sponsor with, what is it, uh, the Kilt? Twin Peaks. Oh, Twin Peaks. That's right, Twin Peaks. And how you weren't, you could, you guys couldn't do do something with Twin Peaks. And he called me all pissed off and asked how we got it done. And you know, Twin Peaks is a supporter of you guys, and how you guys can't give, you know do what you guys want to do, and how it's bullshit, and blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he was all heated up, and it, it was funny. And yeah, for Twin Peaks, yeah, it's a personal sponsor, a pretty good deal. Um, obviously, when it starts out. They, they want to try and get their feet wet before they go all in, and I think it's a deal where we were passing out chips and queso cards that had barcodes on the back of them, so then when the people would use it, it backtracked the um, yeah. the order and and uh, see how much money potentially I would bring to, you know what I mean, Twin Peaks in general. And right. It, it's, it's a good idea just so you can, um, you know what I mean, get their, get their return, see what their return number is compared to what they're giving me, and yeah. it was a deal where... It got a little bit out of control at one round, and <laughs> it just <laughs> they didn't like um, it, so we had so to get it under gu- control. And are you guys still doing that? Um, yeah, we're still doing it, but there's only I think there's only seven rounds with a Twin Peaks near it, so that's all we were targeting was those seven rounds. And Vegas is actually going to be one of them, with it being right there on the strip across from Planet Hollywood. They have a three story um, store there, so sweet. Um, if anyone needs to go hang out, we can go there. Yeah, well, I'll be by to get my free card. Uh, thanks I'll be, for sure. I'll be there to, to uh, taste the bubble. You, no, oh, you'll be there. I, dude, I'm going to go. Be, no, I'm, you will be there to cheer on Chris Blose. That's I'm, what you will do. Blose is my friend. Blose is your closest Kyle, friend in the world, and that's what you not, will do. Not in the world, don't, but don't say, I will, if he doesn't win, I will be, I'll be very happy you, but for But you're, you're cheering for Blose. That's of fine. Of course I am. Yeah. But I will take a pull of the champagne off of Kyle anytime, just because I know – where he's been and how right. tough it was to get him back to the top, no, and I respect that. It's it's good. It's uh, it's going to be exciting, Regal. I can't wait to uh, to go. You and Jacob Hayes tied, uh, Gurky right there. Two main events, an, an inverted start, possibly a dash uh, or two lap race. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Meathead out there smashing everybody. Can't wait. That's the guy. Go give a go give two chips and queso cards to to Meathead to take someone down for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Vortex Racing. Hey, good luck, Kyle. Uh, bringing you Kyle Regal. Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And then uh, yeah, we'll see you guys this Friday. All right, sounds good, All everybody. Right, yeah, Kyle Regal, everybody. Peaks. South Point. Uh, is this Trayvon? Yeah. Trevin. Uh, Trevin. Yeah. Trevin, what's up? You got a name for Kenny Watson? Trayvon Martin. I do. I wanted to. I wanted to bring uh, Kenny Kenny's cornerback. Do it. Yeah, Kenny's Corner. I don't think we have the intro anymore, but go ahead. This is the game want? we played. What do you want? What do you want? We, we threw a name out. Kenny Watson had a story for basically every name we down. threw out. So I'm not sure I'm not sure if he knows this guy or not, but uh, do you know a guy named Mike Raring? Yeah, I know Mike Oh, Mike Raring. Raring. I know Mike Raring. Not Mike. as much as Kenny, yeah, yeah. but... but. 
I don't. I, I I don't have any dirt on Mike Rearing, but I know Mike. No, Rearing. but you don't need dirt. You just need stories. You just yeah, need just stories. Story. I mean, I don't need. Any, I don't need any dirt on him. I just. I just wondered. Don't you remember Kenny's it. Corner? We played it. Used to tell no. stories. Pishon and his dad naked in the tub. Oh yeah. Kenny's Corner. Just a story. That's what it was called. Well, hey Watson, are you in studio? I am. Oh, rare appearance in studio. He was just Got here it. for show two hundred, bro. Calm down. Well, uh, what number are we on right now? Two ten. Yeah, so I was here 10 weeks ago, dude, almost three months Mike ago. Mike Raring, go. Mike Raring, okay. <laughs> I think Mike Raring now is selling, like, lampshades or something. But uh, Raring, he, he worked – I remember I first Team knew Mike. Green, Team Green guy. Yes, yep. I remember Mike when he first worked at Team Green, and then he went to work at Asterix after. And that's when I really got to know him because he was part of that kind of the great Western – um, team on the you know helped a lot of on the inside because he was at Cowie then he was at there but uh, Raring was yeah. always 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 the guy at the races that was always positive and happy no matter what yeah. happened he was yeah. always a good dude and you know he I was, dealt with him with Birdwell too nice yeah. guy yeah. Raring's a good guy like every, even when I see him now to this day you know he had something to do with Fro's team didn't he because he, uh, he actually he actually ended up going to primal uh, primal impulse. Primal impulse. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Primal, yeah. Yep, you're right. What? I'm how do you how do you know uh, Mike? How do you know Mike? I, it's a funny story. Back when I was younger, he actually. I mean, obviously, when he got out of the the industry, he uh, became a baseball coach. And um, him and my dad are actually really good friends. Nice. And uh, he actually coached me through baseball, so that's how I met him. And I got into I got into writing before I met him, but come to find out, he was in the industry for a long time. Was so, he a good baseball cool. coach? Yeah, yeah. Actually, he was a really good baseball coach. Really good. All right. Yeah, well, hey, nice. thanks for calling, bud. Appreciate it. Hey, thank it. you, man. Thanks. Take care. And yeah, no worries. Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. It's the show that celebrities call into. Is this Top Jimmy? This is Top Jimmy. What's up, Top Jimmy? So, anyways, um, I drove home with our truck driver from uh, New Jersey. Yeah, wow. And I listened to the five-and-a-half-hour show with... Um, Seven Deuce Deuce co-host. Yep, yeah. I don't. I don't ever. I like the show. I support the show, but yep. I never listen to the show. No, that's fine. Yeah, and you're a very busy man. You know how it is. Yep, yep. It's just like it's a show. <laughs> and there's some some of the stuff on there. I was just so disgusted and mad. I was like, I need to call. I just wish it was live right now, so I can call in <laughs> and just like I don't. And then I got more of the background on the DV show. DV show after that was all done. Yeah, and that was the one that really kind of lit my fire the most, but there was a few different topics, and I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick, okay? because everybody's please, got their own please problems nitpick. and their own <laughs> slip-ups and whatever, and everybody's had their patches, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I guess I'll start off. Please, the floor is yours. I'll start off, um, I'll start off on DV. Okay. How dare he attack somebody like Ronnie Stewart, who I personally saw at Trey Kennard's place really working his ass off, trying his hardest to do something his love that that he loves. And success to success can be many things, but success doesn't ultimately mean money. Success means True. happiness. And True. and if Ronnie Stewart's happy going and racing motocross and making main events and you see him make a main event and fist pump and he's stoked. Right. Like, yeah. more power to him. I've watched freaking Carmichael win, and I've watched Reed win and go over the finish line and not do anything. So, I mean, what does that really mean? And I'll tell you what, right now, in 2008, I watched, and I've never had a, an issue with DV. I've always liked him, and we've mm -hmm. always, I've always talked to him. He had some great advice 
actually when I was in the studio one time talking mm-hmm. about giving it everything you got and putting your life into it. In 2008, that guy had a factory Suzuki ride and his gut hung over his pants <laughs> further than like any plus 45 rider at your local track. Like he was so out of shape and so like, so if he wants to go knock on somebody who's actually trying and giving it their all, where he on the other hand had the talent, still probably has the talent, and could kill it, go out there and win, and he's going to go step over some kid who gets his first spotlight on going on a radio show. Like, really, kind of how dare him, you know? Um, yeah, um, yeah. And it might be funny, and it might be good radio, but, like, it's just, it's not cool. Hey. And that made me mad. And great, then, great, Seven Deuce Deuce. Great radio, my, bro. Great radio, well, yeah. bro. <laughs> Seven Deuce Deuce is my boy. Like, yeah. I freaking, I love that guy. We do. We all and love I, him. If, yeah. if you don't remember, I introduced you to Seven Deuce Deuce. No, you didn't. No, no. no. Yeah. No, 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 no don't. Steve, Steve will never say, yeah, you did. No, Thank you for... I, I met him for an Eraser X interview. I had to go find him in the pits for a Eraser X interview. No, Jimmy. No, what did I say? I, I was on my phone after the main event. In uh, Atlanta in 2014, it would have been, or no, yeah, 14. And I just got done with the main event, and I was sitting on my phone, and I was listening on a pair of headphones on, actually, Adam's phone. And you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm listening to Seven Deuce Deuce rap. And he's like, what are you? And you're like, you think he'd come and rap on the show? I'm like, Hell yeah, oh, you come rap well, on the show. Yeah, I'd met him before then, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I knew I was, I don't think I knew he was a rapper or anything like that. You know hey, Jimmy, I mean? right, anyway, yeah. write, write this down. Go, write that down. Uh, Steve was wrong I'm, on the state. I'm digging deeper into these things, and I find out that Seven Deuce Deuce goes on record on a Pulp MX um, podcast, I believe, saying that Mitchell Oldenburg's shock broke, which caused him to crash. Is this true? Uh, I don't remember. I said this or Seven Deuce Deuce did? The Deuce did. did. The Deuce did. The Deuce said the Merge Racing shock blew up. Okay, I don't remember that. I honestly honestly don't. Does anybody remember him saying that? Uh, Gibbs? I don't. 100% 100% recall, but I won't go further than that until I get further information. <laughs> okay, but, right. um, You're quite... I, I guess yeah. I, won't, I won't fire back yet then, <laughs> because someone told me that, and that like a Houston pre-show or a Houston post-show Right, podcast. right. The, the, you got to be careful, because let me tell you, so many times I'll say something, and people will be like, I heard you said this, and I'll be like, did you listen to the show? And they'll be like, no. I'll be like, well, I didn't say that. I didn't... Say what? Oh, you exactly. Heard. That's so, why I did. That's why I, I didn't personally. Right, hear it, right, and yeah. I wanted to hear it from no, the people. But, I'm, not denying, anyway. I'm not denying. I'm not denying it. No, but, yeah, but yeah. I will say anyway, that which I did hurt. Break. It was yep. crappy. Stamp it, Greg Albertson. Anyways, Mitchell on the next top one, five um, East Coast. Yes, I did. I heard that. Stamp it. I guess basically the, the DV thing had me fired up. Um, we're gonna say well, the show was good. By the way, I was shooting five and a half hours through the night. I didn't go to sleep. Oh, that's good. Good to hear that. And I didn't crash. So that was good. And um, you also said that the 2013 Yamaha 250S had a steel frame. That kind of bummed me out. But people make mistakes, you know. It's a five-hour show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I meant, yeah, the one before. I got I got called out yeah, on Twitter. I got Twitter. I got okay. called out on Twitter uh, for that too. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, it happens. But and another thing I want to talk about was last time I was in the studio. Mm-hmm. Donk was on the show. Yeah. 
And he had just been fired from a previous job, too, and he was looking for a job. Yeah. Wow. And, <laughs> and then he's on this show, and he'd just been fired, and he's looking for another job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he was in the show, when I was with him, he had, I believe he had just got married or was just going to get married, and then he got fired by his wife. Right? Mm-hmm. Are they still together? Uh, no, 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 no. So, yeah, yeah, they're divorced. They got fired, and <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of want to like give some personal advice. If if you're getting fired by that many people, like you need to take a good hard look at yourself. Well, as far uh, as on a business point, I, I think I'm. With, I like Don. No, all, but, I I told him the same thing. Man. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. I told him the same thing. You know what's crazy about Don, Jimmy? I. I I, I have a personal friend that had to fire him at his last job, and he was talk. He, they have brought they brought him in to HR two or three times about his attitude and his negative negativity and just a, a bunch of stuff. And uh, the guy just didn't want to change his ways. So you know, it's funny you say that because Steve and I were talking about him earlier. About he's a guy that's looking for a job that you know wants to be a mechanic. But he's had the opportunity, and he keeps getting fired. So it's one of those deals where, you know, you got to look in the mirror and say, "Yeah, adjust everyone, your attitude a little bit." Every, everyone else is the problem, but me. No, sorry, guy. Hate yeah. to say it. Right. And that's the thing. Like most mechanics, they're they're so passionate about their work, and they're so, in a way, they they they're so surrounded by it, and they they work, 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 work. So it's really easy to get them fired up because they see it. The right, it's very hard for them to, especially ones that live with riders or one that live around another person who works on the team who doesn't work as much. Mm-hmm. They almost feel like everybody else is, everybody else is just a bunch of lazy pieces of crap. Well, you know? that's and, probably Donk's number one problem because I know people in Canada that he's worked with. He's too passionate. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there's Maybe. mechanics that don't care. Yeah, but there's a fine line between caring too can much. He get a, can he get a job working for at the Sweet Canadian Outdoor Nationals? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you listened, Jimmy, though. Yeah. Um, that's, that's nice to hear. Maybe you'll be a regular I listener. I some more things, but I forgot about them you're, right now. You're coming but in studio. Anyways, you're, but you're, com- to, you're coming in studio. To, right? I'm coming. Yeah, I'm going to be on the show, right? Uh, after Glenn Helen? Yeah. Perfect. I yep. got I got I'm you a plane. I got you a plane ticket, and I sent it to yep. your wife. So hopefully she'll give pass it on. And what you need to do is make these notes, and then when you come in, we'll you know we can hash it out. Hey Jimmy, well, give yeah, us, I'm, give I'm, us I'm, a... I'm, I'm actually going to drive to Vegas um, with our truck driver too, and then fly home. Okay. So I will listen to another podcast on the drive, and just and keep yeah keep. I, well, I'm probably not going to listen to this one right now because like. Let's be real. Like playoffs are on basketball. I can't really. <laughs> well, I got right. both at once. But, right, right. But Oklahoma's not in it. So are you? Yeah, watching? they're not in it. But you know what? Oklahoma's only been around since 2008, and I've been a basketball fan way before then. So. They are the Supersonics, so it's all good. <laughs> I got. I got to switch over to the Mavs for now. Hey, um, last question I got for you, buddy. What What's the uh, prognosis of your injury, and how you doing? Prognosis? I'm actually doing pretty good. Like. Um, like a lot better than I thought. They at first they were like, "Oh, it's going to be six months," and they weren't quite sure if they were even going to be able to fix it or I was going to be able to make really kind of a full recovery off of it. And then after surgery, they were basically like, uh, "They obviously don't talk to the doctor much after surgery." So I went in for mm-hmm. my two week appointment, like waiting to hear like, 
I don't know, just normal doctor stuff where they're just like, oh, well, six months maybe. Well, maybe it should be longer than that. And he was like, oh, when was your surgery? Or when did we have your surgery two weeks ago? He's like, oh, yeah, you should be ready to go in about two and a half months to get back on the bike and start Jeez. going full wow. full activity. And I'm like, so yeah, surgery went really well. And, you know, they, they did this thing called, like, they're called bone blocks. And they it's kind of like up underneath your armpit because my labrums are so torn because, I mean, I've dislocated probably around 30 times, like, where I've had to put my shoulders back in on each side. Like, not on each side, but counting mm -hmm. both sides. So my labrums are both gone, so they build these things called bone blocks where they graft bone off the back of your shoulder and then um, put a pin and bone around it to keep your... Um, to keep your shoulders from coming out. I, saw. Um, let I me, love. Let I me, love when you get a boner around your shoulder. That, that let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me <laughs> ask Jimmy. After surgery, did your wife have to, um, you know, take care of things for you when it comes? No, no. Actually, she didn't because I could actually reach um, frontwards. Oh, it was scary because yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd almost get a little bit of mud on my sack every now and then and that wasn't what very fun but you but, did um, but, but you could do other it other than that we yeah. were good oh that's good to hear hey so are you going to be all good to go back and uh win some of that money up at soaring eagle this year i am definitely going to be back there for sure man because I, I mean i'm debating right now possibly maybe coming back and racing a last couple um uh, rounds outdoor national but i just really want to like be 100 percent finally again and and even if i don't at the time when I get released, feel 100% with my shoulders and then, like, in the gym, then I don't know if I'm even going to really get on the bike when right. he tells me I can because I, I, wanna, I don't want to, like, do what I've done my whole career and riding with injuries yeah. and stuff like that. I just want to be, like, 100% for next year and, and killing it. But I'll definitely – that Soaring Eagle race was awesome last year. And well, why don't, why don't you, The good thing about it, Jimmy, you, is it's the, you, weekend, it's the weekend after the last national. So yeah. you could go right from Indiana's there. Indiana's close, man. You yeah. Know, like, you could cruise right up there. Kenny, can you ask RC if he can fly me out for that, for media coverage? Sure. Okay. Well, well I don't – let me – I don't even need to ask him. I'll tell you what he's going to say. What? That guy's going down. Exactly. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for calling, bud. We're going to run. We've got a commercial. And, um... I have one more thing. Okay. Like, and then why were they, why were they um, bagging so hard on Gibbs? Who's they? Like everybody. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, no, he has some supporters, too. It's, it's rough for Gibbs. He, he has a lot of haters, but he also has got some people that love him uh, that say it's he's better than like, our last producer. It's, like, so. it's legendary to, to Gibbs Ordinary. Ouch! Ooh, um, no, well, I mean that's just what it sounds like. I don't know. I mean, I, I need to. I guess I need to have a, a chat, a talk with him. Have you been in since Gibbs? Have, has Jimmy's been. Yeah, in? I have yeah, been. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gibbs, right. he was good. He okay. was all right. I mean, wasn't. I he's, mean, he's getting better. Wasn't any different than Tits. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Some people. Some saying. people aren't happy with him. Well, at least right. the difference. I'll let is, you guys go. At oh. least the difference between this guy. And tits, he has passion for the sport. Yeah, he cares. The other guy didn't care. No, the other guy just wanted yeah, well. to, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. That's what happens when you start to care. People people start to hate. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you, buddy. Stay strong, Gibbs. See you. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Thanks, right. Jimmy. Uh, that's Jimmy Albertson calling to the show. Damn, I uh, wish we could have got the other guy on the KTM phone. KTMPartsExpress.com. Pulpamex 15, 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry, KTM parts and accessories. They're the number one source for genuine KTM parts. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code, save money. I know you guys got about KTMs. Commercial break, back with Jason Thomas, Alex Martin, uh, Lars Lindstrom, more Kenny Watson. Stick around, why don't you?
guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, Safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. 
all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Marker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes with Hannah Wrench on the number 10. Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer Brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like better on Galfer. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their pro launch start device and the 123 easy build elite perch line just take a look around the ama pro pits and you'll see works connections proving ground for products under the canopies of yoshimura suzuki rch racing star racing and other top teams plus they now stock hints and clutch components peg armor arc levers and fasco products too works connection your one-stop shop for cutting edge products visit them on the web at w www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schwartz? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 
29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there, check them out, guys.
Welcome back, everybody. Complicated. Pulp Max Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. WheelsWUSA.com. Great guys, great company. Half the team in the pits are using W. Why don't you? JGR guys, the KTM guys. Marvin Muskan just won a title using W Wheels. Fantastic guys. Check them out. And uh, Galfer Brakes. Galfer Brakes. We break now. I don't know. I just made that up. Uh, GalferUSA.com. Uh, fantastic guys. Uh, official break of the uh, BTO Sports KTM team of the uh, JGR team, among others. Galfer Brakes. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody, for listening. Uh, Kyle Regal was on, and uh, now he's gone. Uh, Alex Martin coming up. Lars Lindstrom coming up. The great Kenny Watson in studio. Welcome back, Kenny. What? What do you want me to do? What you else? put the wrong headset on. Oh. Welcome to Kenny. Like, nothing changes, dude. Welcome back, Kenny. Glad to be here. <laughs> you put the headset. I'm sorry. But, I, I mean, it's I was, right there. I'm what sorry. The I'm happened? sorry. I'm sorry. Jason read, Thomas, welcome to the show. Reading my notes. Appreciate it. See the goats huge in, in New York, huh? Fly racing, your back. fly racing sector boot. I'm back, bro. Uh, torsion control system, slip on inner booty, $439.95. Black, white, microfiber upper construction, breathable 3D mesh comfort lining. This is Fly, Ent- fly Racing's entry into the premium off road boot segment. FlyRacing.com. Fly gear, best out there, bro. There we go. Did you hear that, uh, JT? Did you hear that Gibbs got his boots? I did not. What the hell happened? The seven deuce deuce came through. He's getting him a pair of boots. One of his, one of his used pair. Oh, nice. Was it a Terry painted? I was just about to ask that. Am I getting the red or the yellows? I don't know. <laughs> Seven <laughs> deuce deuce though coming through for uh, for our own Devin Gibbs. Uh, nice. Hey, before we get Alex Martin on the show, and sorry JT for going uh, long, uh, but uh, uh, Jimmy Albertson called in spontaneously called in. So, all right. Uh, let's talk about New York City first of all. New York City Supercross during the day. So it could be on Fox Television Channel. Kenny, I'll start with you. What'd you think? I mean, is wah, it? Wah, wah. Would you do this again? Is, yeah. Was it good? I didn't see. I didn't. I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I I liked the format. That it would seem like it. The it was shorter, for sure. It seemed like the day went by a lot faster. Well, it, one practice was gone in the morning. I yeah. think they should do that anyway. I do too. That I, is just. I, I agree. I mean, these guys. This is what they do week in and week out. Dude, they come out and they jump everything within five minutes. I mean, it's not like the old day where you're regearing your bike and. Mm-hmm. I. But uh, I thought it was. I thought Did, it was pretty good. I thought it lacked though, like opening ceremonies and yeah, like true. just because it was in the daytime, the crowd wasn't into. I it think either. maybe if they do it again, they should do it in a dome. Yeah, they should you... do it in a dome indoor where you're not going to know if it's. It's kind of like Vegas. You're not going to know if you're outside or what time. It is. <laughs> right, right. JT, what do you think? Uh, I kind of echo what you guys are saying. I liked. Uh, I liked being done earlier. Um, the you know. Getting up at 5.30 a.m. or whatever wasn't all that spectacular. No, no. And it was uh, really cold for track walk, like <laughs> legitimately cold. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I just think uh, I actually that was a pretty good idea, having it in a dome. I just don't know which, you know, we don't go to that many domes that late in the year, so I don't know if that matters. It, it felt a little, it just felt a little underwhelming, the whole thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. You for know? sure, opening ceremonies suffer. No no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. You know? I don't know. It's just kind of I, I completely agree with that. Uh, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was 
a success. I just think um, if if we could uh, incorporate the things that make it such a cool event at mm-hmm. night into the daytime, you know, having it dark and stuff like right. that, that would kind of be the best of both worlds. Kenny, what did you think of the crowd in the pits? I thought it wasn't as good as last year when we had worse weather. What did you think, though? Uh, How was the crowd participation over there? You were working the mic. It was solid. You were thanking Feld for the opportunity yeah. to be on the mic. I do. I'd like to thank Feld for giving me the opportunity and a platform to uh, give <laughs> right. me a job. Yes, yes. But uh, no, I. I mean, I thought it, uh, yeah, was, fine. it was fine. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I look at it this way: um, people are going to come out to the race if it's seven in the morning. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they do it at the nationals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think that it was all in all it was it was good. I think it's definitely a learning experience. I think everybody can learn from it and just like JT said, if they could figure out how to do the opening ceremonies and do it where, you know, mm-hmm. the pyrotechnics or whatever, it's kinda hard to, yeah. to get the full effect. I just felt like it was kinda just eh. Well uh, But the series has been eh so Yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. Hey Cody, what's up, man? What's up guys? What's your question about New York Supercross? Well, I didn't have really a, a particular question, but just like okay. I wanted to comment on it. Um, so that was my, it was actually my eighth Supercross of the season. I, I live in Southern California, so I was, like, I was able to go up to all the ones close to here. Uh-huh, nice job. Um, what? Nice job. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, Felt so thanks you. I flew, I flew out there. I have a buddy that lives on Staten Island, so I stayed with him. Mm-hmm. And we went, we went, and I mean, yeah, it was, it was fine. I just, I felt like, it just it felt like the crowd was dead. Maybe I just nobody like got excited, and the racing wasn't bad. Like it was good, I thought. Um, especially the two mains where you had guys tracking each other down and stuff. But mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I just felt like there wasn't the excitement that it had at, at like the night shows where you know it just seems like the lights kind of bring it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess just that's my perspective yeah i mean it's it, like we talked about with at the start of the show i don't think 2015 will go down as an all-time supercross season you know what i mean yeah. uh, as far as that goes yeah. and, and maybe so maybe that had something to do with new york being the way it was but i imagine if the rating the tv rating is good uh yeah, and there's more uh, and there's more spot on fox channel we could make right. it we, they'll do it again i guess you do you guys have numbers on what I, the no were? i haven't heard and uh, i'm not sure yeah. i heard Billions. Billions? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what, Tom? must have been broadcast in China. No, that's what Feld told me. Billions. Um, did Paul tell you that? <laughs> Feld. <laughs> yeah, Paul did too. Hey, but you know what? It's really funny. I mean, you're talking about opening ceremonies and excitement and mm-hmm. crowd participation. I could think back to Anaheim 1. Yeah. I don't think opening ceremonies and people were on the edge of their seats screaming and yelling when Eli shot the arrow through... No, you know the number okay. plates. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty flat there too. Yeah, so yeah. I think that Feld needs to come up with something new for opening uh-huh. ceremonies. Yeah, it's... because I think they've been doing the same thing. It's, and don't get me wrong, yeah. I think Chad's video was really good. Yeah, stuff yeah. like yeah. that. But I just think there needs to be a whole new format for opening yeah. ceremonies. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Hey, Cody, thanks for calling, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, I'd agree with that. Let's switch it up, man. We the stuff. lasers and stuff and all that. Like, yeah, I don't know what I. I don't have a better idea, so I'm hesitant to say what to do because I, I don't know, but. Well, I think that, you know, they're pretty creative. That's what they are. They're a production company. Yeah. How, so how about they open up with the 450 class doing some sort of two-lapper race to start off the night to get people, you know, real excited, like a two-lapper to get a one point or five points for the winner, have the top ten seeded guys just start right off the bat. Boom, we're dropping the gate. We're going racing. I don't know. You want to do like a briefcase thing too? 
Uh, sure, yeah. No, I, the inverted start thing, I, I think that's one thing I would not take from the from the Arena Cross guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting anyways. Kenny, you never went into the city at all. You never did anything, huh? No. You were into New Jersey, stay by the stadium, out of New Jersey. Yeah, I got there Thursday night and went to my room and crashed and went to the track, set up, worked, and then went to a dealer uh-huh. signing and went back to the room, went to sleep, woke up at 5 in the morning or 6, whatever time it was, went yeah. to the track. Worked all day, went back, slept, hopped on the plane, and came home. Uh, JT went to a concert. Wow. JT went out. He's probably still. I was about the complete. I was about as far opposite of that as you could get. <laughs> well, you probably thought you were going to miss something if you didn't show up, but uh, hey, no, I just want—I just enjoy going to the city. It's such a different lifestyle than Boise. You know, I feel like <laughs> most of us probably live day to day. Are you still there? Yeah, it's just—it's just cool. No, no, I'm back now. It's just. I just like going into that and you know, submersing myself into that for a few days. And then, you know, it's, it's always good to get out of there, too. But it's just different. I went in Wednesday, bro. I submersed myself. Head there first. you go. Yeah, I really wanted to go out Saturday night after the race. But I, w- I could barely keep my eyes open after I went to Chevy's for some margaritas. And I was just tired. Yeah. If tired. I would have had my girlfriend with me, I probably would have went yeah. to the city. But I didn't. So I was. Wygant was texting me. JT wanted to do something, meet up and do something, and uh, yeah, I just Pookie and I, I couldn't do it. I dragged Pookie down. She would have gone out. JT, who'd you hang out with all weekend? Uh, lots of people. I mean, everybody was in the city. I feel like my whole team was there, so there's lots of people hanging out. Did you meet up with Wygant? No, I was going to, and then you bailed, and then Wygant was like way up like north of where I was, like by Central Park, and I was kind of south, so mm-hmm. I didn't. Okay. Did Never. you bump into Lou Lopez? I did not. No, I normally I see him if I go out on the weekends, but I didn't see him. Yeah, I, uh, the rumor on the street is that he's going to be running for mayor of New York because he loves it so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like it. Like I wouldn't. I don't know that I could live there uh, long term, but I like going there for a few days and you know just doing that is, whole deal. Is is it bad that I drank all weekend? No, wait. I had a couple beers. I had some beers, but for the most part, I drank frozen uh, strawberry margaritas. Men don't drink that. They drink How bad is that? Is that bad? They drink tequila shots and they drink beer. Okay. Or, not if, you're Chad, or if you're Chad, Chad Reed, you just drink straight vodka. Right. My Strava is, is not good. I haven't ridden a mountain bike for over a week. I'm going tomorrow, though. But Strava it's, Steve. It's not good right now. Uh, Nash, what's going on? Gentlemen. 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 What's happening? I saw Kenny working the mic oh, like a yeah. banshee this weekend. It was awesome. I saw the security guards were kicking people out of the pits at whatever time, and Kenny was telling them, hey, Hey, security, instead of kicking them out, can you round them up and get me some email addresses <laughs> my, <laughs> for, for the activation? Go, man, man, Daddy, that guy, he, he sounds like a lot of fun. He sounds like he likes to talk. I said, girls, that man right there is a legend. He's, he's a legend. He's a legend? So, that oh, man as, as, a legend. He is tuned Scott Sheik of New York racing fame. Oh. Hey, hey, Kenny, was Sheiky there? You see oh, Kenny? yeah, I saw Scotty. Cheeky was there? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you know what's funny is... Uh, My buddy Seth Rarick rides with him a lot. Down. Oh, really? Yeah. Cheeky's yeah. making a comeback. For what? He's racing a lot, I guess. I don't know. Comeback for what? I don't know. The funny thing is, on Thursday, um, when I got in, our PR girl, Gina, is like, he's talking about, you know, asked how the press conference was, and blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, did you go? You went to the press conference? And- no, oh, no, okay. I didn't. Yeah. I asked her. She went. She says, yeah. And I said, hey, did you bump into a guy from Bloomberg? And she's like, oh, yeah, he said he wrote a story, but they didn't pick it up last year, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute. And she go, I go, what was his name? And she goes, I don't remember. Yeah, I said, Nash? And she goes, yep, that's him. <laughs> yeah, she, buddy. And, and she's like, I talked to him, and, you know, 
things are good, and I'm just like, it's Nash. It's Nash. It's gentleman. It's Nash. Hey. <laughs> he's I'm, trying. I'm working, he's I'm, trying. He's working trying, on the angles. Dude. I'm trying. Um, it, it's stick. It, it's it's water polo, horse racing, and golf. So I just keep shoving it up, man. I shove it up. Uh, so, hey, did did um, what were you gonna say, Nash? No, I was calling in to say that I think the analysis that guy that called in before gave a really good snapshot. But you guys tell me, you do it all year. I think it's kind of cool for them to mix it up towards the end of the year. Give you guys fine-tune the day component, but the the day racing and then letting everybody go into the city at night just seems like such a no-brainer. It's New York. It's the only venue that it could work the way that it's working. And then, obviously, I'm a dummy, and everybody felt smarter than the people that are just standard fans, but when you look at the television package, what were you going up against? I mean, there's nothing to compete, meaning sporting mm-hmm. events. Yeah. It's no, the- kind of ingenious, and I know that's why they did it. But hey, the uh, um, the ten o'clock Eastern start on the West Coast for for you know half the series is is a rough way to pull in eyeballs, you know. So yeah, no, yeah. don't get me wrong. There's there's ways to make it work. And Steve, I love that idea. What you said, like come out of the gate for something, like something, whatever it is, your example or anybody else's example. Of doing I don't get why you introduced for opening ceremonies. You introduced the stars of the sport, like Chad Reed, or Ryan Villapoto, yeah. Ryan Dungey. You interview them, you talk to them, and then they disappear. They they go away, and you ride two classes of two fifty class. You know, I don't yeah. get why that happens. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's, so, you know what? You know, you cement come, come out of the gate, come out of the smart. gate hot with your number one stars. You know, what I mean, the people that everybody knows. So, yeah, that's, um, not, how they, that's not how they do concerts. No, yeah, well, no, they, they, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Yeah, but when you go to a concert, they don't say, "Hey, here's the opening band," and they come out and they wave and they go backstage. You don't yeah, see them until they exactly. go on. Exactly. Yeah, they don't bring Van Halen on. So why don't they do this? Yeah. Why don't they do yeah, opening ceremonies? Yeah, JT, good job, Kenny. Why don't they do opening ceremonies well, and bring that up? Well, I that was a really obvious comment, but they you don't have to wait three hours before you even see the headliner. Yeah, but why don't they do this? Instead of doing opening ceremonies, do opening ceremonies before the lights race and say, hey, here are your contenders in this series, and have your top three come out and wave and go do a whatever and interview them, let them line up, and then before the main event – when instead of having the Toyota Truck Challenge, have you know introduce these guys and then, then let them go race. Well, yeah. Kenny, Kenny, I don't think Coy would like the elimination of the Toyota Truck Challenge. I don't think Coy gives a shit either way. I don't hey, think. Nash, we got to run. Uh, thanks, though. Hey, right. hey, cheers, Kenny. Did a really good job this weekend. Really, for real. Thank you. I appreciate not that. The, not that you need me to tell you to do a good job because I'm a dope. No, you're not. Thank you very much. Thanks, Nash. All right, cheers. Have fun. All right, see you. Uh, JT, I think, I think huh? it takes some setup to do all the pyro and bring the stage out and all that too, just to throw mm-hmm. that into the mix. Before True. we get Alex Martin on the show, let's, Austin, what's up? You want a question about Nick Way? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Um, this is Austin from uh, New Hampshire, and this was actually my first Supercross I've ever been to this past weekend. Oh, I knew wow. a few nationals, um, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot to take in at the first Supercross. Um, you know, it's a lot more happening than the nationals are. Um, one of the things that really blew me away was Nick Way's lap um, before, yeah. you know, opening ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend, who knows next to nothing about the sport, was totally captivated. His presentation was great. Um, and uh, I just wanted to say that he really brings a lot to the sport. And it was pretty impressive, his presentation. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing. We've talked about it on the show a few times. I like it. He does a slow lap, talks about the obstacles and what they're going to do and, and what's going to happen tonight, and then he does a fast lap, and, and he does a really good job at it. He's, he's really good at it, and uh, ex-brand goggle athlete, Nick Way. 
Absolutely. You know, and it was impressive. He was talking while hitting the whoops. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, I can't imagine doing that. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, just the, just the talent. You know, you look at the guy and he, you know, he's just barely a top ten guy in the sport, and his his level of talent is unbelievable. Dude, so. any of those any of those guys in the main event would show up at a local track and just work everybody. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And then they yeah, go out and they get lapped twice uh, in a main event. But it doesn't, you know, again, they're just so fast. So Right, exactly. But, yeah, man, thanks. All right, well, have, have a good show, guys. Yeah, thank you. Glad, thanks for calling in. appreciate it. Uh, JT, we'll get you back on after, uh, after AMART. All right, sounds good. All right, see you, see you in a bit. Uh, Roost Graphics, that's right, RoostMX.net. Say, Pulp Nation saves you 20% on a wide range of stuff from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. These guys have been in business for uh, 17 years or so. They've been doing it a long time. RoostMX.net. they got a whole line of Pulp MX stuff on there. So T-shirts and stickers and bike graphics. RoostMX.net. They're pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. He's having his most successful Supercross season in a long time, and uh, we're happy to have him on. Alex Martin, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, not too bad. Just trying to kick it after a good day riding. Yeah, outdoor testing or or soupy? Uh, I rode Lake Elsinore today. Oh, how was that? It was good until about eleven o'clock, and then it was a complete dust bowl. <laughs> so. Welcome to California. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it actually how bad it got. I wanted to go talk to the owner, but I couldn't find him. <laughs> it was that bad. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad actually, but I mean. Uh. It was like 80, 90 degrees today, and the sun was out. So what do you expect, uh, I guess? Yeah. it's. Are you one of those guys that wants to spend as little time as they can in California? You know, I used to be when I was living with Phil, but now I've actually embraced it, and I like it out here. So Yeah, because Phil drags you down. He does. He does. He drags me down. So I've realized that there's a lot of good climbing for the mountain bikes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. I like it out here. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, good job in Santa Clara. Another podium on the year. Two and two. Two podiums on the year, and, uh, man, if you hadn't had that DNQ at Phoenix, whew, you could have got third in the series. Oh, thanks, Steve. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good season for sure. A couple top fives, two podiums. Uh, really couldn't ask for more for kind of where I'm at right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good to back up the podium in St. Clair, too. I mean, obviously everybody went down in the first turn, but... Dude, uh, that was nuts. <laughs> But still worked to my favor, so I can't complain. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for uh, Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha Alex Martin? Brought to you by RoostMX.net. Um. Hey. Uh. Yeah. So how, how long in Cali for? Just testing. Uh. Yeah. Till actually Thunder Valley. Oh, geez. Okay. Here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kind of in for the long haul. So <laughs> now it's good. We're doing some testing with Enzo next week and. Mm-hmm. Taking advantage of the time that I am out, out here, right. doing some testing. So beautiful weather. Hopefully, uh, doesn't because uh, I'm kind of up in the mountains where I live right now. Hopefully, nothing yeah. catches on fire. Where do you stay at? Where do you stay? Um, like up in Lake Elsinore, there's like a kind of a housing development, like on the side of the mountain. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's um, yeah, but it, kind of behind the track up there, right? Uh, yeah, it's like ten minutes from Lake Elsinore. Right, right, right. The track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Watson, it's weird to see a guy like Alex, like generally the guys come in and however you do in your opening years is kind of where you're at. You know what I mean? That's kind of how you do it. But a guy like Alex, he rode for 1110, rode for other teams that struggled a little bit and got some support from the cycle trader, rock river guys. And like, he's getting better. It's weird to see. You don't, you just don't see that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I can, the fondest memory I have from Alex is probably when he rode for, 
eleven ten, and I was at Washougal for some reason. I remember walking out of the races, and he, I, I did you used to take like parts and a gear bag with you to the races? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I can, yeah, it's a pretty good chance. I, I can remember <laughs> you walking out with a bunch of parts and with your mechanic or somebody with you, and you looked so pissed off. I made a smart ass comment to you, and you just looked at me like, "Go kill yourself." And it was like, it was like during like your moto was going on, and something happened where like it was during the second motos of the lights race. And you were leaving, and I was like, that was he, poor kid. Was he kid. pushing his bike back? No, dude. He was walking out. He was in his street clothes, and he had, like, a gear bag. And the other guy looked like he had a bunch of parts he was carrying with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and awesome. I was like, man, this kid, is, like, he's not going to make it, man. It sucks. He's going to be another statistic. <laughs> but, yeah, Thanks I agree. No, no problem. Just speaking the truth, bud. But yeah, 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 bringing up old memories. I tried to bury them as deep as I could, but they're still there. Yeah, I'm, that's that's my uh, motto: to undig them, dig them up. <laughs> the um, the uh, uh, the eleven ten days were bad. They they missed the race completely for not getting there in time. And yeah, but you was, know what? On a, on it a was good a good note, bonding note, but good bonding time for him and Phil. On a good note, though, I could you know I was out at the farm a little bit this year, and you know just seeing him out there riding with his brother. It looked like, you know, just riding, you two guys riding together are really pushing each other to that next level. And I thought it was pretty cool to see both of them riding together. I always wondered, like, why don't these guys train together? Why don't they ride together? They, they do, were like yeah. a, They were at different ends, but now they're together, and it, it's it's cool to see. And Osho's involved now. Osho helping out Alex probably a little bit here and there, you know. He's working with Jeremy a lot, but. Uh, yeah. Help me out. Like, I mean, you could say he's helping me out, but I feel like he's just killing me. Honestly, <laughs> dude, that guy, that guy, I follow him on Strava. That guy puts in some miles, and he's fifty-five years old. You know what's cool about Johnny gnarly. is that uh, as soon as like he started working with Alex, I talked to him. No, Jeremy. And, sorry, sorry. As soon as he started working with Jeremy, I kind yeah. of like hit him up. I know this is not about you know Jeremy; it's about Alex. Yeah, we but, have Alex on the phone. But he was like, "It's so good to be working with someone." that wants it, that is not afraid to put in the hard work. And he's not saying the other guys haven't. I was going to say, is he kind but, of hinting No, but he was like, it's good to have, like, right. he doesn't have any outside interference. He's not. He's just focused on what he has. Yeah. And if Johnny says, dude, go run up that hill, you know, right. 20 times with one leg, he would do that. So he was just like, man, it's just a blessing to be, and like, he was, he's, Johnny's super, super excited. Right, right. That's good. Uh, Alex Martin on the line brought to you by RoostMX.net. Uh, hey, also, they're giving away an Amart jersey. Uh, follow Instagram page, at CycleTraderRockRiver. Go to Instagram, follow at CycleTraderRockRiver. They're giving away an Amart jersey. Are you signing this jersey? Probably, huh, Amart? At some yeah, point? Yeah, most likely, yeah. Uh, fly Racing, <laughs> a- so. a- yeah, Fly Racing, Amart jersey, at CycleTraderRockRiver. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, too. Amart relies on X-Brand Goggles for all his vision needs, Kenny. Clear vision. Clear vision. Um, yeah, so it's it's going well for you. And so what about, like, okay, so there's no mains this year at Vegas. I always thought, I thought that the mains edition was a good idea. But then I noticed all of you guys didn't really ride much effort, put much effort into the shootout. Like it was noticeable that no one really cared about the yeah. shootout anymore. Yeah, it was like if you weren't in the top ten, you yeah. kind of just rode around and got roosted. Is kind of <laughs> right. what it felt like. Right, you just yeah, because ro- I mean, obviously, you, you, there's no points on the line. It's just like money and pride. And if mm-hmm. you get a bad start, it's obviously it's hard to make up time. Yeah. So 
you kind of just ride around. And, and at that point in time, you're just thinking about Glen Helen or Hangtown. Yeah, you're you know, you're in Thunder Alley, Thunder Thunder Alley, just getting pelted. But anyways, no main yeah. events this year in Vegas, so just the shootout. So what's the attitude going into the shootout? Yeah, and I actually like it better because you know the points are done. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can kind of just go in it, and it's more of like just because. The East or West thing is, is kind of like a debate that goes on every year, mm-hmm. all year long, you know, which who is better. And so it's kind of nice to just have the weekend basically shaped around just figuring out who's better. Right, right. yeah, that's it, just you who's know. better, right. So how many, yeah. how are they doing it? Are they taking the, the top ten from each coach? Just No, they do top nine just like they would a heat race. The, the West will be one heat race, the East will be one heat race. Take I think the, out of practice, right, they take? Oh, I thought they did. No, it. no, it's just one race. It's just one. No, well, they, no, like they qualified top eighteen or top twenty-two out of practice. Yeah, to go to the night show. But yeah. there's still there's still heat races in the night show. One east, one west. Oh, there is. There's heat races. Huh? Yeah. And See, it, I didn't know that. I thought the, I thought it was just no. I thought it was the top the top. Well, I can, I'm not 100 percent sure, <laughs> but that's how they used to do it. What would they do without two heat races? Two two fifty heat races. They would they would have a checked up program. As, that's very true. Very true. So yeah. I think they'll do it like one east, one west heat race, top nine from each, then an LCQ with the east and the west where the top four go in, you know? And there's okay. your shootout lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, welcome to the show, uh, a guy you know well, Filthy Phil. Hey, oh, what's up, fellas? Hey, we just got your buddy Alex Martin on the line. You should be yeah, sleeping right now. Yeah, why aren't hey, you? Actually, listen, I just rolled back from the race shop. I literally just pulled in the driveway. Wow. Just, oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, Angry uh, Orchard yeah, in the end, while he's driving. Yes, back uh, and forth from club with an orchard. <laughs> um, how, <laughs> Phil, um, are you? Do you feel like Alex? Alex not at club anymore. He's down with Jeremy down at uh, Carmichael's place. He's getting some podiums. Maybe getting away yeah. from from you might have sort of, you know, got him a little bit better. I, I'm just saying. I just that's a theory. <laughs> That's a theory I'm in not, the pits. I'm I'm not knocking that theory at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, it, it might be 110 percent true. Right, right. Uh, uh, but I, I can't, can't knock on that. He deserved them, so I'll give him that. You know. Right, right. Um, that's that's how, about it, though. Phil, I talked to you about. Um, I don't know. We were talking about whether you're going to race any Supercross anymore, and you were like, you know what? I hope I don't. I'm ready for outdoors. You've been riding outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Phil. Uh, yeah, I, it wasn't. It actually really wasn't that bad. I got in a little roll there for a while, mm-hmm. uh, just clicking off Saturdays and stuff, which wasn't bad. But it's actually kind of the ideal situation. I missed the first three. The hype kind of died down, right. and um, I did ten in a row. And then I missed the. I'll be missing the last four, which. Obviously, I want to be racing, but um, it kind of worked out good. Yeah, it worked out good. Got outdoor stuff, you know, underway and right in the whole nine. So I, Phil, know, Phil is very more. optimistic right now. This is kind of strange. Yeah, right. really, right? Well, well I'm happy. I'm um, happy. Yeah, it it it, uh, <laughs> it should be. Well, did you see Pike's crash this weekend? I'm surprised you get, didn't get the call for Vegas. Like seriously, what? I guess nothing can kill him. Just nothing. Uh, I, between him and I mean, yeah, his his crash is bad too. But he only had one. Barsha had three pretty good ones. <laughs> he did. That's true. <laughs> it's a good point. Like, 
I mean, everyone's as tight, tough, which he is. There's no doubt about it. But old uh, old Barsha took a few hits too and kept getting up, which is which is really impressive. So, Alex, can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine, Alex, if they, if Phil had, was getting ready for outdoors and been motoring down, and then they just said, "Oh, hey, Phil, you got to go to Vegas to ride the last Supercross." Phil would just yeah. That happened to me last year. Yeah, he'd be hating life for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that was the same scenario as last year. I had to race Vegas. Oh yeah, and you were just like, please, yeah. please no. Yeah, it didn't turn <laughs> out very like, well. Like but... as he pulled through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you, do you miss exactly. Do you miss Alex around there, Phil? Around club? Uh, yeah, no, not really. To be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, there's uh, there's no one whining anymore, or complaining about stuff. So it, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, my roommates since him have been way better. Oh, Alex. You hear that? Doesn't have to clean up after me anymore because I'm I make such a mess everywhere. I know, I know. There are no dishes in the sink a- anymore, or any morning when I wake up. Can you believe That's, that? I all clean you need up is to do paper plates, paper plates, and plastic utensils, and a red cup for coffee. And yeah, because no dishes. If, if there was actually really utensils, I would have stabbed you a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, you know. <laughs> um, that that is why I'm not living with Phil anymore. Right. Um, uh, what about what uh, about hey what about uh, Alex with your podiums? Are you still going to run the Geo Metro or or is there a chance that you know? You well, still- honestly, the Geo Metro has been at the repair shop in Chesterfield, South Carolina, for about three months now. <laughs> oh, and such a piece of shit. I don't, the local mechanic can't figure out how to fix it. I'm pretty sure. It's a Geo Metro. What? What? what how many parts are we talking here? I think all yeah. like, the manuals from dating back to 1994 have been burned or just deleted. So, <laughs> uh, and it doesn't help. I was driving it when it took a shit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I still broke it. it. Yeah, the time about broke, and now the guy's just like, well, I got the par, but, you know, I got to look up on, you know, how to time it or whatever. I'm just like, man, you're a car mechanic. Dude. You're not a whip. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's a so. Geo Metro. What are we, we're not talking about, it's not the latest uh, Lambo. It's a Geo I know, Metro. It's, it's as basic as a bicycle, pretty much, you know. <laughs> can't be that complicated. No, that's what I'm saying. So, hey, uh, yeah. Alex, Alex, uh, uh, a couple years ago, the, the folks at the, uh, Rock River, uh, rescued you a little bit, got you on the team. Uh, Chris and Christina, Danny there, uh, they run a solid program, and they've really helped you out a lot. It sounds like, um, you know, there's no. it's not a coincidence, I think, that, you know, you kind of found a home with them, and, and they seem like a really great team. Uh, they wear X-Brand goggles, so I'm around them a lot. It seems like it's good, It's going well. Yeah, I, I think at that point in my career, I was definitely, like, in a low spot uh, with the team folding, and, and they were kind of swooped in and picked me up and it, really worked out awesome you know their program was kind of going up and it brought me with them and i feel like i kind of made their program go up as well and mm-hmm. i didn't provide it with me with some structure and basically they had enough money in their budget to actually run a legit program and that's something that i really hadn't had you know yeah. on the privateer days and all that so it was nice to that's pretty much what kind of kick-started the success i've had the last couple of years so having uh, some structure and funding Eleven ten wasn't that structured it didn't. It didn't really. <laughs> oh, I know it might it might surprise you, but yeah, there was there was a couple things missing. You know, <laughs> you did have a black box van though at eleven ten, all flat black box van. Oh, dude, it was so sick! Black rims, flat black. <laughs> hey, wasn't that Schwartz mechanic worked there too? Yeah, Nate. Yeah, he worked for Durham. 
Yeah, Nate and I and Phil spent many, many nights on a cot in the shop with <laughs> spider webs ahead above us, and it was, didn't, we bonded. Didn't didn't Nate live in a tent for a while? Yeah, he lived in a tent actually out at Chad's dad's property, and then he lived on Chad's floor of his house for like a year, and I think there's still a stain in the carpet from where he slept. <laughs> like a dead body? Like, did the outline of his body? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Phil, what was your memory of... Uh, of Alex at eleven ten, uh, my oh memory, my, my memory of you is just pushing your bike back, running out of gas, and pushing <laughs> your bike back repeatedly. You were a fantasy moto killer, Nicoletti. Oh man, yeah, that was uh, those were some traumatizing, trauma, traumatizing stuff. You know, <laughs> it still blows but, my mind how many DNS you had that year. <laughs> it was pretty nuts, dude. I know. <laughs> I mean, like every got, single moto. <laughs> Like I look back on it now, it's just like how is that? How is that even possible? <laughs> right, you know? right, yeah, exactly. Like, I if that was any other like average person, like we tried to make fun, you know, not really make fun or the best of the situation, but anybody else would have hung themselves. And and, um, always, yeah. and always fill your bike would break after twenty five minutes when you you know you you did twenty five yeah. minutes and it would break like it wasn't early exactly. in the race. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was just. Uh, yeah, that'll be uh, good stories ten years down the road. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, no doubt about it. But where, uh, Phil? Where do you have Alex in the nationals? Where's his placing? Where are we at? <laughs> well, how long are the motos? Twenty minutes or thirty-five minutes? No, they're thirty plus two. They're thirty plus two. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> based off. Of, <laughs> Well, based off of last week, it's not looking too good. Um, <laughs> right, right. Bring that up, why don't you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Because I fade uh, so badly. I'm so out of shape. Uh, well, Jerma called me that. I was talking to Jerma last week, and Jerma said, she's like, oh, he's like, Big Al. Big Al quit the 40 today. Couldn't do it. Couldn't? Couldn't do it. Really? Couldn't. Yeah. And I was just like, what do you mean? They're out of power. It's flat as can be out there. And, oh yeah, uh, not a bump on the track. Yeah, not a bump <laughs> on the track. So I don't know what troll was struggling with, but it was something. So where do you, if we're gonna go? If we're gonna go off that, maybe 18th. But realistically, hopefully, yeah, realistically, hey, five through eight. Okay, five through eight. Alex, where do you have Phil this summer? Oh, my God. Well, I haven't seen the guy ride in, like, two months, so I don't really know if he's actually training or not. But right. I, I do see, know. like, occasional Cobamex videos from him riding. But, I mean, he's literally, he has to do something this year. I mean, <laughs> I want to see, I would like to see some third through eighth place, no, third through sixth place finishes. I know he's capable of it. He just needs to get his head out of his ass mm-hmm. and and not fade. Phil. Oh my God! Now you're bringing up the fade, <laughs> <laughs> Phil. Phil, you did have a tendency to fade late in the motos last year. Oh so no! Bad. I, but what? Come on! What? I went from fourth to eighth. Yeah, maybe maybe eleventh sometimes. Yeah. That is still fading. That is still oh, fading. Man. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Right. I, f- right. I feel like right. your your wheelhouse was run strong fourth to sixth for twenty five minutes and then finish eighth or ninth. Yeah, which. Hey, that's tough, man. Oh, I know. Oh, that's a man's it's, class. It's, it's hard when you blow your loads twenty minutes when you got six dudes hounding you. <laughs> like, yeah, and Phil's defense, <laughs> two hole shots. 
you're, there's no place to go but backwards. No, that's true. I know. It's a good point. No. And the JGR, yeah, right. the JGR bikes are known to pull a start or two. I predict, well, we saw Brayton and you up front a lot uh, this summer with Pike and Barsha. Barsha's a known good starter. Pike's been killing it on the starts. Phil, you're a good starter. It's going to be three JGR yeah. Yamahas coming the first turn quite a bit, I bet. Yeah, I, that's the plan. I wish they had that uh, motorcycle superstore whole shot deal. Do they, yeah, do they I not? finally get on a, well, not anymore. I mean, in 2013 they did, but my bike wasn't very fast, so <laughs> yeah. you really got that. <laughs> but um, now I finally got a rocket ship, and it's not there anymore. <laughs> God damn, just your luck, huh? I know, it's typical, so whatever. Black cloud. <laughs> Black cloud of yeah. Nicoletti. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, NFAB, NFAB, big part of the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, Thomas there at NFAB and the guys at NFAB, big part of your program too, filthy. So I finally got yep. my Ridgeline steps, and dude, Thomas told me he's been selling tons of them, tons of them. That's total BS. <laughs> it is. Total BS. I, so you know how I went to Houston? So I'm up, I'm, you know, Tom, Thomas had an NFAB suite, which is pretty, pretty badass. Yeah, We're hanging good. out there, and guess who comes strolling in? Oh, Steve, looking for the free food. <laughs> yep, free food. And then he's just eating free food and then blowing people out on Twitter. It was, it was the greatest you thing know? ever. Watson you, Watson, you watch races from the suites, don't you? No. You don't? No. I mean, this weekend you were in the press box with us, but a lot of times, don't you? Only reason why I was in the press box was because our TV in our truck didn't work because it was on network TV. Okay. Yeah. Else I would have been in the truck, but I... At the beginning of the year, I did, if if I'm by myself and like I don't have my, my girl with me or something like that, yeah. I don't usually even go watch because time we get tore down and all that stuff, it's like why? <laughs> <laughs> Watson enthusiasm just going through the roof. Um, Kenny, Kenny, who's your team manager? I thought you were Kyle Bentley. Oh, you got promoted or demoted? Demoted. <laughs> I got demoted uh, to I got demoted to MC. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> all, right. all right. When did that happen? This year. Yeah, yeah this year I took a step backwards. Uh, he, he's no there wasn't he, enough success with our team. Um and I you know we right. so they They said, blamed you? Yeah, they took they took No, it was more of a uh a group decision and they asked me what I wanted to do and I just had to, you know, put my pride to the side and really realize that I don't really know much about, you know, electronics. And, you know, I was kind of over-hiring and firing people because half the people that I hired and that I had to fire wanted to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a daughter now, and I don't want to die, and I hate people. You know, they become good friends, and they can't separate the business, and then it just got dirty. And Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I just said, you know what, I'm a team player, whatever you need me to do. I'm here to do it, yeah. so yeah. that's yeah. the way it is. You know, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you should follow the sport more, Phil, like me. Hey, listen, I'm a diehard motocross fan. Phil oh. listens to every single Pulp show. <laughs> no, I don't. That's a lie. Everything except for anything that has to do with this show. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Phil. You sound like a lot like me, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Watson, did, did my name come up as a possible manager candidate? It didn't. It didn't? Okay. No. All right. Hey, uh, oh, thank God. Hey, right. Troll, your contract's up this year, right? Uh, yeah, I just have a one-year deal. 
Watson. Are you talking about at my X brand contract or no? The uh, Cycle Trader contract or your, your team deal? It's up. Your X brand contract is up too. I, believe, I see him but, going yeah. nowhere. I Let, think that's a perfect fit for him. Why don't you negotiate for Alex? Was he want to ride four fifty? No, two fifty again. He needs to stay on that <laughs> team. He needs to stay on that team. Ride it again. He doesn't need to negotiate. Christina has him dialed. Yeah, He'll but go in of. and demand some more money for them. You know, no, he's fine. He can handle himself. Okay, all right. Oh, hey. Confident. Whatever you do, Alex, don't hire Phil to go in because he'll be like, look, the guy sucks. He's terrible. You know? No, I would never hire Phil as my agent. Like, you... He would probably like decrease my salary pay because <laughs> he would just be so negative about my results. Right. Like, the team manager would just probably be scared. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. You, you can't get any worse. You can't get any worse than what you're doing now. So I can only help. Phil, on a scale you know? of one, to, yeah. Phil, on a scale of one to ten, how much are you looking forward to Hangtown and Glen Helen? Uh, Hangtown, maybe a five. Glen Helen, zero. Colorado, <laughs> zero. So, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, pump for the outdoors, just not those two tracks. Give us, uh, Phil. Give us your best Pike story so far. One that you can suitable for air. I don't. There's, Speaking of Pike, did you I, read his? Did you read his uh, tweet this morning? No. I sprinkled. No, I, don't. Con- I sprinkled concrete on my t- uh, cereal. Oh my god, he's so dumb. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, he's a piece of work. Now I get along with him good. But yeah. Yeah, he's he's a, he's out there. But honestly, during the races, like between him and Snapchat and doing duck face smiley faces or whatever, sending them to chicks, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's very busy doing that. Ah, uh, it's it's nuts. Like before the main event, he he'll do like the old duck face and like send it to seven chicks or something. You know? <laughs> hey, he's, he's got things going uh, on. <laughs> I I guess lining it up for after the main, I suppose. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but hey, uh, dude, Alex, do you think Phil should head out to Cali and maybe like you embrace Cali life, and perhaps you'll enjoy Glen Helen better? Well, like, there's two ways to answer that. Like, should he do that? Probably wouldn't hurt, but will he do that? No, that'll never happen. (laughs) (laughs) You should. No, actually, believe it or not, I think he's coming out the week between Hancom and Glen Ellen. So, yeah, because that's. That's the only intelligent thing to do. I'm not going to fly all the way back from Hangtown to Charlotte and then fly from Charlotte all the way back out to San Bernardino. I might as well suck it up and spend it three days out there. Fine, you finally make one smart decision in your life. Yep. We'll, yeah. we'll get you a flat bill and some black socks, Phil. Dude, I, no way. You wouldn't <laughs> find me caught dead with a flat bill hat. <laughs> <laughs> Watson can pull it off, but not me. Watson Watson runs flat bills a lot. My hat is flat right now. It's pretty I, flat. You yeah, can't put but this you can, can pull it head. off, Kenny. Yeah, you can. <laughs> that fell off. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, Roost MX dot. What? What is that? What the hell is that? That was a street bike. Uh, Roost. So, what are you outside? If we, yeah. yeah. Just pinned it up the hill. <laughs> hey, he's hanging out with Street Bike Tommy now since he left you, Phil. Yeah. I know. Oh, God, he found another friend. He's in the Wheelie Boys. RoostMX.net bringing you Alex Martin on the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. Uh, hey, guys, thanks for coming on, both of you. Thank you. Uh, a Mart, you've been killing it this year, um, and uh, good luck in the shootout this weekend. Phil, whatever.
Whatever. Yeah. I, I know. How about I, it, I'm, still waiting, I'm still waiting to come out to co-host your show. I said any time. I'd love to have you in. It'd be great. Well, I figured you would have bought my ticket out for Vegas. I could have hung out for the weekend, had a good time, but no. Yeah, come up after after Vegas Supercross. No, no, because then i got to go out that way way more than I have to. Maybe <laughs> I'll come out after Hank Town. There's some good tracks out here, Phil. I mean, the, like you'd really do. There's a track called Sandy Valley that, <laughs> that I could just see you meshing with. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, how about I seen this guy at Indy? I seen Phil at, Who, the, Phil at the Starbucks. Yeah. And he's sitting there. He's with his friends. And I'm getting ready to go to the track. And I look at him. And I'm all, Phil, why are you always so bitter? And he goes, I learned it from you, Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, oh, you got a point, buddy. <laughs> True statement. Yeah, exactly. All right, thanks yeah. to both of you guys. Thank you, thank, you, thank you for coming on, both of you guys. Uh, All right, I appreciate boys. it. Pulp and Mech Show. All right, see you, fellas. Bye. Right, see, see you, guys. Filthy Phil Nicoletti, Alex Martin. See you guys. All right, thanks, everybody, for uh, for listening. Uh, Alex Martin and Phil Nicoletti. Um, Laurel and Hardy. Let's, let's do X-Brand Tear-Offs. We got any, well, yeah, we need JT. Get JT. Let's do X-Brown tariffs. Sorry, Gibbs, to, to bark at you like that. Uh, Racetech emails, racetech.com. Hey, we're doing a short show tonight. I don't know, five-hour deal, right? No, yeah, we're getting out of here sh- soon. Racetech frees Gilmore and LeMay. Just pipes to some of the guys that use Racetech. Privateer developed and proven. 20% off, or 10% off Racetech. Use code no, PUBMX2015. 20, 20% off. Uh, we're doing 10 uh, Race Tech offers a full line of high performance springs. Race Tech suspension, best guys out there, and uh, we thank them for being part of the show. They've been uh, supplying riders, racers, and tuners with factory level suspension for over 30 years. Great bunch of guys down there. All right, here's some emails. Uh, Steve, Nick is one of the most detail oriented, hardest working, determined guys in the industry. He has a long, healthy career because of this, even with his mediocre results. Wow. Wow. He would be the best team manager out there, and after he retires, I think he would be an immediate good choice for any factory team in the pits. What are your guys' thoughts at Pulp MX on Nick Way becoming a team manager, Kenny? I think that's funny. That's a great question because I was someone asked me about riders being team managers, and I think a guy like Nick would do a really good job because he's built his own program. He knows what it takes to go racing. He knows about flights. He knows about expenses. He knows about you know the mechanic. He's just smarter than the average rider. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that it could be a double-edged sword though because I think he could overanalyze the guy's bike. What and do you he's going to work the mechanics to death. What do you think, JT? Would Nick overanalyze the bikes? Maybe, but when it's not him racing, maybe he can tone it down a bit too. Yeah, maybe he's like, you know what? We're going to be at the shop on Dexter. I got to get home. Hey, if we got, if we got a success pie, okay, a pie, a pie of success for a rider, any given rider, and whatever success you want to say for whatever rider, you mm-hmm. know, for Kenny, it's winning supercrosses. For Tickle, it's getting a top five. How much slice of the success pie does a team manager have for a rider? What percent would the success pie team manager spot hold? That's a good question. You what know, do you think? You know what's funny? You is, were a team manager for a lot of years. This is what's funny. Okay. And I I think that it's important to have a good manager, but at the end of the day, it's the rider's deal. And the rider is going to pick his bike, and JT, help me if, tell me if I'm wrong. They're going to pick their setup. They're going to pick out pretty much what they want. There's some riders out there that are telling the teams when to do press releases, when not to do press releases, you know, oh, I know. And there's, there's, the riders have way too much control over some situations, I believe. 
there's some team managers out there that are they win and they're they're proven winners. But some of these these team managers haven't won when they didn't have the right riders in their corner. I mean, there's guys, you know, I'll I'll throw this out there. Roger DeCoster, great guy, great team manager, Mitch Payton, same way, all these guys. Everyone's saying, Roger's the man. He's the best team manager. Some guy on Twitter was calling me out yesterday telling me, well, why don't I pull it together? Roger DeCoster is so much better. You? Than, yeah. You're not a team manager anymore. I just, well, I know. <laughs> the, you know, you want it to be like Roger. Well, a lot of people don't know. Roger was at a team manager at Suzuki for 10 years before he won. Um. Yeah. yeah. Almost ten years. I don't yeah. think quite ten. Yeah. And the yeah. only reason he won was he got the best rider in the world. Signed Ricky Carmichael. And then after that, he got the other best rider, and then the other best rider, right. and then you're good as your riders. You're you could be I the just best want, team manager in the world. I just want the, the slice world. of the success pie. Give me a slice. I wouldn't even say a quarter. Less than twenty five percent. Yes, I, I agree with that. JT, what do you think? Success pie. I would say rider success. It's pretty low. Yeah. But Team, you know, representation and representing sponsors and all the other stuff, it's its really important, that, if that makes any sense. Well, I just wanted to know how much they were part of a team, a ride of success. Winning races. Yeah, the, the result is probably not that high. That's right. what I'm there's talking a lot about. More, there's a lot more to going racing than just that. Right. Okay, Sean says, remember Adam's story, as told by Nick Way, of crushing his radiator and going to Honda to beg them to get a new one by next week. That is such bullshit. One of the moto shows on Loretta's talked about any kid who makes it to Loretta's gets help from a factory mechanic while there to get them through the week if their dad can't figure something out, dad or mechanic. So the seven deuce deuce can go to any supercross, be one of Honda's most engaging brand ambassadors, and he has to beg for parts? That is insane. Why don't the OEMs help out privateers who choose their bikes, aren't being paid to run them, or at least not paid well? Love all the shows. Thanks for the great job you do. Congrats to Gavin on his new boots. And T-shirt. Good job, Gavin. <laughs> Good job, Gavin. Can't wait to get myself both. I could answer Sweet. that one. I could answer that one. When does the first of all? I was on a team, factory team, two of them, and we helped privateers out when we could. Okay, exactly. Second so, of all, when does the bl- when does the blame pie go on the privateer for not having a parts? They're going racing. Exactly, and the thing is, a lot of people don't understand is like for for instance, this weekend uh, a guy came by the truck when I was there and asked one of the mechanics for a part. Well. You're going to the factory team that doesn't seventy five percent of the stuff isn't the same. Yeah, we so, used to stock 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 parts just for that reason. For that reason, a brake pedals or stuff like yeah, that. There's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. certain things you have, but right. you know when you a radiator. I mean, all the radiators they have probably are all welded and you know yeah 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 all done yeah. up. And I get that, but you you have to take some responsibility for your racing. You just don't show up with a bike in a toolbox and a gas can. I I had one factory team <coughs> tell me. Excuse me. I had one factory team tell me, and it wasn't Adam or it wasn't anybody. It was a couple of years ago that they, that there was a guy that used to come over like every weekend. He just thought it was like his home parts depot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, the guy, they were just like, "Come on, dude! Like, do you have anything? Do you have a lever?" <laughs> dude, I remember when I worked for Birdwell back in the day when he we were going to the amateur races still, and I couldn't bleed. I couldn't figure out the the master cylinder was blown up and i didn't have a rebuild kit and i just kept trying to bleed it and i didn't know how to rebuild the, the master cylinder right. i didn't know so i took it to the suzuki support truck and i said hey tool time better i've been trying to fix this thing for a half hour can you please help me do it he says yeah Jer- i can Jer- help Jersey you Joe. <clears throat> so the guy hands me a rebuild kit and he goes put this in it okay. and i go okay i get it but i don't know how to do it and he goes well i suggest you learn 
And I go, well, what are you here for? He goes, not to fix your bike. He goes, I'm here to give you the parts. What's an argument? So guy. the guy ended up doing it, and then it's a long on, it's a long Start, running yeah. joke that he fixed my bike every week, and that guy's Lee McCollum. <laughs> Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> Good story. Um, Martin sent this in. Mathis, first of all, the intro song rocks. That's right. Someone wanted me to change the intro song. That guy can suck it. Intro song rules. Your co-host makes a difference. Berludi is the best. However, I have planned to a trip to Udavella, Swedish GP, but now since Villapoto is out, I'm planning on skipping it. What do you think RV should do next? Continue to race GPs when he's healthy? Join AMA Motocross or just call it a career? Martin from Sweden. I don't think RV switched. Uh, RV should be back for next GP, right, JT? I saw something in the press release. Are they off this weekend? Yeah, they're off for a couple weeks. Two, was, no, they're off for yeah. two or three weeks. Yeah. It was saying hopefully Mar- uh, May 10th he'll be back. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the next race. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, he was he was hoping to be at Valkensward, too. So yeah, how about the keyboard warriors think that uh, it, that was all a conspiracy because they were planning? Cowie was planning on bringing back Velo anyways. You actually saw that, or really? Oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, now JT has said that he would not be surprised if Velo came back for Hangtown. RV himself shot down that rumor. And JT, you weren't you weren't you know you didn't hear that from anybody. It was just your own little I, I, I theory. That's that's a great. I wouldn't. It wouldn't have surprised me. It's not going well. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have surprised me. And I know that JT has a lot of insight about you know the bike setup and the team. That would not have surprised me if he did. Yeah, yeah. Looks like he's no. Not, I mean, yeah. we're still three three weeks away, four weeks away, whatever it is. Oh, you're I, you're I still you're think st- there's a chance. Staying with it. Yeah, he shot down. He shot down the rumors, but he also said that he was racing Glen Helen all the way up till it. No, so, he said he would be there. He didn't say he was racing. He goes, I'd be there. Okay, well, you know what I'm sa- saying. Like, I you, got you. I so got he's you. not there. I'm on your there. side, buddy. I'm on your side on this one. Um, I wouldn't surprise me if he did. I kind of hope he does show up because it's going to make all of the insurance go down. Insurance is super high right now for the riders. Because anybody can win? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's Racetech's, Racetech emails, Racetech.com. Pulp MX 2015 saves you 10%. Vince Freeze, Cody Gilmore, Ben LeMay, just some of the guys that buys Dusty Pipes, some of the guys that choose Racetech suspension for their needs, and we thank the guys at Racetech. All right, let's do the X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Hey, real quick, JT. What? what? JT. Sir. Chad Reed, how's his back? Is he, is he going to come to Vegas this weekend or take it Shoulder, off? Shoulder, he's saying. Shoulder, sorry. Yeah. Do you think he'll take it uh, off? Or just I don't go know. I, I think he'll try. He loves that race. So. I think he loves his town. I don't think he really cares about the race. <laughs> Well, yes and no, but he's just like you guys. You know, he has pressure from. Well, just tell him, check this out. I'm looking at the points here. If he does not show up, you know who's going to pass him for fourth overall in the series? And if you would have told me that this guy got fourth in the series, I would have. You would have walked home? That's the guy. (laughs) Can you believe that? If Chad does not race, he's only four points behind him. I can believe it. The guy's been really good all year. Dude, he's Blake Baggett could he's in fifth. He's either gonna finish fifth. I shouldn't say that because No, somebody's yeah. right behind him, right? No. Isn't no. Anderson right behind him? No. No, Anderson is eight points behind him. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kinda crazy. Would I have would I have think would I have thought that would happen? No. But after watching him race all year, it's not that surprising. Yeah, but you know what I looked at it too though? If you put everybody in there that's injured you know, knock them back four spots. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, injuries have played a role. No same with my guy. My guy's going to end up in in eighth. So if if everyone's back there, he's going to end up in 12th or 13th. Right. X-Band goggles. Let's do it. 
the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Gog is a choice of champions everywhere. Use the code PULPMX15 on checkout to save yourself 30%. EKSBrand.com. Brock Tickle wears X-Brand. Nick Way wears X-Brand. Michael Lieb wears X-Brand. Kyle Cunningham wears X-Brand. Alex Martin wears X-Brand. Luke Reslin wears X-Brand. Do I need to just go on and on? X-Brand! If you don't wear them, you won't win! All right, these are rapid-fire questions submitted by a... Um, I don't know who this is. Can you imagine Moser right now? Shorty no. broke his kneecap, and it's just not good for Moser. It's just not good, Kenny. I felt bad for Moser because I saw, I saw the picture of Shorty all busted up before I watched the race, and mm-hmm. then I watched the race, and I was like, what happened? Did he, yeah. like, blow his knee out on the way uh, to the Kenny's airport? rider took him out and mm. uh, broke his kneecap. Mm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, poor Moser, though. Shorty's out for probably a while, huh, JT? Probably six weeks, I bet. Four? Four to six? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the timeline is on that injury. Yeah. Um, if you're Mike Gillespie, it's a week. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so. Josh. And Josh Grant made sure that he was out longer. So. <laughs> well, Mike, Josh Grant slash the universe. Yeah, good point. Um, all right. These are uh, questions submitted by Corey Moser. 15 seconds on the clock. Uh, Gavin is going to read us the questions. And uh, Gavin, Goggles. Gibbon. Gibbon. Ugh. Gavin Gibbon. You should hey. change your name to Gavin Gibbon. Hey. Why not? How come you didn't wear that Mets hat to the game? I mean, to, the, to New York this weekend. I should have. You're right. It's a sweet Mets hat. Yeah, thank you. Thank you it's very red, much. It's red, white, and blue, too, you know, American colors. Uh, hey, don't make, fun, I mean, don't make fun of Kiefer. He's under a lot of stress these days. Why? Because he's going to race Canada in a couple weeks. The first two rounds of MX2, and I... I laughed at his pressure's building. I laughed at his predictions for himself. What's his predictions? He says five to seven. That wasn't his prediction. He said he'd be happy at five to seven. That's where he, he thinks. Be. That's where he thinks he'll be. I think. I mean, those guys. I haven't it. seen Chris ride in a long time, but just like following Instagram, he raced this weekend. He swept. He went. He won okay. every moto. Yeah. I know. So, so I'm. I'm. I'm he a, rode the, I, I, I'm a believer. And I watched those guys ride in Canada. The top three or four guys are going really good. I could see him. If he gets a good start and you know he has a little help, I could see him finishing you yeah. know six through ten, no problem. Okay. If Kiefer podiums, is he required to say the Pulp Max show? I, you know what? I should look into that. Mm. I should. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think about that. Good doc is oh, if he okay. doesn't. All right, let's do this. This right. corner speed's coming up awesome with Lars Lindstrom. What? I heard his corner speed's on point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Preston thinks so. Let's do it. All right, Steve. Which new kid on the block member is your favorite? Mm. Joey. Joey. All right. Watson, how many Oakley Bombs will Purcell win this season? Uh, zero. I want to get JT's opinion on this. JT, JT how many Oakley Bombs does Purcell win? I will say three. I should take that back. I should say one because that guy goes really fast at Unadilla. If he makes it that long. Hmm. All right. Uh, JT. If you were a Kenneth Watson, if you had to decide for Roxon to come back for Supercross or hold off until the Summer Series, what would have you done? Well, if I was – well, I don't know that Kenny made that call 100%. But I, I made that call 0%, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know, just so you know, you guys, there was a meeting this, this weekend going on in the truck about what's going on. And I walked in, and they said, "Can you give us five minutes, please?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what that'll tell you how much I. Uh, how that's much, that's what that's what I got changed, going. Kenny. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if the sponsors could be appeased and they're not going to freak out, then they're doing the right thing. All right, Steve. 
Yep. If Roxon doesn't injure his ankle, who wins the Supercross title? Yeah, I, I picked Kenny to start, so Kenny Roxon. That was my championship uh, pick at the beginning of the year. It's odd that he... Well, whatever. All right. We Wat- talked about it. Yeah, Watson. What would a rider have to do to get clipped from RCH? Clippy, clippy. What have they done in the past to get clipped? What would they have to do? What would, what would be a cause for clippage? Dude, there's tons of things. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, get caught with drugs, get you know, Arrested. get a, D, get a yeah. DUI, anything. I mean, we uh, with the sponsors we have, there's a lot of zero tolerance with the, with the brands. Anything that it's going to do to embarrass the brand or embarrass the team or you know hurt us in any way, that's thirty two seconds. No problem. Hey, JT, I hate the fifteen second rule too. By the way. Oh, I just disregard it. I, it's not so much that I hate it, I just don't even pay attention to it. But why does the dude always say, oh, 32 seconds? It's... Wah, wah, wah. All right, JT. Assuming Davey gets a ride for the you summer series, her. how much do you think he can get for a salary if he races the summer I could, series? I couldn't hear your question because someone, someone was getting started ready. hitting buttons. He's talking about that rider, that raper guy. Hmm. If assuming Davey gets a ride for the summer series, hear us say all that stuff in the how much do you yeah. think he can make for salary? Raper rips the whole. <laughs> um, Raper Raper strikes in the, in the night. <laughs> probably not a lot, because I think the team that has the equipment that he's going to want, I think I don't think they're going to have a lot of budget or willing to. They're going to more be looking at opportunity. Hey, you want an opportunity? Come do it. So I don't, I don't think he would just sign up with any Tom, Dick, or Harry that had money and be like, oh, we'll give you X million dollars. I, I, I so. see, uh, I see, I see. Um, if if he did something, he would be something like DV at the Moto World. Remember, DV got canned yep. from from uh, Buku, took a Moto World ride, got a bit of gear money, and went all summer. You know, expenses paid and everything, and Yamaha continues to see. I could see something like that, but well, he probably still has a Thor deal, right? I mean, that was I don't know. Of- Do you think? I mean, I haven't seen a press release about him parting ways with Parks Unlimited or Thor. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's some hard feelings with those guys on that end, too, for missing dealer shows or uh, their part shows and stuff like that. I don't think that they were they were too happy, but I might be wrong. Hmm. I don't well, think no, you I, are. I, I think I'm not arguing that. I just haven't seen anything saying that they parted you ways. I'm, you think I'm wrong? I I, no, I, no, I think you're dropping knowledge, but acting like you could be wrong. But I think you're dropping real knowledge. No, I, I'm just speculating. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm just totally speculating. Like I said, I think Davey got screwed. That's what I think. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think Davey Millsaps got screwed. Hmm. What? I do, too. I agree with that. All right. No nah. matter what he did, I think he got screwed. Math- because if no he matter what he did. Thing, no matter what <laughs> he did. If he raped her. Mathis <laughs> is of the opinion that if this was a Bill Poto a year ago, Leading the championship, he's fired. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's what Matthew said. Bullshit. All right. I, I just don't think, you know, and this is just me from the outside. It seems like Cowie has their clique of guys and their bros and their, you know, their coffee guys, and they all hang out, their team. Uh-huh, I'm the coffee guy? And, you know, I'm just a think, coffee guy? I just think they have their, their, own, their, their niche, and if you don't just fall into their niche and you're not one of their guys – I think Look, I think that uh, they're a huge corporation. If they didn't, have, if they didn't have a hundred percent coverage on this, they wouldn't. Have done I agree, it. right? I agree. But just like JT said, if it was RV and he was the points leader going for a championship, 
and he had HGH with 15 needles loaded in his locker. But, they are not firing him. They are pulling him but, in going, hey, well, okay, you but can't do this. Here's the thing that would never happen with RV because he surrounds himself with the right people. You, I'm, I'm, it's you're right. Happen. You're that's, right. That's irrelevant of what you said. You mm-hmm. said that you, he's fired. He would be fired. No, I didn't say that, what, actually. He uh, would not what, be fired. That's what Kawasaki said, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what... If Cowie said I mean, that, they're lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it wouldn't I, be the first time. And, and JT, did I not say, like, you could argue that to a point, and I would accept that argument, for sure. Hey, look at so, it this well, way. I'm just saying that if, they, if, they're, if their opinion or their <clears throat> the statement that they're putting out of their whatever is that they would have fired RV for the same thing, I do not believe that in any yeah, way, I, 0% do I believe that. I can't that. defend that. Hey, look yeah. at it this way. WADA busted James Stewart. 100%. Fine. Yep, I did it. Blah, blah, blah. Suzuki Let, stood by him. Stood by him. We'll, we'll take it to the next and, level. And we talked about that on our show. Like, and what's we'll Suzuki going to do? Like, we'll what? take it to the next level. Any other athlete, any other sport gets busted for that, for, from water, from, from sports-enhancing drugs, or anything. They are clipped right away. Titles pulled out. Sponsor payback. All that kind of good stuff happens. That didn't happen with James. Okay? Villapoto... I mean, Davey got busted for whatever reason, and it was just, you're clipped, you're done. It was a big move. Your hands washed, we're yeah. through with you, kick rocks. Right. I don't agree with that. Right. Hmm. I don't agree with that at all. All right, next question. All right, Steve. Who is your favorite to win the 450 Summer Series title? I need to know. I need to see MRIs of Kenny's ankle. Mm. I need to see some MRIs. Not mm. Watson, the other Kenny. Mm. Um, Dunge, because, because I just... I just think Kenny Roxon's ankle is maybe worse than what these guys are letting on, and it's maybe not going to be 100. percent And Tomac, until that dude can prove he gets starts consistently, I mean, it's going to not hurt him as much outdoors. So it's just, I mean, I see the same thing happening outdoors. Dungey, no, these these guys making mistakes, and Dungey just being there, and then so you know Dungey's got a 40 point lead. So I don't know. JT. If the yes. cost is the same for either rider and you have to choose one to race on your team, who do you pick, Davey or Purcell? I like that question. Which series? That was probably one of his best questions it might ever. Have been. It might have been Moser's best moment. Which series? Outdoor uh, Supercross? It doesn't say. So let's just say both. Uh, for the whole year. Whole year. Okay. Your team. You're hiring them. JT I Racing take, Inc. I take no Twenty point eight. All right. I want to let you know you were forty three seconds on your last one. Thank you. Mm. Forty three seconds. <laughs> last question for Watson. Yep. What is something you wish Feld would let RCH do in the pits? Oh God, where does he start? Oh yeah. Well, first and f- first and foremost, I like to thank them for giving me a job. <laughs> yes. Giving yes. me the opportunity. Yes. No, I just think Feld. What just not for RCH for every team is I think that they should let them open up and. Be more interactive with the with the fans, like sell T-shirts, give T-shirts away, give things away. Mm-hmm. Um, just be more interactive and and let us open up, you know, open up a little bit more. Here's what I was told about that, and I don't know if it's true, but a couple years ago I was told this that at Steel City and JT, maybe you can remember or back me up on this. At Steel City, MX Sports or somebody, maybe it was even before MX Sports was uh, taking control of the Nationals. They let Ryan Dungey vend and sell shirts. Does this sound familiar at all? 
Well, if you want Am to I take it, if high? you want to take it back farther than that, there used JT. Do you remember when people used to be able to vend in Supercross? Do you remember Pro Circuit having a? They used to sell T-shirts there. Well, here's my story. Yeah, I remember they had. Uh, here, here's my story. Apparently, Dunge at the end of the day, they, van, they let him van after the end of the KT, Suzuki truck, or maybe it was KTM. Is this, JT, does this ring a bell or no? I remember that Dungey had Fox jerseys for sale in the Moto T's truck. Okay, no, this was his own thing. They let him do it. No, nope, I don't remember that. Apparently, he sold like fifty or seventy-five dollars worth of shirts. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like they were like, oh, like you didn't really. Yeah. Sell anything to? I mean, even if you even because because there's talk about like teams having to do that, but they'll pay for the vending space. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to pay to vend. Well, I I just think if even if it was, but do we have a market for that? I don't know. Even if it was, you don't have the opportunity even to, to see if to it works. See if it works. But right, even if right. you do, you're going to make some money to get put back into your team. John Ayers, he's he needs it. Well, you know what's crazy? He needs the sales the t-shirts. I'm not saying John Ayers. I'm saying whoever it is. Well, we could say John Ayers. Seems like that guy has a pretty nice motorhome every year. Um, yeah. So vending is a big thing for you if you could do it. Vending and just being being able to market more, give things away, right. let people in, not having to get approval. If you're sponsored by Dodge and the series sponsored by Toyota, for instance, the 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 thing that kills me, it just it gets my blood boiling, is the fucking. Uh, Supercross GoPro. I think the Nationals are GoPro too. Yeah, they are. And that's and that is just to not allow, you know, a, a rider to have his own camera on his own helmet on his head that can be used for line selection, I, video. I agree. And you have to be a GoPro guy. That is just but blows my mind. Hey, everybody, we know you can go out there. There's other cameras out there. Good job on going out and activating the sponsorship and getting it. Uh, fuck you. You can't do it. They, they, uh, that was something that it, it was unbelievable. Brought, that was brought up in one of the outdoor meetings, and the Honda guys were really pissed because yeah, they, they, had, had they had, they had a, a camera replay. company, yeah. and they said you could use them during practice, but... Then they kiboshed the whole thing and said, no, it has to be GoPro. Then if you used a GoPro and you weren't sponsored by GoPro and you bought the GoPro camera and had it on your helmet, you didn't own the footage. The GoPro guy could come pull your, vi- your footage. Yes. Really? And I was like, that makes no sense. So if you're a privateer, if you're a privateer and you're struggling already, how do you get better? And, and you're trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, you're trying to wash some lines or whatever. Exactly. Oh, you can't. Dude, it's just a joke. That, and and it's a safety thing in the end, you know what I mean? For as far yeah. as as far as a camera goes, it's it's that's that's, that's unbelievable. Right. That's it's it's a joke. But um, all right, that's been the X brand goggle tear offs. <laughs> X brand goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. JT, uh, thanks for coming on. You want to come back on? I still want to talk to you guys about Purcell, but we got Lars on the line. So, <laughs> um, if you can come back, if you can join us, if you can join us, great. If not, it's been wonderful. All right. FlyRacing.com. Best gear out there, bro. All right, see you. Jason Thomas, everybody, coming up. Hey, uh, Hot Cams, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp Mech Show and and its listeners. They want to help you out. All Pulp listeners, 30% discount on all orders placed online at HotCamsInc.com. At checkout, type in the discount code HotCams2015. Hot Cams, unleash the power within. We are giving away a set of Hot Cams. Unless you have a Honda, then we're just giving away one Hot Cam. And a shim kit, a valve shim kit, Kenny. Wow. Do you guys need a set of, a set of cams and some shims? 
Sure. If you do, contest at pulpamexshow.com. Email us. We're going to pick a random winner. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Uh, a set of cams and a shim kit for you, hotcamsinc.com. They're pleased and proud to bring you our next guest. He's uh, one of the top mechanics in the sport, uh, working for Josh Grant at Team 2-2, and uh, a good friend of mine and a guy who's probably bummed tonight that his Red Wings lost, Lars Lindstrom. What's up, Lars? Hey, what's up, Steve? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm a little bit bummed out right now. Oh, Red Wings. Game 7. Game 7. Red Wings. What do you mean, Game 7? Red Wings, Tampa. Tampa Bay. Game 7. It's going to be Game 7. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you, oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, well, the Lightning Force Game Seven tonight. So yeah, 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 yeah. Because Navarro thought that they were getting clipped tonight, but uh, that was not the case. So. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's going seven, which should be yeah. should be amazing. So, um, yeah. uh, hot cams. I don't know if you guys use hot cams, but you should. They're welcoming you on the show. So if you had hot cams, perhaps you would have won this weekend, Lars. But uh, <laughs> sorry, my roommate uh, Paul Paraminos just came in here and. Just ruin the whole thing, Stephen. I didn't hear your question. <laughs> Screw Paul. Screw Paul. Um, uh, something about hot cams. Um, we do not use hot cams. Well, you should use hot cams. You should use hot cams. We use webcams. We're sponsored by them. Well, you should. But I'm glad for you that you know, hot cams <laughs> is, uh, is an amazing company as well. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, so, okay, so Team 2-2 skips the second practice. Kenny, you were working the mic, so you probably weren't aware of this. But Chad Reed and Josh Grant do not go out for practice two in New York. I go over to the truck, being the reporter that I am. I speak to my source over there. He may or may not, like Van Halen, he may or may not be an older gentleman. Um, <laughs> he tells me, Grant's sick and Chad's got a sh- sore shoulder. JG probably won't race tonight, but I'm sure Chad will be okay. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. So I go away, and here comes nighttime. Chad doesn't race, and Grant lines up. So it was the exact opposite of what my source had told me. But, um, hey, G.A.G. was sick, though, huh? He gutted it out, literally? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, seriously. Um, no, I was pretty pr- proud of him, actually, because um, he woke up on Saturday morning with some kind of uh, either flu or um, maybe some kind of um, a food poisoning or something, but he definitely was in the bathroom a lot, and uh, his voice was all effed up, and he, he was hurting. So um, he... He rode the first practice. He only rode like three laps and pulled in, and then he didn't ride the second one and just kind of slept in the truck and, um, you know, just waited it out and was able to ride and definitely didn't feel 100%, but just kind of rode around, and, and a lot of people made mistakes, and he made the most of it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it was a nice uh, nice, nice uh, race for him, and you're right. Mistakes were everywhere, man. That truck was gnarly. It well, was, you know what we were disaster. talking about earlier? What? Here on the show here? About what? About if people like the earlier show or later show, Josh Grant probably did not like the earlier show. If he had had a few more hours to rest, yeah, yeah, he'd have been a the bit day show. What did you think of the night, the day thing, uh, Lars? What did you think? Um, I didn't mind it actually, and I think that for a West Coast race, it makes a ton of sense because uh, you know obviously the the East Coast uh, fans can watch the race you know at a time other than like two in the morning. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool, and. Um, um, no, it's, I, I thought it was great actually, because, um, we were already there at the track anyways, early, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like the, this, the one guy that works on our team that listens to Van Halen is an older gentleman. Yep. Um, he wants to get there like at six in the morning anyways. <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> Maybe because so he doesn't uh, get there until the day before the race anyways. That's why 
He doesn't and get they, there. He doesn't get there on. He gets there on Friday instead of Thursday, so maybe he doesn't feel like he gets enough time around you guys. around everybody. <laughs> yeah, but Kenny, you know that he would love to be there on Thursday. That's it's a killing good. him that he can't be. And you guys are stoked that you said, Chad, please tell him <laughs> to fly in on Friday. We have this all under control. We got it covered. Um, but yeah, um, it was different. Um, I was struggling in the morning cause I was out late the night, you know, in the city the night before, but you know, screw what I think. Um, it was, and also too, um, only two practices and that's better. I like These that guys better. don't need three. Yeah. I don't know. I, I heard kind of bo- both. I mean, I of course think it's awesome with two. It's, you know, easier for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, the thing I thought was kind of funny, which I'll, I was going to say real quick before, but was that Josh rode three or four laps of practice. He did one lap that for Josh was pathetic, you know, like as far as compared mm-hmm. to his normal self. Yeah, yeah. And he still qualified 18th. <laughs> you know, it, it, there was 40 dudes, wasn't there? Or 39? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was kind of funny, but, you know, this kind of shows you how good these guys are. Yeah. And they can ride a gnarly, gnarly track like that and, and just be that much better than a lot of the other guys that are trying hard. So. <laughs> Hot Cam's bringing you Lars Lindstrom, team discount tire T2. Yeah, Chad Reed would like 35 practices so he can have 35 suspension settings ready to go. Yeah, so. that would be true, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, what's it like not working for Chad this year? Um, Goose is over there working for him. You work for Grant. First time that you guys have had a teammate for the T2 over there. What's it like not working for him? I mean, uh, talk about that adjustment a little bit for you. Um, it's boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never just hung out and and just been like looking at them with his bike torn apart. I, I, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, <laughs> no, nah, that's cool. I, I, me and Josh get along good. It's me and Josh are the younger guys, and Goose and Chad are the older guys. Even though Chad's younger than me, yeah. but it's uh, it works out fine. Me and Goose, I'm you know I've worked with him for a long time, even before he worked for us mm-hmm. on the 2-2. And uh, it's obviously, you know, like we worked well together. So it, it's kind of like we're, me and him are kind of like, you know, working together all the time anyway. So yeah. it's fine. It, it's uh, it's not too much different, it, but it is different in the sense that J- Josh does not like to change much on his bike and Chad does. So um, it it's, I get a lot of spare time where I'm sitting there like, thinking, man, I should be doing something right now, or I should be taking some forks off or a link off or something, and uh, right. it doesn't always happen that way. So um, that is kind of different, but, you know, I'm, I'm not really complaining about that part yeah. too yeah. much. But, uh, no, I wouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I, I mean, it's uh, it's a little it's a little different, but um, it works out fine. It, me and Josh get along great, so it's cool. 702-586-7570. You got a question for Lars Lindstrom. Kenny, what's up? What what are you doing? You're pointing at me, and then you're pointing at me back again. Yeah, I was just pointing. Just oh, just pointing. Just pointing. Okay, what's up, bud? I'm just checking it out. <laughs> I wanted to ask Lars how uh, outdoors is going. I was at Paula a couple times and seen Josh. He looked like he is pretty comfortable on that bike. And you went to I Paula. Him, yeah, you went to Paula. I've been to Paula a few times. To do what? The guys are just go out there. What can you ride? Okay. Watch watch the guys you ride. Sh- were your shoes dirty? Did your shoes get dirty? Yeah, because I got track shoes. Okay, because I know that was a big thing with you outdoors. Yeah, but just seeing Josh, he looked really, really comfortable, and his lap times were good. And and then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we went to Glen Helen uh, on a couple days later, and wow, like he is riding pretty good. Like I, uh, he's a hey, the California he going, tracks. Yeah, he is going to do like knock on wood if he stays healthy and gets better. And yeah. I, I got Josh Grant in there. 
a lot of people are going to count him out. He's riding really good. Wow! After after the first two rounds of four motos of the year in California, he'll be he'll be good. He's good at Thunder Valley too, actually. He's good at Redbud. He's good at Redbud. He's good at Millville. He's how about he's just good outdoors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how about that. <laughs> I know the GT. He is good outdoors, actually. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny watching him uh, ride Supercross. Um, even though he's really good at Supercross, it definitely wears on him and his heart more than outdoors does, which is kind of strange, you know, like outdoors, he's really comfortable and his heart rate's a lot lower than his supercross heart rate, which, you know, he always wears his monitor and all that stuff. So it's kind of easy to see. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. He, he freaking rips outdoors, but he's not sketchy. He's not, he's not nervous. You know, it's just all in control. And I guess that's kind of his element because he, he's super comfortable. He's, you know, just looks completely in control, you know, so it's kind of cool to see that. Yeah, that's crazy because I'm the opposite myself. Supercross, my heart rate is super low, but outdoors, you got to walk up and down those hills. you got to walk all <laughs> over the track. Yeah, that outdoor yeah. shit, man. Keep your shoes dirty. You yeah. know, you're up at 6 in the morning on West Coast time. You're pissed. You, yeah, uh, exactly. Are man. you taking two trucks for the Nats? Nope. So what are you, are you going still? Uh, I will be You'll there. be doing the half of it? The half will be hospitality? Yep. Well, I will be there. Wait, you- you're not going to have that Dodge uh, Charger with the uh, or Challenger, whatever it is, with the, nope. the video nope. game simulator. No simulator. It's not allowed at the outdoor pits. That's a racing. It. It's a racing atmosphere there. It's not for sideshow. And if you want to take it there, you got to pay. Uh, Lars, do you ever do you ever walk by Watson's truck, or are you, have you been ever pitted across from it where he's yelling at the fans for to come and see them? I have. I was in St. Louis, and me and Josh walked by after track walk, and I had to take a spin in. The simulator and I had a great time. Yeah, it's good, huh? I was it was uh, it was it was awesome. I tried it too. Um, I just like enough laughs, but yeah. What's that? I want more laughs in the thing. I know, huh? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, you're looking forward to outdoors uh, testing is going well. Hey, the the Supercross season, man. Uh, to start, Josh was hitting the ground. I mean, after six races, he had eight points or something like that. And he's really come on since then, and he's uh, knocking on the top ten. I don't think he'll get it. He's close. But what was the what was going on early in the year? Um, a lot of bad luck. There was like a black cloud cruising around with us at every race. It seemed like yeah. um, he wasn't necessarily riding bad. Um, it's just that you know, um, there's a couple times there where yeah, he hit the deck hard like in Oakland. Um, he actually in the beginning, I think he was still kind of recovering from his foot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. He had a gnarly cut in his foot that he, well, well it was a surgery oh. cut, you know, but uh, I think that had something to do with it in the beginning, but also, I mean, man, we just we just had some bad luck, dude. I don't, I don't, right. I don't know what else to say. You know, we, yeah. we had a good result going in one of the races, and then uh, the chain roller, like, the rubber just disintegrated somehow, and hmm. um, it, was, it wasn't even old or anything, you know, it was like one of the ra- first races, and uh, just stuff that shouldn't happen happened, and, you know, obviously he... Um, yeah, it was rough. Like, but yeah, it was, he turned it around. Rough. Yeah, he turned around, and yeah. that was kind of like he likes the East Coast tracks more, and um, he got a little more confidence. He got better starts, um, and I don't know. I mean, we've had we've been having a good run towards the end of the series here. Mm-hmm. We got fourth a couple of weekends ago, and you know, it's pretty yeah. big improvement. So it's cool. Yeah, so the good news is here he's yeah. only fourteen points out of tenth, and the two guys in front of him aren't racing. Oh, who's that? Who's in front of him? Bill Saps and Kenny. Oh yeah. Yeah, but what's what's he got to get? What, how many? Fourteen. How seventh, much? Seventh. Seventh place. Seventh place. That's, that is true. That's, that's totally doable. Yeah. yeah um, totally. 
yeah, it was a rough start, but glad you guys uh, pulled it together. Lars, you know? I'm just here just to you know bring up the morale and, and say it is possible. Yeah, that's all. Thank you. Hey, you know, if, uh, if you wouldn't have got lapped right at the last lap there, we could have maybe passed uh, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tickle didn't even finish the lap. Dude, I was sitting next to Steve, and he's like, what's wrong with him? Go he's f- pulling off. He's going to lap down. I'm all, yeah, I think you're right. I'm all, yeah, what, like what? finish the lap, I go Brock. back, I'm all, why did, why did he pull off? Everyone's like, he got six. I'm all, no, he didn't. He couldn't have got six. He didn't finish. Yeah, they're all yeah, but he was a lap down. I was but like, did he oh, know he was the last guy? No. See, he didn't no, know, he so didn't know. he, he should have finished. Right? He got lucky. You know what I told him? Mm. I said, if I were you, I would leave here and go to a gas station and buy the Powerball because you got lucky as shit. <laughs> I don't know about that, but hey, is this uh, is this Hart on the line? Who is this? Nathan. Who? Nathan. Nathan. Yeah, Nathan and Hart. That's a lot. That makes sense. Gibbs. Bullshit. His well, last name's Hart, yeah. It's fine. Oh, his last okay. name's Hart. Okay. okay. Yeah, gotcha. uh, what's up, anyway, man? You got, you got a question for Lars? So his name's uh, Bonds. Yeah, Lars is taking kind of a two-part thing. But, uh, in part of the team that was kind of hand-picked by Chad, you know, a bunch of, you know, there was all of them individually could be the top guy at any team, and they kind of, you kind of assume, I don't want to say a dream team, but you, you know what I mean. Your, your phone's breaking up a bit the there, Nathan. Is, but. The second part of the question is, uh, what does Lars think is going to happen? You know, I know it's up to Chad. Once Chad hangs him up, you know, is, is Chad going to kind of take over as team manager? Or does he feel like maybe he'll be like a silent team owner? Or how that's going to go? What do you think, Lars? Let's go to the second question. You think Chad becomes like an active team manager? Or does he just kind of sit back and, and be the team owner? He ain't going to be silent, I'll tell done. you that. <laughs> you know yeah, Chad Reed. Yeah. There ain't nothing silent about him. Yeah, no, the plan... Uh, as far as I understood it, when we started the team, or when Chad started the team and he hired me, was that when he's done racing, that he wants to continue the team and uh, you know hire guys that can win championships and uh, you know along those lines. Um, definitely, he's not going to be silent, like you said. He's going <laughs> to he's going to have a huge role in the whole deal. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. You know, it all depends on. Um, like Kenny knows sponsors and stuff, and and yeah. you know what whatever else. I mean, running a race team costs a lot of money, especially the way that that Chad likes to do it. You know, he likes to do it right, and you know, have guys that can win and uh, and have motorcycles that are competitive with the best of everything. So, I mean, as far as I know, his goal is to have the team keep going and you know be a factory effort. As far as you know, we can. Right, right. There you go. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Have a good Thank one. you. Uh, Lars, got a Twitter question from you. Ask Lars about the time he showed the real K-Dub. It's Kevin Windham. Oh, you're okay with that? Oh, yeah. Okay. The real <laughs> K-Dub, how to do a big double at the Honda Test Track in Mojave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was probably. That was kind of cool. well, it was at HPCC. I don't know if you guys have been there before, but Honda, like the Honda Super Secret yeah. Test Grounds out in Mojave there. Um, I looked at who who sent that that question. That's pretty pretty funny. But anyways, yeah, a guy he, named Joe Jar- a guy named Joe Jarvey. Oh yeah, okay. And then um, yeah, anyways, there was a double there on the Supercross track that that uh, I we were doing a photo shoot and I'd been there riding already and he was riding around. He didn't jump and he pulled me over and said, "Hey, what gear are you hitting that jump in?" And I, you know, Kevin Windham asking me <laughs> what gear to jump the jump in was kind of cool. Right. And then uh, and then I said, ah, you know, third or whatever I said, and he's like, you know what? Just let me follow you off of it. And I'm <laughs> not everybody gets Kevin Windham to ask that question. So no, 
that was one of my finer moments as a wow. some dude that rides dirt bikes for fun, you know. I mean, it's been a while, but let's not forget you made a night show, uh, Vegas, right? Um, well, I made a bunch of night shows, but okay. um, that was my last one. Yeah, Vegas Little Five or something like right, that. Right, right, and uh, yeah, and working at Honda full time. Yeah, it, while yeah. working at Honda. What yeah. about our buddy Gothic J, who is now the captain, crew chief over there? Wow! Wow! Captain, yeah, he was my last mechanic. Man. <laughs> He's crew chief. Honestly, he was my only mechanic. I only had one ever. And other times, I just do it myself. Right, right, exactly, right. <laughs> Crew chief, Gothic J. And then when Dan yeah. got sick, couldn't make it. He was a team manager. I know. Can you believe that? Amazing. Can you can you be a team manager with a giant dragon tattoo? Hey, that's like can- we were talking about earlier when they were saying, does team managers really have that much of importance <laughs> of a rider winning a championship? <laughs> um, uh, yes. Hey, wait, I got a question real quick, uh, Kenny. Yes, sir. Um, team. Gibson, yeah, Dino. He, Dino. I have heard a lot of stories about you and him always traveling together back in the day in box fan days, like yep. uh, Davo says. Yep. And uh, he told me to say, "What's up, Cat Killer?" That's it. <laughs> That's, oh boy, <laughs> that, that is that, hey. that 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 is a. Uh, I'll never live that down. That is the one story that J Bone attempted to tell on the air, and Kenny shot him down. I had to shoot him down. <laughs> but, Kenny has told many stories on the air, but the deal is. That I blame the whole thing on Dean because who, when you're a mechanic, have you ever heard of a mechanic taking a pet with you on the road? No. Okay. No. That's end of story. Right. And have you ever heard of a mechanic that was probably making $700 a week, spending $1,500 to get the cat taken care of? Like, right. it was a kitten. Right, right. It was a kitten and it was half dead. And he's just he like, said that you, he said it was you. You were like, dude. Let's just bring it. We'll give it to some chick on the road. She'll take care. Well, of he's full of shit. Get him on the phone. Whoa, he's full of shit. The the girls gave it to him. Shelly, Lawrence, Nathan, uh, Monica Ramsey, all the girls. They gave it to Dean for his birthday. Um, they said he needed a companion because he couldn't get a girlfriend at the time. Ask Dean uh, about dude, new light. I never knew this. Story. Hey, ask so. Dean about this. How about he had a girlfriend at the time, and he she called in the middle of the night, and for the first five minutes he was calling her the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> How about ask, ask Dean about him and Paggio hitching a ride with me from Washougal to Binghamton and then them falling asleep in the back and never helping me drive or barely ever that helping me drive. <laughs> they just wanted the ride to get out of their chaparral truck. Dude, I tell you what, Dean Gibson and my, like, it was cool because the first year I went on the road, I didn't know anyone and me and Dean hit it off. And he let me follow him. Was he him. working for Suzuki? But, for Button. Button then, yeah. Yeah, and he let me just tag along with oh, him. His I grip fell off. But his, Dino's grip fell off. He'll t- his, he's taking this to the grave that he had it glued on. I said, Dean, if it was glued on, it wouldn't have came off. It's just like the old saying, oh, no, that bolt was tight. No, it wasn't tight. If it was tight, it wouldn't have fallen off. Oh, poor Dino. Dude, I, Dino, I, I was parked like I'm behind him, and he came back, and... He was so pissed. He threw uh, – that was the day in the box truck where you had to have a generator yeah. to run all your stuff. Yeah. Like, by the time I got – put my bike on the stand and came back, Dean already had the generator in there. I, I, he was loading his bike. He had, like, a metal ramp, and he was yeah. going to push it. I go, let me help you. He's like, I haven't got it. I haven't got it. And I'm all, got what? I'm all, what, the grip that fell off? <laughs> and he looked at me like I was the devil, and he said – Fuck you! And threw the bike in with no tie down, left it in there, shut the door, and was gone. And just left. And you know, like uh, back in the day, all the 
all the factory teams had banners around yeah. the, yeah. the fr- like around. He just backed up over the banners <laughs> and just freaking <laughs> pinned it out of the truck. And I was supposed to drive back to California with him. We were in Houston. Yeah, dude, Dean drove straight through. He was so pissed. Oh, poor Dino. <laughs> Dino Bambino from San Bernardino. That's him. Yeah. yeah. Um, those are good times back then, man. Yeah, those Dino were the days of the box fan. Him and Berlut, like they, they, those guys were solid. Yeah. They took me under their wing, and it was a good um, time. <laughs> Hot Cam's bringing you Lars Lindstrom team discount tire 2-2, two, two, uh, the Lars. Um, oh, God. Lars, I'm going to come by this weekend when Dino's there, and you'll and we'll get the whole story. I'll tell you the whole story with him sitting right there. Cause He's not him, coming this weekend, dude. Well, when's the next time he's there? You comes, you come by my truck with him, Glenn Helen. All right, perfect. I, I should get Dino on the show. Or I should do a podcast. You should with do him. a podcast with him, right? He's probably got a, he's probably got a good stories. Yeah, he has some great stories about Honda. I got to blow out Dean real quick. Um, why he's not going to Vegas? He says he can't afford it, you know. And the last time we were in Vegas, we were, we were at like Sunset Station, which is right there, right? Wait, so you can't afford it. He can't afford it right now, Dino. He's, he's booked. So then. Uh, we were at the Sunset Station there, and there's a Mexican restaurant, and we're eating dinner. Everybody's eating dinner, and he's like, dude, they got a badass nacho bar with, like, all kinds of salsa. Mm-hmm. I just eat here for free. So we're all eating bitching, like, Mexican food, and he's eating nacho bar, uh, you know, like, all these kind of dishes and stuff. And right. like, dude, it's free, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> nacho bar. Dude, I got a better oh, one. Yeah. We, were, we were in Steel City, and there was a wing bar. A wing bar, hot wings. Yeah, and the, I don't even know the Pretty name of this loop. place. There are these hot wings, and they were the hottest wings ever. And it, dude, like there, there was like a waiver that you had to sign. Yeah, and they had like hot, super hot, firing hot. Yeah. And I mean, if you know Dino, you know that he's a wing guy. He loves wings. So he gets these yeah. wings. He's like, oh, I'm all dude. Those things say like yeah. super gnarly. He's like, dude. I get them triple layer hot at Hooters, whatever. They couldn't be that bad. So he, he comes by and the waitress is like, uh, are you sure you want to do that? You have to sign this waiver. So he's like, yeah. He signs the waiver, and he goes, hey, you got any uh, uh, Tabasco sauce? She goes, you're not going to need them. You're not going to need Tabasco. He goes, I need Tabasco. So she brought Tabasco over. He took a bite of it, and, dude, he it blew him apart. Ask him about that. <laughs> he was in, like, he ate the whole thing, and Budman was with us, and yeah, Bud yeah. tried to eat it. It right. blew them apart. They were, like, Dude. hurting. He was on the toilet Fro- uh, playing about his butthole burning. <laughs> his butthole. Fro's championship party in 97. He had a party up in his suite, and somehow I found myself in it with uh, Jason Fernet. Yeah. And Swink gave me 20 bucks to eat a pepper. Oh. And I'm from Canada. I don't know anything about peppers, but it wasn't red. So I'm like, it can't be that bad. <laughs> I can hear them to this day. It was a, what, what kind of pepper was it? I don't know. But, dude, it blew me out. A habanero. habanero. I don't I can hear them. Habanero Ghost. pepper. It wasn't red. So I'm like, how bad can it be? I thought red, but reds aren't the worst. Like, Was it green? Yeah. And, dude, I was messed up for months. My stomach was messed up <laughs> months. for months. I had heartburn like so bad for months because of that thing. I took a half a bite. He said, you got to eat half of it. Literally, it was like 20 bucks. And for me, that's like, you know, back then I was like, oh, my God, 20 bucks. But, yeah. Hey, Thanks, hey Lars, ask, ask Dino about the hot wings. Go, Watson wanted me to yeah. ask you about the hot wings. So the grips, the hot wings. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> uh, we'll be there tomorrow. Ask him about popcorn. Oh, uh, not popcorn. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't ask him about that. Do not ask him about that. Um, hey, ask- Lars, thanks for coming in, man. Pre- uh, coming on. Thanks. Thank you. No, no problem. Uh, Lars Lindstrom, Team Discount Tire, 2-2. Mechanic for Josh Grant, uh, brought to you by Hot Cams. Uh, we'll see you this weekend, right, in Vegas? 
Yeah. See you there. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Safe travels, Lars. See ya. Lars is a good dude. Good guy to have on the show. I like him. Good Great dude. Always Great a nice, real friendly guy. guy. Right dude, his dad made the Gunner Gasser. Yeah, exactly. How gnarly is that? <laughs> think about that. You really think um, about that. Right. All right, let's take our second commercial break here on the night. Come back with Kenny Watson's song. Uh, Pulp and Mech Show brought to you by BTOsports.com. And Make Fly sure you Racing. listen to this song because this is what it's all about, folks. Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves. Of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from nerf steps and blighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. 
All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on Welcome back, everybody. Kenny Watson song, Rush. Good old Canadian band. You know what? You know why he picked it? Because it's working man, and that's what Kenny is. He's a working man. He dedicates this appearance to the show to all the people who work for a living. I guess that's what I am. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing. Guts is uh, doing a killer job for you guys. Guts is amazing. I got to go up to their facility up there in Sacramento, and uh, a lot of history in there. A lot of history. Um, got really educated on you know the injection, how they make the foam, and it's it was a really really good uh, good experience for me to really understand the whole deal. And uh, if you're if you're in the market for a seat, I mean. It's a one cover stop. foam base, base whatever. everything. They're yeah. a one stop shop, and you know. And I think in the future, I think it's going to be going uh, in that direction with multiple teams, where they could just say, "Hey, you know what? 
the mechanics are it's even going to get easier for the mechanics like they don't have it easy enough pretty soon they're not even going to have to put their seat covers on i'll tell you what when i was a mechanic i had to put my seat covers on Me too. i had to do my motors i had to do my tires dude i had to do all that i i love giving like people like my mechanics Especially like my shop guys, when they put a seat cover on, I'm like, what are you going to do, play an accordion on that thing? <laughs> so uh, these guys are top of the line. I don't, uh, you know, I don't care who, where you, you think you get your seats from. If they're better than Guts, hands down, Guts Racing. I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor. They're a sponsor of this show and of our team. Um, I would you know, highly recommend – what's the word I'm looking for? Recommendation? Yeah, recommendation. You would highly recommend people go to GutsRacing.com. Falpamex 2015 saves you uh, money at that GutsRacing.com. Galford Brakes, two under KTMPartsExpress.com and Black Ops Moto. All on board with us. Black Ops Moto. Uh, you checked out sponsored deals on PulpamexShow.com to get a deal with Black Ops Moto. Hey, speaking better of that. Better starter, better throttle response. What? Ignition coils. Speaking of that. Yeah. When I was up in Sacramento a couple weeks ago, yeah. I also got to go by Worst Connection. Oh, Worst Connection. Another great sponsor of the show and another great sponsor of, yeah. of RCH. Yeah, good dudes. Those guys, um, if you're if – you're, So they got retro bikes in the lobby, right? I was just going to say oh, that. Okay. If you are in town for Sacramento and looking for something to do, it's about 10 minutes past the track, 15, and you will the, go back the 50, there. On the 50, right? Uh, the 50? No. Yeah, it's it, on the 50, right, off the 50. Right. And – you will go in there. They have a, a Lampson retro bike. They have uh, a Rick Johnson full-on works five or two fifty. I don't know where they got that thing. They got a Ricky Carmichael Kawasaki in there. They got some really bitching old Yamahas. They have yeah. a, a ninety one ninety one YZ right YZ yeah. one twenty five. They yeah. have a YZ one hundred a YZ eighty they, sixty. Those guys are definitely definitely. They have a and he has. Probably pro launch the, pro launch device thing is the is the everyone's using it in the past. I think it's, every team uses it. Just and about. you know what? I don't think there's any. I don't think I've ever seen a better jersey collection than he has. Oh. you name the rider from the '90s until now. Eric's got it. Okay, yeah, Eric's uh, got it. All right, yeah. WorksConnection.com. Uh, again, Pulpamex Show. Uh, Use the discount com. code. Use the discount, discount code. Yeah, sponsor deals. RCH slash Pulpamex. Uh, let's get to some phone lines here. Um, Austin's been on hold for a while. What's up, Austin? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, thanks for uh, calling the show. Great, buddy. Yeah, hey, uh, I was just curious if y'all are aware of the Snapchat Supercross live stream that happened on Saturday. Nope, nope. What happened? Okay, so um, y'all know what Snapchat is, right? Yep. Yes, yes, for nudes, for chicks, nudes. Yeah. <laughs> right, Devin. Yeah, well, for nudes? Uh, no, not really. Uh, not really. It's uh, it's mainly for uh, conversations that you don't want to be seen. Okay. Because they had to go away in 24 hours. Okay. Yeah, anyway, so they, they started this new thing where they, uh, they have live events going on. Like, it's, it's a worldwide app. So Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, you can go and you can see what happened during the national college basketball game or the national football game or whatever. Well, Saturday they had Supercross on there. And I was just wondering if y'all knew about it because that's a pretty big deal. I mean, there's over 200 million users worldwide on Snapchat. And say 60% of those users were on the app that day, they saw the Snapchat feed of Supercross. So I just think it's a really cool way to expose the sport. And I don't know if Monster Energy or something was going on since it was a cool race, you know, in New York City and stuff. Well, but, uh, generally speaking, the guys uh, that run the Feld thing are pretty out to lunch when it comes to this kind of stuff. This is an organization that, like, two years ago had somebody calling – 
somebody from the press box calling somebody else's wife to tweet for them for them. Um, this is a this is an organization that tweeted out last week, Supercross Live, that Kenny Roxon will be there, or, or or somebody who's hurt, Trey Kennard, somebody who's hurt. They said Supercross Live will Trey Kennard capture the win. So they're pretty yeah. they're pretty clueless in a lot of ways. They're trying to get better. Um, this sounds like maybe another way of they're trying to get better. So, you know, yeah, I have no idea who right. you know who would have done that, but they only do big events, you know, like big sporting events or. Uh, like it was King's Day in the Netherlands today. Uh, apparently, that's a big deal. Um, okay. But I just thought it was a cool thing, cool thing for the sport. Yeah, no, so. absolutely. Keep it up, right? Yeah, no, good, good. that's good. Well, I mean, we'll give let's give let's give kudos to Denny Hartwig. Yeah, kudos too. to Denny Hartwig. Well, you know what I'm going to tell you. I don't, um, I I don't know if it, you. I don't know if you know do you have this, Snapchat? Steve. Or no, no, I don't. I'm too busy with. I him. don't know if you know this, but uh, Andy Boyer has just he's taking over the social media. Yeah. And maybe that's something he did. Maybe, I could yeah, see. You know what? That could be Boyer. I could see Andy doing that. Um, yeah. Boyer moved to Florida. Worked yeah. For yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's Andy's deal. He's pretty much up on the social media game. So I would have to say that you'd probably have to give him. Good job, Boyer. The props, but uh, that good looking out right. though. Good looking out, Austin. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah. No problem, guys. Have All a good night. See you. Right, thank you. Lips. Good day. What's happening, guys? Lips, you're not calling about your poster that Kenny never. Sent, right? Kenny, it's all good. No, no, that um, sticker that he signed is on my garage wall with all my other crap. Nice. Not bad. Thanks, nice. Kenny. That's what it is, crap. Thanks, Matt. It's more for sending it, actually. Yeah. Did I send it? Good. I think yeah, I, I did. I saw the price yeah. of the postage, too. That was a big thing for you to do. Appreciate it. Yeah, 30 bucks, I think it cost me. Oh, shit. Oh, I know. No wonder yeah, I didn't that. Sign Lucky it. Me, eh? Just like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey Lips, you know what? Hey, check this out, bud. Mathis, like last time I was on the show, I gave away, I wanted to give away a bunch of stuff. So I was the bad guy because I didn't do it. Well, it got processed, but in shipping, um, they lost the paperwork. So I said to Steve about three weeks ago, hey, all you need to do is send me an email with everybody's info and it'll be done. And I still haven't got the email. So when people don't get their stuff, like you didn't get your well, hat in the, in, for a while. It's not all. Uh, it's not always my fault. The first time was your fault. Now the second time was my fault. Okay, but it's been right. almost a month. Yeah. So, you guys, if you're listening, it's Steve's fault. But lips last time <laughs> it was my fault. So sorry to cut you off. Thank all you right. for calling. Good hearing your voice, bud. What about lips? What, what's your question? Oh, I got a couple of questions. Number one, um, I've seen James Stewart coming down to Australia to do the Supercross. He is. Yeah. Does that mean, I mean, how many other awesome riders do you think will follow down here as well? Have you got Chad Reid and James Stewart to do it? Well, Mo- it Mo- make for Mo- a pretty cool event down here, which would well, be awesome. But Mookie, Mookie's doing it, but also what happens is when you get Chad Reid and James Stewart, it's not a lot of money left over for other guys. So Yeah, but it's a pretty good chance to match up against them in the off-season too, really. Yeah, it'd be good. It? No, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a and perfect it opportunity for those guys to go get America beat. Just to come check it out. What's that? We get lucky there. Yeah. Um, do you think he'll do a lot of the motocross series if they let him in, or do you think he'll just not really worry about it that much and hang off till next year? No, if his appeal comes through, he'll be doing it. You know, yeah. I'm under the so impression if 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 his appeal is lifted with four races left, he's racing those four races. You are, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I I, yeah. I really. I mean, I don't know, but just. Knowing the way how I think James is ready to go race, I think he's wants to go do something. Well, he probably wants to earn some money too, because I understand Suzuki signed had to sign him to like a marketing deal, you know, from yeah. he's out of the suspension. So, 
All right, thanks, Lips. Also, too, Mathis, with Project 88, you're building. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- remember you did, like, a pretty cool video clip with Racer X for the KX, but with this one, seems you're the Manitoba master and we always hear about your mad bike skills. Why don't you do the Racer X video on Project 88 this time? I could. Yeah, I could. Um, I haven't ridden for a while, but um, I could. But I got something cooler planned, Lips, for that bike, so... You know? Yeah, but this time you could put your money where your mouth is and actually show us how good you ride. Who wants to see me ride a 1988 bike when I can get someone cool to ride an 88 because bike? Because we have to hear about how awesome you are. Why not show us? Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. You're right, Lips. I'll think about it. I'll take it under advisement. And and, how, and, and seems you're Mr. Fit Guy now, being Strava Steven, or surely you could do four laps for us. Yeah, no, yeah, I got a long way to go until I'm Mr. Fit Guy, as you say, but uh, I do need to get mountain biking. Yeah, so. Fair enough. Also, too, what uh, I need me a hot cam, a stage two hot cam for my CRS. Seems I've got the slowest bike in the field. When, what's the chances of getting a hot cam? Perfect, easy. Just go down to your local dealer. They haven't been stocked. <laughs> hot cams and a shim kit, people. Uh, email contest at pulpamexshow.com. Uh, Lips, send me an email using the contact form on Pulpamex, and I'll see what I can do. All right, cheers, mate. All right. Thanks, buddy. See you, guys. Bye. Right. See you. Uh, Luke, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling. Um, what about JT made a point about how the opening ceremonies for the early rounds uh, this last weekend, it just didn't have the same feel. What about doing it for supposedly we're going to San Diego twice next year. What about doing it early at one of those rounds out in California when the sun goes down at like 530? Yeah, yeah, no, sure. Why not? I think it all. Did, I mean, the the big thing, ahead. the reason why we did this is because I think Fox Channel had the space, so they made it work. You know, what I mean, with New York and everything. Quit saying else, the but, Fox Channel. It's Fox Network. It's Network TV, my friend. Yeah, no, Fox. Yeah, it's NBC the Fox Channel. ABC, NBC, CBS, it's Network Fox. TV. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm not saying Fox, Fox Sports. Sports. I'm not saying Fox Sports. I never said Fox Sports. It's Fox Network. Fox Channel. It's Fox Network, not Fox okay. Channel. Fox Network. Oh, it's not a channel. You're an idiot. I never. You think and I'm saying Fox Sports. I'm not. No, I didn't. Wah, wah, wah. You're an idiot. You just called me that. It was blah, first blah, time. It's first time I had. I had it at five. Fuck you and your show. Um, no, Luke. Uh, not a bad idea. Yeah, not. A I bad like your idea, idea, Luke. I like. I well, like, like we You guys to... are always want to change it up. I mean, yeah. hey, take one of the two Anaheim rounds or San Diego and make one different. Well, like we talked about before. Um, the nine o'clock start time on the East Coast for a West Coast race, where we have what seven? West it's Coast? ten o'clock, right? Ten o'clock, yeah, yeah. yeah. So ten o'clock Dude, East it Coast, you know, sucks. Yeah, you know, here in Michigan, it absolutely sucks being that late. Well, bro, it's twelve thirty where you are right now. Um, so obviously you're still up. So fuck. It. Yeah, I'm not working tomorrow, so I figured I'd stay up and waste my time. Lame. So waste your time. Listen to the show. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Good call, bro. Thanks, Luke. Hey, are you gonna? Yeah, you no problem, get, hey, what part of Michigan are you from? Traverse City. Right on. He's not going to your dumb race, Watson. Oh, really? So, no, honestly, I wanted to go last year, but I was out of town working, so I'm hoping this year I can make it. Okay, we could. We we might have some, uh, a really big announcement coming up. Who's going to race the race? So, uh, if, you guys, if you guys pay the same money you did last year, and it's the week after Indiana, you'll get some guys. We're, it's going to be more than the, the purse is going to be bigger. You will get and some guys. And there's going to be. Uh, I would say one or two huge names racing that have been retired, but are going to come out of retirement to go race. Oh, Ivan Tedesco, welcome back. I said huge name, not big name. Well, welcome back, Ricky. Welcome back, Ricky. Hey, I wouldn't say hey, that. Hey, buddy. 
I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> um, all right, thanks. That guy's going down. Thanks, Luke. Right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. Uh, Tyson, what's up, man? Hey, guys, what's going on? How are you doing, Tyson? Uh, good. Uh, good. Watson, you kind of have a lot of experience with dealing with sponsors and sponsor deals and everything. Monster, when they first came into the B2B. sport big time in 2005 or six, they have yet to have a drought like they've had this past, what, year and a half with absolutely no championships, especially with Villapoto being gone. Yeah, you know why? How because they don't have a good team manager. Because they're team manager. Well, well, Mitch or they don't have. No, uh, I'm being sarcastic. I I'm mean, being sarcastic. if you want to, they do have a win with Chad Reed. If you want to count that, he's a monster helmet guy. Barsha's a monster helmet guy. Are you talking about monster or Cowie? I'm talking about just monster in general. How nervous is monster? I mean, does it really no get underneath the skin? Are they really worried, or is it just one no. of those? Well, we're going to get it eventually. I don't know if you've noticed, but. For 17 rounds, it's been called the Monster Supercross and Monsters Everywhere. Um, I'm sure they would love to have a rider that wins their event, but you know, I think their 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 deal. I've, you know what? I think their deal's up after next year. Next year. So we'll see. We'll see. I I, I, th- I don't see them winning any titles anytime soon unless Eli Tomac just changes the whole face of everything. But who knows? Adam Cincerillo. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Uh, you, you know, Adam kind of, I, I mean, I'm a fan. I really like Adam. Oh, he's got, he's got some work to do. I, 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 I'm really, uh, you know, there was a guy that came up years ago that was just like Adam Cincerillo that had the same exact issues and could never pull out of it. And his name was Robert Renard. Renard. <laughs> what was his name? Well, Robbie Renard. Um, and, uh, the shoulders are, are gnarly. Like, you know, I don't know if you listened earlier, Albertson was on and, you know, he talked about, you know, the shoulder issues he's having and he, Adams is, Adams young and he's having, you know, he's, he wants to say that, you know, his last shoulder injury had nothing to do with it, but can you, we'll see. Can you imagine speaking about monster? Can you imagine, uh, Reed Nordine calling monster and being like, Hey, um, yeah, we're not going to the last three. And, uh, yeah, we fired Davey. So, well, you know what's crazy? Kawasaki is not going to be there. You know what's crazy? Think about this. This is just something that I'm just pulling out. Monster has hired. Dave Gallon. Okay. Dave Gallon used to be at? Rockstar Suzuki. And who rode there? Davey Millsaps. Okay. People said, was there an issue between those guys? Uh, yeah. No, like I said earlier, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. this, you're, you're lining everything up. There's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, but I really believe that Monster isn't really too worried about the rider aspect that they are is of the brand itself. Did Dave Gowan give Hot Lap the green, the green light to go, <laughs> do you think? Was Dave the one that said, hey, that's a really good show. You guys should keep doing that? No, because Dave Gowan isn't in that charge of that. That wouldn't have been anything to do with no. that. Okay. Uh, Mitch Covington is the guy that's okay. calling the shots. Okay. All right, but I don't. And Mitch hasn't had any vision accidents in the little while. You keep while, saying but. that, but you know, there's a there's a demographic for that. You know what I mean? No, I know because I'm not. You it. don't like no, it. I know I'm no. not it. But you didn't like the you don't like the Dirt Shark videos. Yeah, is, you know? is that Thomas Covington's dad? Correct. Yes. Okay. Hence Thomas uh, Covington being on the Monster Kawasaki team over in Europe. So. Um, all right, thanks, Luke. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for your input. All right, thank you. Hey, uh, 
Pulp of Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Alex Martin, Kyle Regal, Lars Lindstrom, all have been on the show. Kenny Watson in now. Uh, get it on iTunes. Get it on uh, the Pulp of Mech's app. Just and, get it. It doesn't matter. Pulp of Mech's.com. So, it's out there. Christophe Purcell, we touched on him a little Are bit. we calling JT back? No. Why not? Uh, he, said he, wants, he said he has to go. Christophe Purcell. Here's the quote from uh, Robert Jonas, Husqvarna's head of motorsport. Christoph is known as a very talented rider who requires specific treatment, but I believe our team will be qualified to provide what's needed of him to make what's needed to make him feel home on the team and well on the bike. Christoph is known as a very talented rider who requires specific treatment. <laughs> Could you have said any more that he's difficult to deal with? <laughs> have you ever seen a press release come out with a? With like that somebody like they're not saying like oh my god we're so excited that's from Husky right? that's from Husky hmm. <laughs> I thought that was gnarly hey I you know first and foremost I give big props to Husqvarna for what they're doing and I think they're revamping a whole you know new you know not a new brand but yeah I mean bringing back yeah. an old an old brand and, and right doing... now they're KTM's but they're supposed to be fairly different in the near future. I heard next year they're going to be the the bike that Dungey's on now. Oh, okay, all right. But you know, I for Christoph, you know, there's no doubt that he has that talent. And people always say Josh Hansen has nine lives. If Josh Hansen has nine lives, Christoph Purcell has eighteen. Because I've never seen or heard of a rider that goes away and then just comes back. And just gets a ride like this, repeat every time and time and time again. Well, not that many times, but yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Well, Motor Concepts and Valley and Husqvarna and Husqvarna and KT or Kawasaki in Europe. Yeah. Well, but um, you know, I mean, how many rides has the guys had in the last five years? I mean, six different teams in five years. Um, yeah, I have to go through it, but. You go through Pro Circuit, you go to Kawasaki in Europe, you come back here, you go to Moto Concepts, you go, you know, so on and so forth. There's five or six. Right. Valley. I mean, and no disrespect to Christoph. He's an Did awesome... you talk to the Valley guys at the end of last year? No. Oh, it was bad. No. They didn't like him. He didn't like them. They didn't like him. He doesn't like me. So I... Why, what happened? Uh, didn't give him a ride. <laughs> Wanted millions of dollars. And... So that's why he doesn't like you, though, you think? Well, he's saying that I didn't... Uh, email him back or call him back. Go figure. Mm-hmm. But when someone says they want a million dollars to... That wasn't the number, though. That was the number. He wanted one million dollars to race. He said it was a highly dangerous sport and he would never ride... Um, mm-hmm. He would never race unless he got paid what he wanted and the risk or reward was too high. And I respect that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He should right. make a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, all those guys should get paid what they want and I wasn't pissed or mad or whatever. I mean, first of all, we were a Kawasaki-supported team with OEM parts and, you know. How, how does he do? I, well, first of all, I think he's getting a late jump. Like, he hasn't been training and riding. I don't, I mean, I haven't heard. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, you're coming in when in three weeks you have a national caliber series starting and you are just starting to ride? Yeah, unless he's been riding, which who knows, but yeah, whatever. And we all know, yeah. you know, strong first moto, shitty second moto type of guy. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I think at that level of a rider, those guys could go out and ride 30 minutes, no problem. 
Yeah, yeah. At what yeah. speed? And he he definitely at a lot of races last year struggled in the second motos and in, in, in late motos fitness wise. Do you see him? Not all of them, but do you see him pulling a moto concept if his bike and it's not working right or he's not comfortable? You see him just making a no because right he, he needs off? he needs rides. He needs a job. You know, he needs money. That kind of stuff. That's a different story. Like, like he's not going to do that now. I don't think. Two, that was two races. Yeah. And these guys are better than Moto Concepts too. With all oh. due respect to Moto Concepts, this is a better team than that. You know? I I, so, I agree. I mean, like I said. By the way, I, where's Michael Lessie been? What's who? he, Michael Lessie? Forgot about that guy. What's he doing? Is he racing outdoors at all for anybody? Wait for the press release. I heard there's one coming. Big press conference coming up. Are you being serious? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Big press conference. <laughs> Um, but Purcell, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I would love to see him do good. Like I, I, I'm a fan of the underdog, and I, I, I mean, he can hate me or dislike me. He's been around, and I've been around him, and the guy won't say two words to me and talk to everyone around us. That's fine. I want to see. I don't want to see him do bad. I, I, you know, more people. Yeah, I mean, I think you're like me. You're just an interested spectator, one way or another. You know yeah. what I mean? Like whether it goes good or bad or whatever. Uh, Carlos, you there? Hey, what's up, Mathis? What's up? I would just like to point out, like, I'm a fan of the guy. And I think that a lot of people will bring up a lot of the negatives surrounding him, which there are. But you can't deny that the guy has won races every season of his professional career. And who can even say they can win a race? True. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no it's, a, it's a small group. No, no doubt about it. I mean. Well, I, I'll take it back. He didn't win at Moto Concepts. Yeah, they went on to one GPs, and I mean, we're seeing how good those guys are. Yeah, true. I mean, he did something that Villapoto couldn't do, correct? No, I mean, Villapoto won a race. I'm just saying, you know, he's a great caliber rider, regardless of, you know. I mean, he's never going to win a championship, don't get me wrong, but anyone who can win races deserves to be on a factory bike, and I'm excited to see it. Well, yes, I don't know if he can win in the 450 class. I mean, last summer we talked about him riding 250s, and we all thought he could win, and he won one race. I'm not so sure. I mean, would you, Carlos, would you stamp it that he's going to win a 450 National? Oh, no, no. No, that's what I mean. This, I, this is a different deal. I, yeah, I was a little <laughs> disappointed by last year, but, I mean, I, I thought just by watching him ride practice and watching him in the race that he looked like a guy who was a little – he looked like a guy who had a race in a little while. He looked a little tentative the, out there. The problem is, is, and maybe it's his injury or whatever, his fitness isn't there. And you know he wouldn't he wouldn't go out in practice to hammer he doesn't hammer down in practice he goes out and sets the fast lap waits pulls chills he literally does two fast laps in practice and they're usually good enough to get him on the top of the board in the 250 class and then but but then when 30 minutes plus two comes around he doesn't have it he did the same thing in Supercross back in the day I mean I remember no, like but it was he, yesterday yeah, he but would he was, sit there he's he's better at that I think yeah outdoors yeah. He would sit there at Supercross and be on – if he was on top of the board, he wouldn't even ride laps. He would sit in the mechanics area, and if, if Stroop or one of those other guys beat him, he would go out there and smoke their time. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And I know what you're saying. Like, I, I, I admit, like, when I, when I watch him ride, I'm like, man, it looks like he's not even trying. It looks like he's out of shape. But the, the stopwatch don't lie. He'll be up there, and then all of a sudden his times will drop. And he just gets tired, it looks like. And he, I he think so, just, too. looks like he just – I don't want to say give up because I think he, he'll fight for position. But he won't – like if someone comes in like late in the moto, if someone rub, th- gives him a tire, shows him oh, a wheel, no, yeah, no. He's, he's moving over. He, he's got he, – maybe because of his accident, maybe whatever. 
Yeah, you can intimidate him. You can if you get rough with him, he's he doesn't want any part of that. I don't. I don't know if it's fitness though. Sometimes, like I, I, I think that this is very specific to him. I think that he, I think that he's like he's scared. Like you know, when he says he's not happy with his bike, I think truly he means he's not happy with his bike, and that's. But that's also a problem with him. That's something that's a negative. He, he's hard to please, and he's, you know, if he's not happy, he he loses it. Eventually. Yeah, but uh, I, 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 I'm totally with you. But at what point does he look in the mirror and go, just ride the bike? It's me. He's been on Yamaha. He's been on Kawasaki. Yeah. He hated the KTM. Yeah. He didn't like the GP guys. And the bike that he I mean, didn't like was a really good no, motorcycle. Oh. I think, yeah. No, the I Yamaha agree. won the championship. I mean, Dino Dan at Yamaha worked his balls off on that thing, you know? I know. No, it was a great motor. I don't think he was pissed about the motor, but I mean, obviously, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I think he's good, and we, we kind of say he wasn't like great last year. He's still like a top five guy on the podium. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I got news for you, man, and 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 I'm not taking anything away from him, but last year a lot of people don't really realize we got away with, we got lucky last year. We didn't have one race where it was totally, totally hot and humid. Not one race. Uh, not one race. Had one. No, not one. No. Where it was just like, right. oh, my God, like Bud's Creek two years ago. Right. Where, you know, there, wasn't, there hasn't been really hot races, and I think that's where the guy struggles most than anything is when it's hot. So if you put him on a motorcycle in the 450 class when it's hot, humid, rough, and it's just one of those deals where, where it's a man's track and you got to nut up, I think that's where he's going to struggle more than anything. Yeah, we'll see. I hope he does well. I think he's good. I think he's kind of interesting. Oh, he's definitely interesting. He throws a he throws an interesting wrench into it. Last summer, when he would wait till the last lap to to to, to smash the record and grab another Oakley bomb, it was it was interesting. I just I know these guys on these teams that have worked with him. You know what I mean? And dude, three four races in, they are just over him. They're over him. And it, 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 I go from team to team, and I got friends that worked on the team in Europe that did the motors for him. They're like, dude, this guy is, is impossible. He's impossible. He doesn't communicate well. He doesn't want to talk to people that he believes are underneath him. He's hard to work with. He blames the bike. He switches things that doesn't make any sense. So team and team and team go through this guy, and they go, man, what is up with this guy? So how is this going to be? How is this one going to be with the guys over there? You know? So I don't know. That, part of a problem, I think, is himself. I he, wonder who's going to be his mechanic. Yeah, I don't know. I heard Davalos was racing the outdoors, but now Davalos is maybe he's not. So maybe it's Feeney because Feeney was going to be Davalos' guy. Wow. So that'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens, Carlos. Thanks for calling, man. All right. See you. Thanks. Thanks. Should be interesting to see. Um, okay. Uh, what else? Weston we Pike. What? I was oh. going to say, we got voicemails. No, let's do your we segment. Gibbs. We let's do your segment. BTO Sports. BTO Sports. BTO Sports. Gabby Gibbs. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Code at BTOsports.com. Save yourself big time money uh, when you check out. Proud sponsors of the Brayton and Short team. KTM team, of course, and um, yeah, they got great great prices on everything. Thanks to the BTO Sports guys for being a big part of everything that Pulpamex does. Appreciate it. These are questions submitted to at Pulpamex Show Twitter. Gavin goes through the best of them, uh, picks the ones he wants, and uh, let's go. Let's do it. All right. 
Uh, Tyson Stagall wants to know, would you prefer the tracks not get groomed as much throughout the night like the old days? Would it make the racing better? I don't know. No. What would you guys think about the track this week? Definitely. It was tough. It was gnarly. It was the gnarliest track of the season. Gnarlier than Daytona. Should the tracks be like that? Yes. Okay. Hops, Hopskin, for the Gibbs segment. Why does Crossland team riders have different gear on every weekend? That's their deal. They're sponsored by Motorsport, and they couldn't get a gear deal that they liked. They race what they they race what they sell. So they wear different gear all the time to promote the different brands. I, I don't think they do anymore. I think they wear JT the whole time. Hmm. No, I thought they wore Shift the whole time. No, JT. Now they're on JT the whole time. Yes. Okay, they did wear Shift. They wore Fly. They wore JT. Yeah. They wore the Ride sixty three sixty five stuff. So now they're JT full time. Yeah, they were JT full time okay. halfway through the year. All right. Uh, Austin Murray wants to know what's the difference between Muskins and Dakota Alex's bike. Is Alex just a factory supported bike? Yeah, Alex. Big difference. Big difference. Alex runs the SXX stuff, SXS stuff, uh, which is really good, and uh, it's their line of high performance uh, suspension and motor mods and things like that. Um, so the, the, it's but, like saying uh, the difference between uh, Alex Martin and his brother's GTYR or whatever. Yeah, GYTR. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I mean, okay. it's good, but it's not Marvin's bike. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, this question's from Joel. Kenny can answer this. Uh, Tomac is one of the only big name riders with his contract finishing this season. Does it help or hinder the money uh, for the deal or the deal that gets done? Uh, I think he's in a really unique situation right now. I mean, he's lucky that there's rides available or at least one spot available for him. Um, I, I think, mean, that's done, right? I, I, yeah. I, I thought. I mean, I heard it was. Me too. But I, I, I believe that uh, it's not going to hurt him, put it that way. Um, that caliber rider, I think he's going to find something somewhere, somehow. And if every team was full, some people would be getting fired for no reason at all. <laughs> Boom. Stamp it. All right, this next question is from Snowman. I don't think we know who this is. No. Uh, is Roxon going to beat Dungey in the outdoors? And who will show more speed in the first four rounds? I think Dungey will show more speed the first four rounds, or at least the first few, because I think Kenny's ankle still isn't 100%. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Roxon beat him last year. It was tight. Um, it was going down to the wire until Indiana in the mud when Kenny really had some clutch rides. Did he go 1-1 there or just 2-1? I think don't, he went 1-1 in the mud. Don't know. He rode, he rode tremendous. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this next question is from Scott. Uh, he says, it's so expensive to make a stock 250 motor competitive nowadays. What is the stock horsepower compared to a Geico or PC 250 mo- motor? Also, question for Kenny. What have you innovated lately? You answer the first part. Uh, well, it depends on a dyno. Every dyno is different. Um, I'm thinking there's probably five to six horsepower difference between a stock one and a, and a Geico one, maybe even more. Okay. And what have I wh- What have you innovated lately? What have you done f- what have you done for us lately? I'm raising a beautiful daughter and you're doing a great job. Thank you. Okay. Uh this is questions for everybody from Brad. Uh who would be on your top 3 list of riders who never won a Premier Supercross/Motocross championship? Kevin Windham. Number 1. Tim Ferry. I didn't see that coming. Mm. Travis Pastrana. Travis Pastrana. Good mm. pull. Yeah. Okay. Pastrana was you you look back at Pastrana, some of those old races. Dude. He was phenomenal. 
Did, Phenomenal. Oh, what if he did not get hurt jumping the fence at Casillo Ranch that yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, what really, if? right. Speaking of that, do you hear what's going on in his house tomorrow night or tomorrow? Triple backflip. The dude's trying to do a triple backflip to dirt. Like Pastrana? he's already doing it. No, not Pastrana, no. Sheehan. He's already doing it, but he's doing it into some crazy airbag. And he's ridden out of like it's a huge airbag, and they let a little bit of air out at a time. And he's landing them and riding out of the airbag. But my whole thing is, okay, that's great. He's still hitting an airbag, but three rotations. Picking up speed every time. <laughs> and dropping from the sky like that, I don't care how good the transition is. It's going to be gnarly. I hope the guy pulls it. I worry about this stuff, freestyle. It's getting, you know. It's, I mean, we've already seen a lot of deaths, but it's it's not like, a lot, but yeah. like enough. The thing is, like, I look at stuff like this and I say, okay, I can understand if someone's to say, hey, we're going to pay you ten million dollars if we pull it off. Yeah, but they're not getting ten million dollars. You're going to make a hundred grand from your sponsors, yeah. anyways, if you do it or you don't do it. Right, right. <laughs> hey, all right. Next question. That's just nut job jumping out of an airplane with no parachutes, stuff like that. Mm. All right, the next question is from Randy. He wants to know, should Amber... Randy, mm. whatever Leahy. Randy Hamilton is his name. Sure uh, Should amateurs leaving the 85-slash-super mini class be forced to race a 125 class before going to the 250F class? I think so. Yeah, I mean, there's only two people who make 125s, though. So what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. Start but... making 125s if you're... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a crazy. big like while Wyndham and Emig and everybody said on that show, it's a big jump from a eighty cc to two fifty f. I got a question for you, and I modified that one at that. Yeah, maybe you can answer this one. Sure. Me, and I've been thinking, if you are just an amateur pro at a at the pro level, and you earn your AMA points, not road to Supercross, just AMA pro points, going to you know call it Texas in the Ricky Carmichael Supercross. Mm-hmm. And those amateur races where you get your points, are you eligible to ride the outdoor nationals, or do you need to score enough points to the Ricky Carmichael Road to Supercross to ride the outdoor nationals too? No, Ricky Carmichael thing is is totally separate, I believe. Okay, so what is the rule to ride AMA outdoor nationals? And my question to you I is: I don't know. Right. How 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 does this happen where you have guys coming in? From Europe, like Tonus, that doesn't ride. He didn't ride the AMA Ricky Carmichael Road. To no, Supercross. but there's there's rules for the GP guys too. But why is that? I don't understand that. First of all, they're coming. They figure you're a professional already. Okay, but they've never ridden Supercross. Right. That's what I'm trying to get at. They still figure you're a professional. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, but you're a professional. You have a you have your AMA card, and it says you're a professional. What's the difference? Yeah. I don't Exactly. Okay. Cash cow. This next question is from Brett. He wants to know, I haven't heard much about Dean Wilson lately. When he comes back, where do you guys think he'll fit in? Why are these people, first of all, Moosecan signed a uh, two-year deal with KTM for a 450 class. Yep. And I must have gotten 100 questions about Dean Wilson and what's happening to him and where is he going to go and why is he going to be fired. He's got a two-year deal. Yep. He's riding there next year. Apparently he's getting fired now. No, people are just... Apparently? Just that's what they're saying. People don't understand. Uh, Dean's not coming back this year. So he's got knee, knee surgery and knee rehab, and so he'll be back in 2016. All right. I uh, hope he does well. I like Dino. It's tough, though. Me too. Uh, we kind of sort of talked about it, uh, but James wants to know what happened to Alessi. I don't know, dude. No one knows. Press M- conference. Middle of the desert. Tied up. I have a theory that, you know, Weekend of Bernie's? You ever seen Weekend of Bernie's? Yep. 
I have a theory that he's actually died, but Tony is tying him onto motorcycles and then Instagramming him. Like puppeteering. Yeah, that he's still racing. That 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 That's whole deal my is the biggest mind-boggling deal to me. <laughs> that whole DV said on our show. DV said on our Jesus. show. DV said on our show that good for Mike Genova for taking one point five million dollars and throwing it out the window because that's basically what he's doing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I I I respect Mike for what he's doing and being involved in the sport. But I don't know if that guy has – Mike or Tony has naked pictures of him or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what what's going on Just there. But ditch the crazy man and, and have Mike Alessi on your team and hire some I mean, there's rider. so many guys out there that you could brand and, and get sponsorship dollars and, and do it. I mean, if he, would, if he would have fired him or not fired him, not rehired him this year and hired Nick Way, he could have raised half a million dollars in the industry to have a guy like that. It's, I mean, it's just I, – I don't get it. I don't get it, I and don't. maybe I don't need to get it. And, you know, he's an innovator himself. And he's Can you a, imagine, though, being so loaded like Genova is that you don't care? Yeah. You don't care because obviously he doesn't care because yeah, he, he has no money from outside sponsors. Yeah, he, and it seems So he like, doesn't care. But when you, That's talk how to rich him, he is. He, when you talk to him, he, you know, he just – you know, he always says how bad everything is and how the sport's terrible and <laughs> – yeah, you know, I I don't know, man. I just I I, I don't know. I, ditch, I I'm gonna keep I, my mouth. I've shut. said it six shows ago. Ditch the crazy man and run a respectable program. Boom. You've been running that flag for a would, while. Would you, if he came to you and off and said, "I'm I'm getting rid of Mike and Tony, or I'm getting rid of Tony. I want to pay you mm, 120 grand watts in a year to run my show." No way. Would you do it? No. You wouldn't leave Hart and say, hey, Hart. No. No, because you're not in racing anymore. You're involved with what you're doing. It's a different deal for you. No. I so I don't know if you miss the racing. I don't, no, I don't miss okay. the racing. Like so that. you're fine. I couldn't. I could never go back. Like, well, yeah, at, but you could tell Hart, listen, I'll come back when this is when This, this is, is what the problem is. I was to the point where, you know, Carrie was too. We were both to the point where we did it for a while. You know, we did it for six years. And we were going to the races, and we were, you know, getting eighth place every weekend. And it's it gets old, man. It's just like knowing you don't even have a chance to win, not even the chance. And the, you know, the closest you come to the podium is when you walk by it. You know, when people are celebrating. I mean, it's to the point where you just got to go, man. I, I don't get it. And the exposure that you're going to get, and the, you know, without. Having that top tier rider and those good sponsors, it's but it's, okay. You say that, and I get you. I know what you're saying because I was a mechanic with, a, you know, I didn't have many chances to win, week in and week out, and over 11 years of working for guys. But don't mo money, mo problems. Yeah, for sure. You have million dollar rider for millions of dollar sponsors. 100. <laughs> percent But I'll tell you what, when you win, yeah, yeah, all that goes away. Okay, all right, so. All right, next question. This is the last question. Uh, it's from Nate. It's a great question. Uh, if you could pick Does a- that mean your name's Nate and you submitted this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you could make a team and you had two slots open, what brand are you riding on and what two riders of today are you picking up? I'm going to ride Factory Honda because they're still badass. Yep. There's probably still the most badass bikes in the pits. Yep. And I'm going to hire Kenny Roxon. Because he's young, fast, worldwide appeal, 
can sell product. I think Kenny Rockson is one of the few guys that can sell product. Very sociable. And I'm going to hire probably Stu. I was just going to say. He's ripped. Mm. He's a little weird. That's all you need to say. Just say ripped. He's probably a little weird to deal with, but he's a big name in the sport. But some baggage there, too. But Your truck will be flooded with fans. Kenny? Uh, He's I already would, doing I would it. Have to, I would have to agree with you. Honda, with Roxon and Stu? No, I wouldn't say Honda. I would say all those. I, I wouldn't even say a manufacturer because they're all good. Every one of them is good. They are, yeah. Every one of them is But good. I still think factory Honda is something special. It's You know what's crazy? Like, you know, it's everybody's dicey. dream is to ride for factory Honda. And I would say this year, more than any year, Honda is stepping it up tremendously well you and i both know guys that have been there that weren't that pumped on it yeah i mean but but just i mean their 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 craftsmanship their workmanship the parts they have true you know it's true True. so but you know what i think you know that's honda is a step above on that kind of stuff because i think a lot of the uh, all the other oems especially here in america have taken a step back with the production rule but if you see those bikes in, in Japan and Europe, the factory Suzuki's are pretty badass. They are, yeah. The factory Cowies are pretty badass. Yeah. The factory Yamaha's yeah, they in are. Japan, KTM they're all badass. Yeah. Honda, you know, puts those little trinkets here and there, and they put the extra mile in sometimes. But I, I, I could not say a brand, but I, for those two riders, right. and you know what, I hate to say it, but Suzuki has those two riders mm. right now. So your dream team is filled. Mm. Yeah, I would also try to find a way to send Timmy back to the future when he raced. Mm. And I would hire him. One win a year, one moto a year at Bud's Creek. Hold on. Choose your sound drop. F you, dude. Hey. All right, that's been the BTOsports.com Gabby Gibbs segment. We got one last question. Gabby Gibbs, 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 Gibbs. We just got one in. Chris wants to know what are your guys' top five in the 450 outdoors. No, that's dumb. Who knows? Too many injuries and stuff. Uh, all right, let's take a third and final commercial break of the night. Paul Mech Show, then by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Top, let me give you my top five. There we go. Johnny. Ben Riddle, Charlie Bogard, <laughs> Johnny Marley, K- Casey Lytle, Move. Johnny Marley, Sean Perolio, Perolio sixth. <laughs> Fuck the... you and your show. All right, Atlas. we'll be right back, folks. Uh, third and final commercial break of the night. The great Kenny Watson in studio. Charlie Bogard, dude. Don't forget that name. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex.
Purple MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOsports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually... Safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike. $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, 
Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Heist mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brayton. I work for Justin Marshall. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like better on Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Anders Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. For almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, 
ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops motor ignition coil is race proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops motor coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Hope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email roger at vortexracing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call them at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Welcome back, everybody. Pumper Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. The great Kenny Watson in studio. We are wrapping it up, as he says. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Hot cams, uh, a pair of hot cams, or one hot cam if you ride a uh, Honda, and a shim kit. Contest at PumpaMechShow.com. That's all you got to do. We'll pick a random emailer. I got to switch my headphones. Hold on. You got the wrong headphones on, idiot. Just I like the cord on my left. Hey, you guys, we've been doing this show for four hours and 20 minutes. Tw- yeah. 21 minutes now. Yeah. So, 421. So, where are you getting at? It's almost time for 420. It's past 420, bro. Soon enough. Okay. All right, where are we at here? Bullshit. Hey, what's up, Tony? Where you been, buddy? What we were the just, hell happened? We were just talking about you. Where have you been? I tell you. That guy's going down. The, the over-under that Mike Alessi shows up at the first couple races. Uh, Fuck it. Over-under. Over-under. Well, I mean, what... 
What do you mean over under over under what though? Like that is no, that's not an over under thing. Comment the percentage. So. There's a drug ring inside of MX Sports. That's why he won't show up. It's a drug ring. Millsaps proves it. So Tony was right. Tony was right. James and uh, Millsaps <laughs> right drug all ring. along. Yeah, all along. Who knew? I was just. Actually... He's like a modern day. Um, what's the guy? Why am I asking you? No offense. I don't know. Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Why didn't you ask me? I should have. I know everything. I should have asked you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think with Mike on the line, it makes in racing with Mike and Purcell and Kenny Roxon and Dungey and Colsili and he needs to be there. He needs to be. He, there. he won't. So what do you mean he won't? Where else is he going to go? Back Dude, to Canada. Canada. I heard he's pre-entered for the French GP. When is that? I don't know. Sometime. I don't know if that's true. It's just something I heard. I, but Tony, I mean, is it true, Tony? You're out of your mind, dude. Yeah, okay. All right. So, um, hey, uh, Weston Pike, you had him last summer on the team as a fill-in. Did pretty well for you guys. He got fifth overall, I think. Fill-in. No, he wasn't a fill-in. He was a, he was a, well, a rider. Okay, he whatever. Fill in. He filled in. He rode the, yeah, he he fired rode the, Hill. He rode the whole series for he, us. Yeah, but you, he filled in for the whole series. You fired hey, Hill. Hey, speaking of that, I was – I was uh, I was on a flight home with uh, with uh, him and his pops, and, uh, and you they were they were they were telling me a story how um, that team that we were just talking about, Michael Essie's team, were offering the farm to him and saying how much better they were than he. They were mind boggled how he went to our team over their team. Could not believe it. Like biggest mistake you guys have ever made. <laughs> Are you surprised at how he's doing in Supercross this year? He's won two heat races. He got a third place. No, I'm not. I, I it's knew pretty that. amazing, though, huh? Yeah, I'm. Yeah. It's it's. I I'm amazed from this. I I was talking to him about this. I remember in 2009 in Indianapolis. I didn't even know who the guy was. Right. And I was walking, and he was in the tunnel, and he was big, dude. Like he yeah. he probably weighed about 260. I ain't crapping you. And, dude, I watched him go to the gate, and he had his pants unbuttoned. And, dude, he sucked it in and buttoned his pants when the 30-second card was going up. (laughs) And I watched the guy the whole race, and there was a jump-on, jump-off rhythm section, like table to table. Yeah. Dude, and he would never do it. He would jump over the table. He would, like, downside the table. I remember that track. And he would not do it. The guy and I'm just like, wow, what's what's this guy doing? And then I always used to – I don't know if you know this – but in 2011, we gave him a Kawasaki. Yeah, I we, did. Yeah, that's right. We gave yeah. him a bike. And, dude, that guy would come to our shop weekly and need clutches. I need a clutch. I need a clutch. And we're like, dude, how do you go through so many clutches? And it was just the way he rode the bike. He was always clutching it. Yeah. And I think he just really dedicated himself, trained, got really fit. And you know what? It's a He's not scared. He's not scared. No, and He's it's not, one of those yeah. deals like – he says, "I put my boot. I put. I could put my, you know, boots on like everybody else. There's no reason why mm-hmm. I can't be just as good as these guys." Staying on the JGR team, how worried are you on a scale of one to ten about Justin Barsha right now? If uh, you're Corey Gibbs, I've never really thought about it. Um, for for JGR's sake, crashing, I hope hurt, I but... hope I hope to God that they figure it out, and I would like to see him start doing better because another guy. That doesn't work out and starts blaming everything, the bike, the team, and all that is not going to do any them any good. Yeah, if they swung for the fences again with Barsha, like they did with James. Swing, bada, bada, bada. Let's hope it works out. 
Osho's classier than to tell people what's going on, and I talked to Johnny about it a little bit, and Johnny's a good dude, you know, and you talked to him, obviously, about working with Jeremy. But that wasn't a good split, no matter how they frame it. They'll, they'll both maybe tell everybody in public that it was fine, that it wasn't working out, and that, that, that's true. But that's not good. No. That's I... not good. Either Johnny was over Justin, Justin's over, but however, whatever happened, it's not good. Yeah, you know, it's weird because I don't know Justin's side of it. I talked to Johnny, you know, a little bit, but didn't really go into detail. But it's funny because Justin, I think, has a pretty good work ethic. He worked with Stanton, and I don't think Stanton is that kind of guy that's going to waste his time no. unless he saw something there. I agree. I, th- I think Justin's probably a hard worker, but... I think maybe he got away from Jeff a little bit and was on his own, and then Johnny came in. I don't think he's afraid of hard work. I just think that maybe he had more people in his ear telling him, and there's too much outside interference going on. Because that's what I noticed, even with, you know, with, with Roxanne. For instance, there's so many different people oh, around him dude, telling him these guys. what you need to do, what you don't need to do. It's we're not we're not trying to you know go to the moon. We're not trying to invent. Dude, a, a it's spaceship. worse. It's worse than ever. It's, it's worse it's than it ever was. Bike. Carmichael didn't have that many people. Oh, that's had, one thing. Know, like I've, two, three people. I learned about a long time ago, being Ricky's friend for a, quite a while. He always surrounded himself with a small core group of people. And it was very, very, very difficult to get into that niche. But I also think, and I don't know Ricky that well. We're not on the greatest of terms. I think Ricky trusted his teams, the people he worked with. He did. But they proved to him what they can do. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? He gave them again, that too, opportunity. That, he might have been the best guy in the world at riding a bike that didn't it look didn't really work. good. Yeah. I mean, look at that Honda for a couple <laughs> right, of years. That right. thing was terrible. But, but he, he might is, be the king of riding a bike that, you know. But I think that's one thing that he never used as an excuse right. as the motorcycle. Dude, you look at a guy like Kenny. He's got his dad back in the picture. He's got an, an agent, Astafan, in his ear. Uh, probably Beaker was in his ear. Maybe he is in his – I mean, these guys aren't bike setup guys, but these are people pulling him in all these directions. You know what I mean? Um, his mechanic, you know, he's with Kelly. He's been with Kelly for a long time. Um, and they're all like that nowadays. They all have that. I mean, Tomac has his practice bike guy at every race. Uh, he's an engineer, Ricky. He knows what he's doing with suspension. He's telling him stuff. Dan Bentley's telling him stuff. Brian, his mechanic's telling him stuff. You know, John Tomac, the dad, is a huge factor in that. The mom's in there all the time. I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm saying what these guys have around them nowadays is pretty intense compared to what it used to be. You look at a guy like Chad Reed, that's just him. Yeah. He, he's he's pulling the strings. I wouldn't say just Chad. I think he has Burner there because he trusts Burner. Okay, yeah. Burner's in his tight knit circle, right? And that's a perfect example. I think those days are done, where those guys have that because I think at a young age, these guys have all these people around them. Yeah, and they 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 don't cut the the cord. They let they let them hang on. Right. And I think that's the Achilles heel of a lot of people. I I'm, think that's I'm, a big, big problem in our sport. I'm working on a story about parents for a racer X and, and I've been getting some quotes from guys, Mitch Payton, Dan Bentley, these guys and What about Kenny Watson? I should talk to you about it. You um you should, but you know it's a, a perfect example who is kind of the how do you say it? Um what's the, what's that phrase? Off the off the block, the old block. What's it called? Chip off the old block. There you go. Chip off the old block is is um, Martin. Yeah, both the Martin brothers. Yeah, they don't like. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Jeremy 
lives in Tallahassee, has an apartment, lives there by himself, has a girlfriend, has a practice bike mechanic, and trains at the farm with... with well, now he's got Osho, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Keeps it tight. That's it. Right. That's it. He goes to the gym. He comes home. He trains. He goes riding. He does what he has to do. And he doesn't have any of that outside interference at the races. He doesn't have his if his dad's he had yeah. a perfect example. His dad's an ex racer. His dad owns a track. Yeah. His dad knows everything about racing. Yeah. His dad's not involved in his racing. No. His no. dad's like here to support him. I'm your dad. Good luck. Go do right. your best. I'm sure his dad could be in there going, Oh, your bike didn't look good or whatever. These Bosha's got a lot of people surrounding him. Dude. A lot of people. Oh, dude. You talk to people that work with Justin or have worked with him and they're like, Yeah, he has I mean, I'm just... I, a I, lot of people weighing in. Kenny has a lot of people weighing in. I mean, they all do. You're 100% correct. Yeah. You're 100% correct. And I, I can speak, you know, from what I see at the races, and I do see that. I mean, I don't know Barsha that well. I don't know his program. I don't know anything. But when I... I went by there after Houston. He had, you know, his lawyer, his manager, who is, who is his manager, Lance, great guy. His mom, his dad, you know, Dr. No, no, Feelgood Navarro, you know, mm-hmm. his mechanic, all these other people. I just think there's just way too much information going in, into someone's head. Well, and so this guy could say this, you know, the sky's blue, the sky's red, the sky's, you know what I mean? And none of these people want to piss the, the golden child rider off. They don't want to do that. No. And that's one. So good then thing. now it's the team versus these people. The team wants nothing. But the best for the rider because it makes them look good. That's I, all the team wants. I agree. I think every team. But then again, I'm coming from a mechanic. You're coming from, you know, we're on the team side in this. I, I agree. I, I, it's, it's a tough, tough call. I mean, a lot of these people, you know, they want their parents involved. Uh, and, and I don't think that their parents shouldn't be involved. Yeah. I think I your mean, parents they, need to be your parents and support them. I mean, in any other sport, you don't see the parents standing on the sidelines telling them, hey, you, you know, you didn't do this right, or, you know, a hockey game, you don't see your parents no, sitting behind them. No, but that's different. I've heard from people in NASCAR and IndyCar, the parents are just just as gnarly on the motorsport side of things. I, I'm the NASCAR a, guys, the dads are on the team shirts. They're spotters. They're on the radio. There's a, there's a couple of them. There is a couple of them. Okay. There is a couple I thought of there was us. more than a couple. No, there's but, a couple yeah. of them. But at, mean, the end of the day, but at the end of the day... That's why I don't get it. Like, on our team, I can understand, you know, that it's kind of a touchy situation. But, like, at JGR, they have a NASCAR, a cup team. And you're telling me that when you have a cup team that you're going to say, hey, your driver's telling you, hey, you know what, don't do a press release because I don't want this to happen. If yeah, yeah, a NASCAR right. driver isn't telling the team not no, to do a yeah, press release. Yeah. And I'm not saying someone did that or didn't do that, yeah. but I'm just using that for an example. NASCAR drivers aren't calling the shots. They're not saying, hey, yeah. it's the crew chief, it's the engineers saying, Team hey, owner, this, is, I mean, yeah. this is what's going to make your car better. You either trust us or you don't trust us. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It, it is what it is at the end of the day. It's pretty gnarly in our sport right now. I've been getting some quotes, but talking to some people on and off the records. Maybe worse than it's ever been for many people. It is. And, and it's, it's, it's hard, too, because I, I, I think – you know, just from an outsider looking, I think a lot of the parents are taking it really personal if if the kids are going, hey, I want to do my own thing. Just be my dad. Yeah, be yeah, my mom. Right. Just be there as my parent, not as anything they more. They have trouble, yeah. I have these guys over here that, you know what I mean, are taking care of me now. 
we're not at we're not at Loretta Lynn's no more. We're here at the well, race. The thing that I always go back to is like these people that think that they know better than the teams, the dads, the the man friends, the agents. They for one, they don't know better than the team, and for two, why would the team do anything but its very very best to make you happy and make you fast? That's true. I, they have no reason to not. They, they want. To, they want to keep their jobs. They want to look good. They want to I, win I, races. I, it's it's a catch twenty two because I think that the parents are doing what they you know what they think is the right thing for their kid. You know what I mean? If it's you know wrong or right, they want what's best for their kid, and they're like, okay, I need to do this, and I think it's the right thing for my kid. Yeah. And the team could stand there and say, no, we got this, and. The team might be wrong or the, the parent might be wrong. But at the end of the day, you know, I think it's you're employed. And you can't look at it as a, yeah. a motorcycle racer or a, a car driver or the guy that works at home, that, at home Depot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're, right. you're, yeah. you're employed by you have a manager at Home Depot. Right. Okay? Your dad or mom is not there telling you how to stock the shelf. Oh, hey, you need to put the product that's older in the front. You're not, they're not there telling you to do that because if they got you the job when you were 16 and your dad worked at Home Depot and he knew that job, he's not going to come telling you how to do your job. How many – you mentioned it with Millsaps earlier, and he's not the only one. How many of these guys miss dealer signings or miss things that are in their contracts for obligations to sign up for fans or whatever, and they miss them, and nothing happens? It happens quite a bit. <laughs> Nothing. You sign a contract. You say, "Pay me this amount. I will do this," and then you get paid this amount, and you don't do this. And the teams go, "Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't understand it." Yeah. Well, if I miss Pulp Mech shows, people aren't going to send me checks. You know. Yeah. It's it's. Anyways, it's, all right. It's tough, and you know what? I I understand both sides of it. I really do. Well, I mean, you've been there. I mean. And 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 like I said, I think it's something that the 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 parents want the best for their kid. And none of these people, the parents, the doctors, and I'm using that term loosely, the agents, the man friends, the gear guys, none of them want to tell the rider no. No, you're right. Nobody tells the rider no. No. It takes a real special individual to to and, to, to and, be stay grounded. And and it's funny too because I know there's been I mean, I literally saw it. Sorry to interrupt you again. I literally saw it with Chad. I was on the team. Well, we were close to the Yamaha Troy when he came over for, when he was nobody. Then he won the title. Then he won races. Then he got more money. He got more man friends. He got bigger ego. He ran the team. He acted like a dick. He missed appearances. He, did what, he wore whatever he wanted at the races. Then he got older, came down, lost Cowie Ride, had to build his own team. And now he's like normal. As normal as he could be. <laughs> Well, well, this is this is. I saw the whole cycle. Yeah, this is this is my input on it. I personally think that there there needs to be, you know, like for instance, on our team we have Ricky Carmichael, and that guy has been around. He's seen the man friends. He's seen that, and you know what? His group was so tight that he really didn't have those Klingon guys. But there's so many guys out there that have these entourages with these guys. But when your racing career is over and you're not that guy in the limelight anymore, a perfect example is Ivan Tedesco. He had people, his phone wouldn't stop ringing. He had people just blowing him left and right. Well, when it's over, it's over. 
where do they all go? <laughs> yeah, no, they're you gone. You know, they're dude. they're done. They're they're gone. They're on to the next. They're on next to the next meal. They don't care about you. No, you know what I mean. Oh. And I think what the deal is with the parents. Their parents are saying the same exact thing. We're here for you regardless. We're here if you win. If you don't race, we're still here for you. And that is awesome because that's the way it should be. But right. when you're in the situation, when you're on a team and the team is solid, I can understand the dad being there if you're riding under the, you know, the, the privateer tent and you yeah. don't know what's going on. Okay, that's great. Yeah. But when you're at this factory level, when you've got engineers and people that have been doing it for 30 years, and you have OEMs behind you, and you've got all these Japanese people. Who and just want develop, the best for you. Who just want the best for you. They're not going to do anything to harm you. Yeah. And you have to believe in this program. Because you believed in it to come here for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And you believed in it when things were on great, you know, when you were on top and you were doing great, you yeah. know. But when things start going down, it's always the problem. Well, the rider, when things aren't going, working out well, they're not looking in the mirror because the people around them aren't telling them to look in the mirror. They're blaming other people because, you know, the blame pie comes out and the fingers get pointed. And so the people around them are like, dude, you're not getting a start. Your bike is terrible. I can see it. It's terrible. Mom, dad, bike terrible. Uh, Their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. Until eventually... The rider runs out of, out of teams because it's everybody else's fault. Until they look in the mirror and go, I need to just shut up and ride. I need to just worry about my fitness. That's when you go back and talk about Chad. I think that's what happened with Chad. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, you know? I think Chad was to that point where the Cowie sucked. Yeah, you know, that was Parts cool. Unlimited sucked. Cowie sucked. And I think it's yeah. it's everybody. You know, and sucked. I'm not talking about one guy in particular because I think it's out there. There's, oh yeah, and I think we're, I, I, I'm not either. I think we're covering. A, I, I mean, th- you're talking about probably. You know, you know, a perfect example, and, and I think this guy did it right, and it, it showed that he, you know, could go out and do it and trust his team and did it. The perfect example is Ryan Dungey. Mm-hmm. Ryan Dungey had his dad as his practice bike mechanic. His dad went to the races with him every weekend. His dad was that guy. Well, Ryan got to this point where he needed to be his own person, his own man, and wanted to do it on his own. How do you think he felt when he had to say, Dad, you know what? I don't need you as my practice bike mechanic no more. Why don't you go back to Minnesota and go back to work? That crushed that man. That oh, crushed, did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Devastated him. But you know what? He had enough respect for his son. Say, okay, son. Right. You know what? That's I'm what still going to come to the races. I'm going to support you as your father, and I'm going to be there as your dad. And that's what he did. They probably have a better relationship than ever now. And they do. Yeah. And what happened? The guys had the best... Awesome last this year. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. He he distanced himself. He got a good Ryan Dungey doesn't have an entourage. He does not yeah, have an no, entourage. No, I don't really know if he does. He does yeah, not have an entourage. So. Right. He does not. He has his wife. He's been on the show, Pulp Show twice. So what I'm trying to get at is there. You know, it's it's a tough tough deal. But RV kept it tight too. The dad was on the outs for a while. The dad was out. Outs and in, but it was him and his wife, really. Yeah, but that's another perfect example. Mm-hmm. He had to say, "Dad," and these and these parents take it and put a guilt trip on their kid. Like, you know what? F you, man. I got you to this point. <laughs> right. Well, no one made you take your kid racing. You guys did it as a family because yeah. that's what you love to do, and you had this dream just like your son. So you got him to that level, and now he's to the level where he's going to go on and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean, hey, you know what? 
because you're at this level and you're making millions of dollars that you're going to pay me some money for getting you there. Yeah. That's which has happened. Oh, it has happened <laughs> over and over. Right. You know, I would. I mean, I mean, I hate bringing Ivan's name back up to it, but Ivan's dad was just you know middle class working guy, worked his butt off with two boys that raced, took him to all the races, let Ivan let Ivan go do his own thing when he was sixteen. Right. And Ivan did it all on his own. Okay. His dad would show up to the races as his dad. Right. And win, lose, or hit the snow fence. Good job, son. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's... His what... dad was there when he opened the car and Coors Light cans. His dad wasn't there then. <laughs> your first your first meeting, right, with him? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, voicemail is 702 Sorry for ranting on about this, but I think it's a really uh, I mean, touchy subject. I agree with you. And I feel like... Like, I feel like as a media guy, like, again, you and I have our differences of opinion on how I cover my do the job and how, what I, how I cover it. I just, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I'm looking at these guys and I'm just like, dude, I've seen you before back in, you know, the early 2000s or I know how this goes. I know how this game works and I know what's, I know what's going on and let me just write my opinion or whatever. And these guys had all fucking been out of shape at me and I'm like, sorry, I'm not here to kiss your ass. Like everyone around you. Literally, yeah. everyone around you kisses your ass, including media, all the media, and I'm just writing some good, some bad. Like, if you kill it, I'm going to write you kill it, and you rode great. If you ride bad or whatever, I'm going to be like, holy crap, like, it's not going well. Yeah. And people get bent out of shape because they're not used to that stuff. Yeah, I think it's hard for What if a you're lot. A-Rod? What if you're A-Rod? Like, every day you, you, you open up a newspaper, and it's like A-Roid, and yeah, he's yeah. killing it this year, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, so. I, 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 you know, I feel for a lot of these guys because I know... You know, a lot of these guys are young. You know, these kids are like 25 and younger, and their parents are in their lives. And, you know, I, I really think that these parents need to kind of take a step back and love their kid as their parent, not as their whatever you want to call them. Meal ticket, whatever. What, yeah. Whatever. I'm not yeah. saying they're, they're yeah, their yeah. meal ticket. But at some time or another, I think a lot of them, there's not you, – you can't even count how many times it's worked. I mean, you had a LaRocco. Right, right, right. You had a LaRocco that was his mechanic that didn't work. You had yeah, Raynard, yeah. his dad, was right. the mechanic that didn't work. You have all these guys that try to just <laughs> yeah. stay with their kids. Like, but you know what? Can you name any that worked? No. Is Tony and Mike working? No. 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 I think Mike was... Let's go. Uh, 702-586-7857. Here's the best of the week. Uh, let's do it, Gibbs. Gavin. Hey, Steve. How is the Ricky Carmichael road to Supercross, the road to Supercross, when they're allowed to just qualify and timed qualifying, gain their point to ride the Supercross, they pack up, leave without riding the qualifiers or the arena cross, and they still give them their point. Now, points aren't awarded in the National Motocross or the Supercross series unless you earn them. Earning him to me is not riding in a timed qualifying session and then packing up and going home. You're not learning anything that way. How is that the road to Supercross? Maybe we can talk about that next uh, Monday night on your uh, your show. Uh, I watched some kids really get cheated out of being able to ride the arena cross last week at Tacoma and learned that all these kids, these supposed fast kids, that are all handpicked by the factories aren't riding this arena cross. So I think the road to Supercross needs to be uh, remapped. Thank you. Uh, sounds like, first of all, he doesn't say it. Sure sounds like this, this guy was a dad to one of the kids that didn't make it, right? 
uh, I'd bet a lot of money. But yeah, this is something Wygant told me about. I, I don't follow Arena Cross that closely, but you know that you need the road to recovery or road to recovery. Ricky Carmichael road to, to Supercross, which is, in my opinion, a complete sham and stupid. But anyways, so that's what they're doing. Then if you qualify, you get some points, and then you, they don't even want to race. It's too dangerous or whatever. They don't want to race Arena Cross, so they just qualify, they get their points, and they go home while some dudes aren't making the field because of that. Well, the, it's a way around the system. Well, the. What I understand, I don't know if this is the way it is in Arena Cross, but if you don't go line up, there's dudes down there that are alternates that yeah. fill in. So apparently, Wygant told me that's not that's not how it works. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't sound right. It's it's a sham. It's it's dumb. But uh, I don't know what this guy wants. I mean, I just want yeah. If he wants to get his word out, he did. So um, maybe they he fix did. That. Maybe they should fix it. They should fix it. Yeah, Mathis. Everybody is uh, talking on the show about Sealy and this uh, and this track worker and him hitting the bike, but it seems to me like from where the guy picked up the bike that he was going to hit the bike anyway, whether the guy picked it up or not. So uh, is it really the track worker's fault? Thanks, Mike. Yeah, the guy pushed it right into Sealy. You see, he wasn't right going to hit it. The the dig dug was in the middle. He wasn't going to hit the bike. Yeah. If he would have left the motorcycle right where it was, it was right in the middle of the track. Yeah. And the, the course worker was pointing. Dig Doug. Yeah, inside, outside. Go yeah. either way. Not go down the middle. It wasn't John Gallagher or Kevin Crowler's fault, but, uh, yeah, just another thing that. Uh... Did you make any notes? Just another thing. <laughs> All right. What's up, Mathis? I was the one calling about changing the intro song. I know that there's just some things that we can't seem to let go of and Right now, I can't seem to lose the train of thought that if Spooky married Dustin Pipes on SMK, we'd have Dusty Pipes and Spooky Pipes. Matt, this is, this is Joshua from PA. I uh, thought I was calling the Fly Moto 60 show, but I don't know what's going on. No one's answering, so here's uh, here's my thought. Uh, I could be wearing a tinfoil hat here, but I at least wanted your... Rating maybe on a percentage scale on what you would think. Um, watching RV, watching him over uh, overseas right now. I I uh, I can't help but to think, with the weird way that that series is run, maybe, just maybe, it's uh, that series is more of a of a bought fixed series, and manufacturers have a little bit more say in how things go. A la Jason Wygant's uh, wrestling type uh, situation, but a little more mellower. But um, it's just I find it odd that things are going the way they are. And uh, I'll bet you any amount of money if he would make it back overseas with his American bike to race the um, the MXDN, he waxes them with his American bike. So I just think it's strange. Maybe there's some. Uh, foreign pride on the line and maybe uh, some of the people he's working with even just uh they, they have a chip just on their shoulder that this american's going to come in and maybe some people don't want to see him uh do well and, uh i wouldn't say sabotage but maybe aren't putting their best foot forward with giving him the equipment that he needs because because these races this is an rv you know so uh just give me your thoughts on that you know um i could be totally way out there but I just kind of wanted to I run that by be. you and see what you thought. So have uh, a good one, man. Yeah, uh, you are out there. Tinfoil hat is working well. 
RV's getting beat, and it's that simple, and it's amazing. It's surprising. He did win one GP, though. Let's not uh, say it's a total total disaster. Do you think he's putting in the, the effort that he would if he, he was here? He looks a little heavier than he did when he was here. But who am I to talk about that? Um, I'm looking a little heavier than I was in, when I was a four-time Manitoba champion. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, these guys are tough. They're gnarly over there. Yeah, I think I know uh, there's issues with the team and the bike itself, but you know, I think that yeah, I I think he knew that they were good, but I don't think he thought that they were that this, good. This good. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. All right, Pulp MX Show, first time caller, long time. This you guys were talking about motocross with nation, or not the nation, but the race Glen Helen the other day. The last GP of the year, how none of the American riders will go except RV and Covington. Well, I think that's bullshit. You guys are pussies if they don't go. It's in America. It's at Glen Helen. All the teams are right down the road. I don't want to hear bullshit about cost and time and all this. Our season's over. Go there and represent yourself and kick some of that girl trash and dad. Fuck your home, too. Jeff Stanton would do it. He ain't scared. Kevin Wendell did it. Butts Creek in 02. He wasn't scared. Get these pussies off the couch and go race. Uh, this guy said Kevin Wyndham would do it. Well, does he know Kevin Wyndham turned down the Disney's team for a number of years because he didn't want to go over there? I don't think so. No, he did. Uh, there's no purse money. There's nothing in it. It's the end of the year. I don't blame these guys for not going. I mean, you'll probably do it because Kenny loves GPs, but, you know. I mean, I don't blame any of these guys for not doing it. Yeah, I There's think, no money on the line. I think, Who cares? Who wants to go to Glen Helen on September? I think that we are planning on going to – the team is going to the to Nations. Yeah. Kenny will probably be picked. Max Nagel. Is that this guy? Yeah. German. Yeah. Max. Did you take, you're taking DV? He's going to be the tour guide, I think. That's amazing. He was very excited about that. Yeah. He's very excited. Well, it's going to be in France. Did you do that, or who did that? Yeah, yeah. He talked to me about it, and I talked to Kyle about it. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, we, wanted, we needed to find, you know, they wanted a track to ride, and we just needed someone that knew the area. And you know, I can't wait till he starts telling you about tire pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, I can't, I can't wear Germany stuff. I can't wear German clothes because I'll be in France. I will get killed. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no. He's like, I'll wear RCH stuff. I go, oh, DV, you talk to Kyle. I don't, I'm just he, He's uh, He's going to start yelling at you, tire pressure and levers. Are levers. <laughs> You're going to be like, who brought this guy? They're going to go, Watson did. <laughs> I'm going to be home on my couch. Right, right. Exactly. All right, let's go. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Kate from NorCal, and I just want to say love the show. Um, I'm a fairly new listener. I got turned on to it when, uh, I guess, Wyndham came on a few shows back, and they were talking about the... Uh, Sounds hot issue safety issues and that was just a great conversation um gotta say i love adam seven deuces um the whole the show not last one we won before with um pipes is also great um i was dying uh the lexus yeah (laughs) sorry bro (laughs) that was awesome Uh, i'll say it for you more just text me all right um anyway uh, if she's single if she's Um, single listening definitely if she's single, you'll call her and say dyslexis over and over. Yeah, I get to do it all day. Right. Just whenever you need your daily dose of dyslexis, right. shoot me a call. Dyslexis. Dyslexis. Definitely hooked. Um, I'll be a listener for a long time. 
Uh, thanks again. Have a great day. Bye, guys. You're welcome. Hi, um, Creep Show. Um, yeah, I've yet to find um, Stephen King, but we might be able to order hot dogs, pork, and beef from Schwann's, which makes it non-kosher unless it's done by the rights of why it's not being tortured, which is strange. But people in Canada not very often eat meat, though, which is very strange. They are very strange anyway. That chick is, uh, is nuts. She calls all the time. She has about 10 messages a week. I might call her back one of these times and see what's up. But that's yeah. an example of what she kind of leaves. So I think you need to make a whole montage I think of these. To, I need to call her back on the air sometime. Yeah. She's insane. Okay, get, let's go. Fall back on Lush.com and you'll find out why Skinny Puppy doesn't have very much of a fan club. Go ahead and give it a call. It's Lush.com. Mm-hmm. She said your name, though. I don't know. She I don't, says, she's insane. She's insane. She, no, she you, swears you, and... She, you, you never had a single moto comment nope. come out of her nope. mouth. No idea. Wow. Nope. Uh, it's a... I wrote a number down. It's a 313 area code, which I don't know what that is. Do you know? Anyways, yeah, she's nuts. She leaves these rambling messages. A lot to do with music and Sony. Very upset at Sony and very knowledgeable about punk bands like Skinny Puppy and, um, and Danzig and that kind of stuff. Danzig's not really punk, but... What is it? Danzig's about punk as it gets, bro. Danzig is? Yeah. I thought they were more like heavy metal. Jesus Okay. Christ. Sorry, bro. Yeah, okay. I think the day show at MetLife was a total success. I think the lighting looked better on TV, and I think they should do some next year, like maybe A2. It's a better situation, too, with uh, people with young kids to get out of there before it gets too late. All right. Thanks. Is that it? That's it. Voicemail, 702-586-7857. Watson, thank you for coming in, buddy. My pleasure. Appreciate it. We're doing a Thursday show. Hopefully you can make it. Went over too long. It's five hours. <sighs> Alberson will be stoked on his drive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pookie told me to keep it under four and a half. Now we're close. We might have done that if Albertson hadn't called in. Yeah. So And we didn't get on the rage about the, uh, yeah, the parents. Yeah, parents and, and, and man friends and agents and doctors and gear guys. Did I miss anybody? Media. Media. Media is part of the problem, bro. There are some douchebag media in our sport, you know, like people that just want to suck off the riders, which is fine, but they're also part of the problem. Wipe your face off. <laughs> uh, BTOsports.com, fly Thank racing. Thank God Timmy's not racing anymore. No, oh, dude, God. Uh, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under. Do you have two unders? No. I'll get you some. They're good, dude. They got a Joey pouch. I don't care. I don't wear those. You're missing out. No, They're I'm sick. Not. No, I'm not. I, I got, I, I'm, I'm hooked up by the best underwear company in the world. Oh, so you are wearing two under? No. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto. Please check out sponsor deals on PulpMechShow.com for any codes and uh, more information about all the people that support us. Thank you, Kenny, for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks to SwissCore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks, Gibbs, Gibbs. Uh, no problem. Thursday noon, Fly Moto 60 show. I'll see you then. And Thursday, maybe a Pulp Show. Thursday. Fr- I'll, be here Friday. I'll be here for the Moto 60 Friday, show. we will be in the arena. Yep. In the uh, South Point Arena doing a Pulp Mech show. Sweet. Just don't know how that's going to go yet. Working on that. All right. Thank you. What are you doing? Good night, everyone. <laughs> Got to go. Time to go. All right.
There's something I want to get Thanks, off my Kenny. chest. Bye. And it's about that summer. I got to get it off my chest. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.